All right, I believe that we are finally live. I cannot believe it took this long to do it. Here we are. We made it. Welcome to another Harrison. Break the Rules stream. We are all the way live. We're here. We're queer. We have all these wonderful uh, women here to talk about what it's uh, what what it, what are women? Like I think that we should actually start with that. What are women? This was actually an inspiration from something the great Nina Paley wrote down asking, you know, so let's let's get down into that. And with us we have a lot of wonderful guests. We have Aiden Paladin joining us back back with us once again. We've got Lita Lotharia wearing uh, what is not a Pikachu outfit, but something uh, something quite else. And we have James MK Ultra Money back with us one uh, more fucking time wearing the Matrix uh, outfits, you know, Got trying to get trying to get the truth out to the people. I think that's uh, that's very important. That's right, baby. Yes. And uh, we have a couple of new people. Oh man, we have more people coming in right now. So we have the Jazz Man, aka Scog Brand coming in all the way live for you as well we have got bella we have got uh karina karina cone welcome karina we have got jesse over here now uh uh jesse what is your what is your bird icon over here my bird icon like what's it from yeah it's from uh one of those um one of those john bluth move don bluth movies right it's uh from the movie rockadoodle rockadoodle I got. I yeah, gotta see that one. Nina, are you a Rock Doodle fan? Because you're an. Never animal. seen it. Sorry. That's absolutely. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. And for all the new people who are here right now, I really appreciate you being as patient, as patient with us as uh, everybody should be with everybody in this world, so we could all get along. So subscribe right fucking now. What are you waiting for? Look at all fucking these wonderful. Subscribe! Look at all these let's wonderful people. Go! Yeah. What are, What are you even doing? What are you even doing? Have you forgotten me? I did not forget you. You are the guest of honor. With us, we have... This is a special announcement. This is a special announcement. So, Hotep Sophia, you have brought life into this world. Uh, who, can you tell us a little bit about what happened recently with you? Let's start with that. Okay, so I, I was on the uh, holiday stream for five minutes on Christmas Day, I think. And then the next day, I went into the hospital and had a baby. So oh, that yeah. kind of thing happens to people <laughs> like Congratulations. Me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And the baby's healthy and all of that. It's a giant child. So uh, <laughs> it's very, very exciting. But I am one of those people who never knows that they're pre actually pregnant. So I actually did not know. So that was a surprise for everyone. Oh. Uh, there's some people who carry pregnancies extremely well and extremely uh undetected i happen to be one of those people <laughs> that's amazing because when i when i saw you for the first time it was just a couple months ago yeah i cannot believe that yeah it, my second child was the same way i didn't know i was pregnant until like seven weeks out uh this one was a little longer but uh you know i take good care of myself and i drink plenty of water so uh and lots of nutrients and vitamins and farm stuff so babies are always healthy around here so i just hope that this is the last one and uh i get to go through that lovely actual menopause instead of the fake menopause i thought it was excellent it was actually a baby <laughs> so so let's get to the uh let's get to the main subject here and yes my haircut does look like a mushroom this is what happens when it grows out but let's get to the main subject of what exactly <laughs> is a woman and let's start with uh lita <laughs> <laughs> um definition of a woman i would say someone who is born someone no someone who 
identifies as female or who identifies as a woman. I guess that would be the definition. That would be like the dictionary definition. And that's, uh, that's not. The, oh well, okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to Nina, but just real quickly, <laughs> James, how would you define what a woman is? What would I define what a woman is? Oh man, a woman is a creature that loves to post L's online. <laughs> Very oh. true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a what online? L's. L's uh, yeah, when they're losing. I <laughs> my losses, gimmick yes. account I run is called Women Posting L's, so that was the joke I was making. Oh god. Um, but I no, think the uh, easiest what... way to explain it is probably like, yeah, when women just uh, fuck up in a horrible way and feel the need to post it on social media, despite the fact that it's um, that they should be keeping it to themselves. Yeah, don't post that, girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, what my serious answer for what is a woman? Uh, the greatest and worst things simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> and also, real quick. For all of those who have money, send us Super Chats, and we are going to talk about those Super Chats. So send us the Super Chats right now, and we're going to talk about them. 100 absolute promises, 1,000 promises for the Super Chats being talked about, and also patreon.com slash break the rules. Become a patron, and you're going to get secret videos of me eating more of this chicken. Look at this. Well, the fucking camera doesn't let me show it, but you know what it is. It's chicken. Somebody commented that I look like a squire. Well, I'm going to eat like a squire. I'm going to eat like a medieval squire while this stream is going on. And uh, this brings us to uh, Nina Paley. How would you define what a woman is, Nina? An adult human female. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Give it away my answer. And uh, That is the dictionary definition. It's not anyone who identifies as a woman. And why is it? The dictionary definition is currently considered hate speech in many parts. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I think kind of with uh, with Karina, we may get into this uh, thing. And it's interesting to point out that Lita, you are 19 years old. And uh, I'm almost 20. I'm gonna be 20 in March. You're gonna be 20 in March. So this is a real intergenerational thing that's going on right now where I think yeah. certain definitions are, uh, you know, they're different depending on what generation they're different, in. you know, because I'm the zoomer. And um, I grew up like when I was my freshman year was when Caitlyn Jenner happened. And um, I'm someone who's, I, I've dated a trans person in my life. I've also worked with trans people and I'm very much a trans rights activist. Um, just so, just yeah, so I, you know, I've, I've, I have at least two trans lovers in my past. So I don't say adult human female out of any sort of uh, transphobia or not working with trans people or not being into trans rights. No, I, same for me as well. I mean, I, I, I don't have that experience, but uh, two of my best friends are trans. And I don't say that as like, oh, I have a black friend. But <laughs> seriously, two of my best friends. I have a friends. black friend and I hung out with him last night and drank Did a you? lot of alcohol. Whoa, awesome. dude. <laughs> that like erases all that white privilege, I <laughs> guess, right? Uh, well, let's, uh, let's move to uh, Karina. Karina, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also how would you define what a woman is? Um, so... About me, I am 45 right now, but I transitioned when I was 19 years old. I wrote a post on Quillette about it. So if you search for my name on Quillette, you'll see what I wrote. Andrea Chu Long, who is a, a fairly prominent uh, trans philosopher says that the definition of female is submitting to another person's desire. Hmm. I think a better definition is adult human female. 
Interesting, very interesting. Well, we're we're going to get into some of the more metaphysical aspects as well of uh, man, woman, uh, uh, solar, lunar, all that stuff probably as we keep going. But right now, I just want to keep it simple. So, uh, and over here, by the way, for those who can see, this is Nina's drawing cam. I just want to pay a little bit of attention to the process that's going on right now over here so let me zoom in on it once again all the new people who are here please subscribe right now and look at this beautiful drawing of a robot and the ufo this is top notch i love that this is so beautiful so subscribe for that and next we have uh well H uh, hotep sophia what is a woman to yourself uh i don't know how to answer this question because uh, I never put a lot of thought into it, but it seems like my answer is probably not a good one <laughs> based <laughs> on whatever, because I, I think it has to do with your ability to birth children, because if you can't, uh, if you don't have the organs to, to birth children, then I don't really, I, I mean, maybe that's more of a philosophical, philosophical understanding, but uh, I think the ability to 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 reproduce is a key factor in in being a woman. Not that you do it, but at least you have the the ability to 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 push out the babies. Uh, I personally am infertile. Okay. I mean, not I that mean, you. I mean, I, I'm not saying that everyone should. I'm just talking. No, about no, no. Everyone um, can, but just you know. Yeah, because I mean, like some people just biologically female. X, you know, double X chromosomes, and that's that's fine for biological female. But I know that a lot of bi there are a lot of biological women who they can't give birth, or um, you know, there's women who like have cervical cancer, or like women who right. like, they have something happen and they can't, and so it's it's that. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Sure. I, I mean, I would no. I, would, I mean, that's I, a good I, point. I also have I I also have endometriosis, which is is a leading cause of infertility. But I think what I mean, I'll get into to my uh, my caveat there. But I do agree with that's a big question we need to ask in this definition of game, I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's there's social consequences to uh, being of the sex class that reproduces. I do, even though I don't think. Um, I mean, obviously, lots of women don't or can't have children. The fact that we are in that sex class is huge. So I've never wanted children. And I had my tubes tied when I was 33. And I had a hysterectomy a couple years ago. And I'm in menopause now. And I am totally a woman. I have, you know, this has, the, the, the fact that I could have gotten pregnant has absolutely shaped my life. And even if I had been infertile and not known it, I mean, I've never been pregnant. But uh, is huge. <laughs> I mean, that, that is at women are the reproductive class. It's a, it's a class issue. And, um, uh, even infertile women belong to this class. And, uh, before, uh, we, uh, expand on this, I want to go to, uh, uh, I, I want to go to a couple of people here we have left. So we have Bella chaotic it girl, and we have Jesse and also Dumbo is back with us, AKA the jazz man. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask why exactly, so you could think about it a little bit. Why are you called the jazz man? So we're going to find that out. But first, let's go to Bella. Yeah, so um, the the question of what a woman is, it's a very good question. Um, 
I, I'm inclined to say woman is the origin of life. Um, we are the default because you know that the Y chromosome isn't added until later actually. So um, <laughs> um, yeah, and also all throughout history, um, women have usually been in the domestic um, sector, you know, cooking, cleaning, taking care of children. And so I think that that's definitely like evolutionarily uh, shaped who we are as a class. Bella, can I add something to that? Um, yeah. I think that uh, I have heard that your sex, male or female, is actually determined within five hours of gestation based on the direction of the three, the, the triangle, the the, the, the the division. And that's from, I heard, I think I got that from Jamvalo, uh the flower of life book so i've heard that it happens much sooner than we actually yeah think, okay that's probably that. it i just i've read other things too um which is like that would be the reason why men have nipples when they don't need it <laughs> um the, the nipples is vestigial right in terms of like we had to look at, at this if you don't mind me cutting in for a second um, yeah your, your I, I, I don't know so i need i need someone to explain it to me this is just what i heard so your sex is a product of is is, a, is determined by your genes, which are pretty much pre-selected by the time that uh, fertilization happens, right? It is predetermined at that point what's going to happen. Now things can get in the way of the natural development of what is coded in the genes there. So, like, if there's if the mother's drinks alcohol, there smokes cigarettes, uh, things like that can impede fetal development or change it and stuff like that. But for the most part, pretty much from conception, what's what you're going to be is what you're going to be. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so from that, it is predestination in that way, uh, outside of a, a, a pretty extreme chemical or physical interaction. Okay. Yeah. Question, I, now, now I've always heard that it was determined um, by the doctor in, in the uh, <laughs> yeah. operating room or well, birthing room. Th there so are I'm, actually, there are one environmental factor that's interesting actually is the, the mother's you know, tummy and, and her body. So for example, we find that um, women who have multiple children, in particular multiple boys, boys that they have after having other men uh, are more likely to be gay. So like uh, if you've had uh, several children and then you, you've had like five or six children and several of them are boys, and then you have a sixth child and it's a boy, he is far more likely to be gay than any of the other ones. And um, scientists think, this, I don't know the consensus, but the, the hypothesis I've read on that, is that it's because of a feminization that happens uh, within uh, the fetal development stage. And that, that's a, a product of the mother having had uh, gestated uh, male and female fetuses within her body. Um, I don't know the accuracy of that, but that's the hypothesis. I have a question for people who are defining women. So anybody that defines a woman other than adult human female, why? Like what is wrong with adult human female as a definition of women, given that that's a dictionary definition? Well, dictionary definitions are, are often shit. I agree with you, your definition, by the way, but I think um, what the problem that we're facing socially right now is what is even female? Uh, how, is, I, how are we facing this as a problem that we don't know uh, what female is? I know, but when you when you look at a lot of people who are, are, are debating this now, they constantly bring up the uh, existence of intersex people. Yes, now, but intersex inter people are male and female. There's no problem. Yes, they are. 
I agree, but I think that's the argument is that, well, there's 0.001% of the population that are born intersex, where they present uh, physically with, with one uh, sexual, um, uh, one of the sexual features, but genetically have a different type of sexual features uh, in terms of their um, biology. So I don't think it's a good argument. I just think that is the argument. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm asking the people here, right? Like, what are their reasons? The people, because anybody here that doesn't define woman as adult human female, what is your reason for that? I think the actual what is a female is kind of, I think that's sort of the problem. Like, what is a female? Like, because a lot of people, they just don't, they don't want to use any of the standard definitions. And so when you say a woman is a, a female, then you say, well, what's a female? It's, I don't think it's um, specific enough. That's why I said, oh, the person who can birth the children. That's, that, that's, that's pretty what specific, a, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that is what a female is. <laughs> I, mean, I female, know, but you know, people just don't talk about it in those terms. But, but we can, right? Like just because other right. people are vague, <laughs> like why, I, my question is why are you personally, like not why other people, right? Clearly other people have issues, but like we know what female is, you know what female is. Right, right. Do you right. not know I just what make it is? No, I just make it as simple as possible so that there's no way you can, uh, there's there's no room for uh, for questioning. Right? I say the person who can birth the children, who has the ability, the capability, the parts to birth the children, that's sort of like, you, well, you automatically can understand what that means. But just, I don't know, because I, I just, people today, I don't, I just don't know. <laughs> uh, let's expand the definition, right? So for those of us who agree that a woman is an adult human female, mm -hmm. and a female is someone with a certain set of chromosomes, right? Yes. Uh, Excess chromosomes. Is that, because that's where we have to draw it. X. Hold on. I mean, oh, could I see the cat real quick? I noticed he had the cat Now here comes the here. question, right? Okay. I said yeah. a certain set. I didn't say specifically sex. That was well, thing, not right? not a Y. A female doesn't have a Y chromosome, but there's right. That's it. <laughs> but I, yes, so it it isn't necessarily just the XX, but for the most part, the the okay, what we're talking about generally speaking, out uh, ignoring outliers, which is the same thing with intersex syndromes like Klinefelter syndrome or whatever. Um, we're generally talking about ninety nine percent of the populace uh, and for convenience's sake and, and scientific <laughs> uh, inaccuracy, but um, just to be um, generally understood, I think that what is a woman, adult, human, female, what is a female, someone who has no Y chromosome, how about that? I mean, yeah, they, they say that it's uh, the sex class that produces large gametes, but you know, there, there's sure. really very little like, intersex is such a red herring um so like no no one's confused about this uh but you can say you know produces large gametes has no y chromosome is in the sex sure. class that uh gestates and births in mammals I mean, we know what female is and I also want to make sure that the people who did not speak yet also get to define what a female is, whether they agree or disagree with what's been said before. So that would be Jesse, that would be Dumbo, and that would be, uh, how do you say, 
Izzy being busy. I love that name, Izzy being busy. That's great. <laughs> but let's let's go to Jesse first, and I'm gonna add your social in here as well. So, what is a female to you, Jesse? Or what is a woman? Were you what, gonna say what is a woman? What is a woman? <laughs> My definition of a woman is the greatest piece of art that God and nature has ever produced. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> Not wrong, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't have my face cam, Lev. I, I look like hell. I just came from pouring concrete, so it's just... Nah, no, no, you you look rugged. That's like that commercial after the construction worker, you know, does the construction, and then he sits down, he takes off his shirt, and all the women are like, oh, man, look at him. Ooh, so hot. And then he, and then he drinks Pepsi or something, and that, that could be you. That's so, okay, was... you know, You're just a coward, along with the other oh, three was... that also don't have face cam on. Oh, shit. Just I a was pussy. About... If you can't show your face... You're a pussy. <laughs> I'm just well, I did. No, it's I'm funny. I was like, uh, you know, I was using the cement mixer and I was thinking of like doing a, a painting of it. I could call it like the mother if, you know, it just it has a very feminine sort of um, womb like uh, sort of curvature to it. So I'm, I'm contemplating this well, you know, because I was thinking I'll have cool. to go to the woman's stream. So there you go. Yeah, That'd well, there's cool. been other contemporary artists that have done that. I mean, yeah. There's that one woman, I forget her name. She like painted like huge canvases of uh, various wrenches and like, oh, I'll look it up. Anyways, I sorry, I'm cutting someone off. So it's, it's so Well, I just wanted to get to uh, Dumbo. And first question for Dumbo is why are you called the jazz man? Are you a fan of jazz or what's going on? <laughs> Can we, I, I cannot hear you right now. Is your sound working? Okay, so we're going to skip Dumbo for now. We're going to see what's going on with the sound. I'm going to check in with Dumbo. But let's go to Izzy, who is busy. Uh, what is what is a woman to you? Oh, you got to unmute yourself, by the way. Unmute yourself and everybody who is listening. Don't forget to subscribe. I cannot stress this enough how important it is to subscribe to BTR for the sake of everybody here, for the sake of our growth. It is absolutely important. So, Izzy, you got to unmute yourself. There we go. Um, a woman? What is a, what makes a woman? Um, <laughs> um, that's a good question. I've never really thought about that before. I guess just like, um, <laughs> I feel like this is a terrible icebreaker left from the children. Jesus. <laughs> This is like a question you ask on the first date to see like yeah, where someone's no, head's this is, at. No, this is a this is a Jesse Lee Peterson question. You know, he always says, "What oh, is a man?" I love Jesse Lee. Do you love women, Lev? Lev so is not much. killing it right now on his version of The Bachelor. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Well, anyway, let's go then to uh, back to the question that Nina was asking before. As far as uh, fuck, I don't know. I was uh, I wanted to get to this divide that we're feeling right now as a country and circumnavigate that back into this divide between male and female where men and women right now, like uh, I'm not saying that they're politically divided, but they are maybe divided as far as I'll some men it. look back. Okay. Okay. Fine. You could say it. But as far as men looking back to a time when they saw, at least it appears to them from like this, uh, you know, from, from looking back at all the you know 50s advertisements that there was a time when there was more cohesion when there was more harmony and uh it may have meant a certain sacrifice of freedom 
for that harmony, but I don't even know if that harmony was there or if there was an appearance of harmony, what was actually a lot of behind-the-scenes suffering and stuff like that. So I don't know, like, what I'm trying to figure out here is, number one, what are the relationship problems that people are noticing today between uh, men and women? What do you think the reasons these relationship problems are there? And number three, if you could step into the shoes of the guys who long for this kind of uh, period where they assume that there was this harmony, is there anything that we can extract from that and bring to, to today for that harmony to uh, you know, be in effect, whether or not it existed before? So uh, let's uh, let's start with Nina. Well, people have always had uh, difficult relationships. I mean, that's the thing with Sita sings the blues. That was thousand. That story is many, many thousands of years old, and I call it the greatest breakup story ever told, the Ramayana. Uh, so there's really nothing new with uh, very difficult relationships. And when you talk about relationships, you mean like mating relationships right you mean pair bonding relationships is that yes. right love yes. yeah no that's always been like fraught and horrendous and all you have to do is survey ancient literature <laughs> or the whole history you know it, it's always been thus so i don't think there's anything modern about that the only thing as, as i've said before that's uh contributing to you know that makes the, the modern age unique and have pretty unique problems is the proliferation of porn online Hmm. Interesting. So without the proliferation of porn, if we're talking about, let's say, people going their own way, you know, now they have this movement, MGTOW, Nina, you've heard of that, right? MGTOW? Oh, MGTOW. yeah, men going their own way, right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Never heard it so, That's so yes. 2015, love. My God. Yes, that is. <laughs> no, f fuck it. I'm going to talk about MGTOW for all the people who don't MGTOW, know about MGTOW, no hymen, no diamond. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. we're well, like, we... I got to say, feminists are like, go your own way, please. <laughs> like, um, there was this one time someone told me this, and I was like, oh, my God, interesting. Every woman's a feminist until they get lazy. I heard that, and I was like, Oh my god, like because I've heard that where a lot of women are like, I don't need no man, I don't need no man, and then later you're like, oh fuck, I need I need a boyfriend that I could I could drain or I could not drain but like rely on because like they can't you know, a lot of people can't stand up, can't um defend them uh, rely on themselves, depend on themselves. So yeah, I've heard I that know. term. Wasn't it built, I, I, I'm think a it men's was... rights activist and anti feminist, so I'm not sure how accurate uh, that was. Everyone Hicks will sell out said... eventually. They just need a price, the right price. I think it was Bill Hicks that said, uh, like when, like when a woman fucks her life up, she can move into yours. <laughs> oh yeah. That's describe it. Oh boy. So I think my experience is a little bit different because, um, I always wanted to have a family. That was my, my top priority. And so I started looking for, uh, suitable partners, uh, sort of when I got to college and, um, and I didn't find great ones, but I decided that it was more important for me to uh, have children and, and fulfill that part of my genetic code than anything else. And so uh, that's sort of the, the process that I took, but I've never been one of these people who said like, oh, I don't need a man, this and that. I'm always like, yeah, I need a man. I have friends that are like that. And I'm like, you guys are nuts. Like just find a decent one, but you know, you don't say that you don't need a man because as soon as you can't get the jar open, you're going to be looking for somebody. I mean, yeah. that's just the way that it oh. works. You can't get the tire on your car. You're going to be calling the dude to come 
put the tire on, you're not going to call your mom. So like, <laughs> even if your mom could do it, you would be, I'm not getting my mom to change my tire. So yeah, I never understood that. And this is like a huge thing in the, like amongst educated blacks is that, you know, a lot of women are just like, I don't need a man. I got my mm. career, so on and so forth and all of this stuff. And like people I know who are extremely career successful, they have no kids. And so when they get to be about 40, 45, they're like, oh, shoot, I need to have kids. I'm like, yeah, you're 40. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. Like, you have to start early. So I always tell people, you know, start early and get it out the way. And then you can always have like a whole second life. If you have your kids in your 20s, by the time you turn 50, you can like start your whole life over again. Your kids will be gone, like literally. So like, I don't, you know, this whole, uh, you know, I think a lot of emphasis is, is, you know, for women is like on being self-reliant, but I think that you can't be self-reliant enough to deal with all of the stuff that life throws at you just in general, emotionally and everything. Like you can be mostly self-reliant, but eventually you need a partner and it makes sense to make your partner, your partner, as opposed to, you know, like relying on other people, you know, who don't have a vested interest in, in seeing you be at least remotely successful. So that's sort of my experience, which I find is different than most people. They don't, put the emphasis on the babies but that's always been sort of my one of my top things uh, do you mind if i interject with, with something i think is really important that you brought up which is the fact that really smart people aren't having kids and i i it, it's educated black people and white people and people i think of, of, of all races or whatever i think it, it's, it's just a general human issue like in the uh, idiocracy it's idiocracy so i was about to bring up i think that it's it's we're headed the towards IQ idiocracy shredder. Because, um, yeah, it's the, the, the intelligent people kind of have this perception of like, oh, just don't have kids. And, and I mean, like, I'm not saying it makes you, that's an indictment of anyone in any way, because they choose not to have kids. It's your right. But I do think that's, that is a kind of weird issue is that like so many intelligent uh, people of any background choose not to have children and women. In particular. Meanwhile, meanwhile, my farmers, uh, they're on their eighth child they just they just had a, an eighth child five months ago and i'm sure i don't even know how old this woman is but she doesn't look over 40 but she has to be over 40 because her oldest child is like 21 so what i'm like fuck? holy smokes like these people have lots and lots of and it's like every time the cow has a baby she has a baby like it's i, I just never <laughs> that was the never, i didn't even say that that's what she said. There's a lot of this is this is a big uh, much. There's some feminist literature about that, about how um, in agrarian farmsteads, how like women like they have kids around the same time as the livestock. Like for example, Donna Haraway, who wrote the cyborg feminism book, she had this uh, uh, later works about like how her dog was taking like the same hormone as she was, and so it's sort of like. The critical animal studies like post-humanism thing but i feel that is kind of like interesting how there's like this still um among certain people that still live on farms there's like this attunement to the natural world that you know again like the feminists would say that this is like a stereotypical um the embodiment of the feminine is one of nature one of like the lunar the earth but it's like, I think there's something more to that. I think there's like an archetypal dimension there that gets often overlooked. 
and uh yeah i don't yeah. know well, I'm just, it, it, I'm just riffing right now. <laughs> it, uh, it, it brings to mind, I think, something uh, that's been very important for me to consider, something that Alexander Bard also talked about, where you're going to have a certain percentage of people who are going to go off and do certain things, uh, you know, more like specialists. So let's say I was watching this really uh, great um, miniseries on Netflix called Unorthodox. I don't know if you guys had a chance to uh, see that, but it's about, um, this Rush, uh, this, about this Jewish Orthodox girl you know, who's uh, in that whole society with the uh, paces and all that stuff, how she escaped to Berlin uh, to become a, a musician. Like she ended up going to this music school and finding these other people who are from all these diverse different backgrounds. But what united them together was their love of uh, classical music. So this is something that I see happening all the time with uh, with people. But my question is, what about all the other people who, let's say, maybe to them it wouldn't be that bad to live just like a simple life with like a husband and kids and the family dog and the white picket fence and all that. Meanwhile, it's sort of like, does society push them to pursue these same kind of like professional career-wise things through advertising, just through kind of like this overturning just like the swing of the pendulum to the other side, you know, where before it was much more difficult for them to do anything of the sort. And now since the gates are open, the question is like, how do we balance that out from making sure that people who do want to pursue something get to pursue it while at the same time having people, you know, just think twice before going into something. If maybe down the line they figure out that, you know, all this time I was trying to be this super girl boss, whatever, like maybe that wasn't something that I wanted. So how do we balance that out so that we don't interfere in uh, people's lives or their freedoms while being able to uh, to do that? So I don't know. I guess I want to start with uh, Nina and then uh, Karina and then Dumbo. Let's see if you're... Uh, could you speak for a little bit, Dumbo? I just want to see if um, we can hear you. Hi. There we go. Finally, this we can finally, hear you. Finally, I'm on my finally. third laptop. Jesus Christ. There we go. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get back to you, Dumbo, and I also want you to tell me why you're called the jazz man. But first, Nina, what do you think about uh, what I just said right now as far as trying to get that balance between, you know, the professionals and those who, you know, maybe they're better off not going that route? Yeah, well, um, my all of my fertile years when I was child-free, but uh, still under the pressures to have children uh, because of my age and sex, there was just a constant barrage of articles about professional women choosing to be mothers. And, you know, the New York Times would have all these articles about, uh, you know, high-powered career women giving it up so that they could raise kids. And uh, even though we have, you know, choices now, most of the child rearing is done by women. And there are far more housewives than house husbands, even though that's an option now. Uh, and people are still having plenty of children. So uh, those options have not been taken away. Uh, any woman that wants to do that can do that, you know, pending finding a suitable partner. Now, um, that's a whole other thing, whether partners are suitable, but uh, it can totally be done. There's clearly men willing to do that and there's women willing to do that. And I mean, is, is the issue just that 
young women are feeling like they can't do that for some reason or men are feeling like they can't do that for some reason like what what I'm not seeing the same problem that you're seeing right like I'm, I'm actually seeing the behavior being mostly the same uh, that most women and men fall into these traditional roles anyway. In fact, that's been really clear in all my relationships, even though I haven't had children, uh, certainly issues like cleaning and you know house issues, uh, no matter how progressive I or my partners thought that we were, we would fall into these traditional roles. And I'm just going like, so what, what exactly is the problem? I, I think it's a problem of perception. I don't think it's a problem of reality. Well, let's bring this up to the panel. Do you guys think it is a problem of perception or a problem of reality? What exactly is the problem? So there is this idea that people have of, uh, you know, now that the flood floodgates have been opened for everybody being able to do anything uh, they want uh, career-wise, some people would spend a lot of time investing in, you know, joining the business world, sitting in an office and doing all this stuff while they may not actually have uh, done that in another life and would have much more enjoyed just uh, being at home. And this is at least the perception that people are getting online, and it could be completely wrong, like Nina said. So I'm curious, like, what, um. what you guys think? I yeah. think that society is kind of fucked in general right now because most people just cannot afford kids. And then you have that's the what people I was going to say. That Both parents are, have to work. Yeah. And then you have well, that's the, the people that are career focused <laughs> and they have money for kids, but they just don't have time for the kids. So now society is kind of stuck in this catch 22 for the most part. Because I don't even know if I ever want kids one day, but I can't even think about the possibility because I don't even make enough money for myself, let alone supporting a child. When we when we finish this part, Lev, can we come back to this whole affording kids thing? Because I sure. really I want to talk about that too. Because I would like more, to, yeah, it has more to do with capitalism than like. Here's the thing: it's it's more of a, it's not like hmm, what should I say? It's not like women all of a sudden like was were enveloped by some brain parasite of well i guess so in terms of ideology but oh, there was oh no, a lot of ideology i can actually explain the biology to you like right now but yeah yeah but <laughs> i mean i think there's a lot it's of a literal brain parasite I it is no it that. is but it depends what you mean uh, if we're talking about like the Zizekian form of ideology but like what no, i mean it's is hormonal birth control my dude but we'll get that's no but this is what i wanted to talk about like this is the different forces of the techno capital that and in modernity that have culminated in conditions where women feel that they don't need or want kids. It's rather, it's, it, I mean, the ideology obviously came after and there's like evidence that a lot of like this was funded by people like the Ford foundation, but that's besides the point, it's more of just the conditions themselves that have led to the destabilization of the family. Now, later on, there is like, you know, you know, Amy Therese, she had this great interview recently where she talked about um, a lot of this is just like basically justifying someone's personal trauma, but like turning it into an ideology. So I don't know if you know, everyone knows about this like really terrible, ghastly book that came out in Verso by this uh, Sophie Lewis uh, woman where she talks about it's called what is it called? Full, full surrogacy now. Look that up. And she talks about the, like, basically we should destroy the family and like kids should be like raised in common, like some kind of like really weird uh, gynophilic communism. But the thing is she admits readily in her personal life, she's had a very like terrible traumatic childhood. So basically 
it's it's really uh, a whole litany of forces that have come into like okay why is it that millennials don't have kids why is it that women just like uh, just don't play and want them you know to quote uh, our my good friend zero hp lovecraft like why why is it that this is happening it's not just a like a, a one-dimensional oh because the feminism came and then women all of a sudden like uh, you know it's like there's a, a long list of reasons why Sorry, I'm just rambling right now, but I, yeah, I just I think it's very a simplistic notion that a lot of conservatives have when it comes to saying, "Oh, why? How, how come younger? You know, how come these fucking holes don't want to have kids? Like, you know <laughs> okay. what I mean? Like, it, there's something more going on there than just now. I do think that women do have an, a certain agency, obviously, to determine. Like, you know, some of it is on on them, but I do feel that there are impersonal forces at play as to why. Uh, younger women either straight up can't afford kids or s simply don't want them or the maternal instinct in society has sort of been denigrated so if i could add something on my thoughts as to why because i'm a zoomer but i'd say like within millennials and like zoomers not wanting to kids mostly people can't afford kids and i would say mm -hmm. like our parents which are like gen x or even boomers are like oh my god i wish i didn't have kids i wish i could do all this stuff with my life but i fucked it all up because i had kids like yeah, I've that's been, really demoralizing. That. That's terrible. <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, I know some of you, I, I heard that from all kinds of people growing up, but that's one of the things, or people say, wait to have kids. But it's like, hypothetically, after you're 35, having a kid's very difficult. Your kid is more likely to be born with health problems. You're more likely to get cancers because of it. There are so many problems. It's like autism. You, well, I mean, I think because I know people who are like they believe autism's like autism's um I, I believe it's a genetic thing because I've met people who are like more high functioning autism, but I'd say well, um autism autism is related to the age of the mother. We've but I've met Chris Chan's like, mother was forty when she had him, so think about that. Explains that explains a lot. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 it's not a determinant. It's, like it's, it's a risk factor. It's not a determinant. It's a risk yeah. It's factor. you're right. It's yeah. the risk factor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's also most people. Most people don't get to the point where they're on their own feet or even like a, a couple who like have been who are in a stable relationship where they're making enough money they're still not making enough money to put another kid in the world until they're in their 30s that's another thing people don't consider people are just like have kids have kids and there was this girl i used to know she lived in this beat ass apartment with her boyfriend and there was like a rabbit like free range living on the floor and she was on her second kid and she was like when are you gonna settle down i'm like dude well first of all i was 18 and i was like why why am i thinking about settling down at 18 like personally Ace i thought trad. i was I was, <laughs> I was like a month after i graduated high school so i was like dude i don't even know what i'm gonna do after the summer like i i don't want to think about having kids right now but she was someone who was like all right i um i'm ready like i'm like dude you can't even afford the kid you have now like i don't think you should be having another kid but she was planning this all out but I think I also think because I have like female teachers who would say things like I don't need a man to tie me down and all that stuff and then they would get married and I was just like well why do you say that like if you want to put out a message like <laughs> that's such a horrible thing to say <laughs> like that's such a horrible thing to say because um you know people get married because I mean marriage is like your partners you're um sharing everything and if you want to put a kid in the world like personally i don't think people should have kids until they're at least like five years into their marriage if they're planning kids because then they like are stable they can put stuff away put stuff together if you're planning to have a kid however i know a lot of people who have had kids in their 20s and people judge the fuck out of them for having kids in their yes, 20s and that's it's like problem. Dude, you're that's the but issue also um i see these posts all the time they're like how many 90s babies don't have babies i'm like okay most 90s babies 
are like in their 30s now so like they're not fucking babies and they're adults having kids and so it's kind of like a mix of both where you get judged if you have kids you you're you know you're you're damned if you do you're damned if you but don't on the other side i feel like who gives a like, damn about social pressure all 90s babies are still in their 20s except for yeah i'm still well, i mean a few years 90s. away from 30 my god well i mean they're all but... getting that they're not like they're not like little teeny tiny babies they're not like like they're old enough to have kids or like you know yeah i think like it's not weird if they have it's kids. a deal like it's a deal to have kids in your early 20s or yeah. like but i do feel that on the other side like if a woman because of circumstances have has to have kids like later on in life i feel that i don't know like a lot of these again like the, the trad larpers they sort of like oh my god i can't believe you're fucking done you know before the you know after 24 you're done that's it you hit the wall it's just i don't know i feel that that puts undue pressure on women who are willing to have a traditional life if they are in their late 20s for instance and there's like this anxiety about it but that's like very niche circles the vast majority it's the other case where women are no. like condemned for having kids in their 20s no, the larpers uh, feel like a psyop at this point on yeah it I, does feel like a sap i mean i, I don't I, 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 I don't know exactly how I'm to too. i really have to counter this because i'm sitting here like fuming for a couple minutes now um i was diagnosed with endometriosis which means like you probably can't have kids when i was 19 and so i just gave up on it but i've learned since then that it's potentially possible and i just lived my life up until i was like 29 thinking that wasn't an option. And I just don't think you're correct. I do not think there is a pressure on 20 year olds in 2020 and certainly not even in 2010 or even 2000 to have children. That was gone. Uh, so many people oh are, yeah, are I agree. I'm just like, these, yeah. So many people are referencing a bygone age. And speaking of a bygone age, one thing that I think is not being brought up here is the fact that uh, until women entered the workforce in mass, yes, one man could support an entire family off of his earnings. And that is, uh, we, we are dealing with culture that has vastly shifted since the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, when one man who was the bread earner could support a family of 10, you know, if he wanted to. And unfortunately, that's all changed. Uh, the, the women, bringing women into the workforce has not only um made women less likely to want to have children because they feel like they have to work. They have to work. They're, they're uh, married to their jobs more than they are to their husbands or their families. But it has also actually systematically made the family worse because it has made everything more expensive and it has devalued uh, the value of, of employee. Right. Yeah, I mean, really, the only solution left is to just uh, hang politicians and CEOs in the street. Whoa, 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 Minecraft. Hold on, before we go further, Izzy being busy, I believe she had a uh, question or a comment. So uh, let's bring yeah. it to her. And then I want to find out from Dumbo about the Jazzman thing. But here we go. Izzy being busy. Take it away. So I was going to say, I think a, a big part of the reason why women aren't having kids anymore nowadays is because women have a lot more options nowadays than they did back then. Like we have, we have more, we have a lot more career options. Like, and, and like nowadays, you know, women are encouraged to work. Women are encouraged to be independent, but like then we weren't. So I think that's why a lot of, well, like nowadays women aren't having kids like they used to. Can I just add in, um, there's also like a sense of shame around um, wanting to be a stay-at-home mother now. I think that there have been a lot of people who kind of 
talk down on their own mother for being a stay-at-home mom like oh she never did anything productive with her life she never built anything or whatever and so there's there's sort of a shame because you're expected to also like have a family but also create a business or have some sort of like other venture that you devote your life to and I think that that's good you should have hobbies you should have activities in addition to being a mother but um, there's also definitely that sense of shame. Like you shouldn't aspire to be a stay-at-home mother. That's pathetic, you know? Right. I agree. I think that oh. like people, people should be more accepting of different lifestyles. Like I don't yeah. think people should be put down for the way that they want to live their lives. Um, can but, I? But what a, go on, Dumbo, and tell us about the jazz man thing too. I know oh, you're probably yeah, thinking. Of, um, yeah. I I just wanted to say that I feel like bringing up the fact that women have a lot more choices now is kind of counterproductive because I've, I've, I mean, it comes back to the fact that like, even, even though you can work more, it's, it's not, do you really want to spend like years of your life studying? Like, like you're taught, everyone is taught, everyone has been talking right now about how they can't afford anything. How they can't afford to keep a family, how they can't afford to take care of themselves hardly and yet you're talking about how like how working in that sense is a positive thing I guess like how women having that choice like I'm just saying is it really a choice at that point do you really have more choices if you have to work at to some degree to stay alive like that to be able to do anything like it's, I don't know. I, I, I know I agree with you completely. It, it, what are you, um, you're sacrificing your ability to have children essentially, uh, which is uh, genetically we're designed to do that. It is within our genes to propagate as it is in every single organism on earth, as far as we know that we're driven to do that and to know that your genes will survive or you work at a job and die at your desk. Are these the two options we're, being given essentially. I, I find them to not be dichotomistic, by the way. I think that there is a middle ground, but um, it's odd how it's framed that way often. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the career thing is like a capitalist psyop at this point because like, oh, yeah, unless just, you have a job yeah. that you're really passionate about. I mean, for me, for example, you know, I'm a filmmaker, fucking podcaster, all this shit that I actually enjoy doing, but all like my, you know, main jobs I've had have been all bullshit that I haven't liked, you know, like real mm. estate and stuff like that, oh. where it's just like, you know, it's to make money. Um, and a lot of these careers that women are memed into, you know, doing, it's not like it's stuff that they enjoy. Uh, they've just been brainwashed into thinking it's like, ah, oh, well, I got to be a feminist, an independent woman, career driven, because that's what society tells me. And that's the psyop right there. We're having a bit of a differentiation here then because James, oh, and he, and he's gone right now. Cause I want Nina to respond to that. <laughs> Cause this is kind of the thing that I was talking about earlier. People thinking today that, that there is this impression of on one hand, you would have like in that, uh, TV series, the mini series I mentioned, Unorthodox, where you join up with these great musicians and they're like high, you know, high quality and you do classical music and stuff. But on the other hand, there are, let's face it, a lot of jobs that are kind of just like you go into the office, you work there, and you do have to, you know, do what the boss tells you within reason, obviously. But the idea here is that you are still giving your time and energy to serving some entity. 
which, you know, like, and I am against this mentality that, oh, the woman has to serve the husband and any of that, because from my ancestors, they have a lot of uh, bad experiences like that. Wrong, too. Lev. Like, like, wrong. Like, like, wrong. No, 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 not, you not said, wrong. Uh, you know, like, uh, my obey. My great. <laughs> I'm only half kidding. Yes. I'm only half well, well, like my great great grandma, when she was 16, and she was like a really sweet, nice uh, girl, and she got married off to this 40 year old guy, uh, you know, very religious, very observant, but like very, very tough, you know? And it's like she did not have a say in the matter. And, uh, you know, he was like, I don't know how abusive the guy was, but I can imagine people in diff different circumstances like that. That's, that's no good of a way to be either. So this is why I'm like saying, like, how do we find the balance between these two forces? But now that James is here, Nina, would you like to respond to what James said? Uh, <laughs> I was ready to, and then I got knocked off course. I want to say that like you're, you know, this show, I, I like this community because you have people of really divergent views. Um, Y'all are diverging a hell of a lot from me, <laughs> right? Like I have more in common with the counter Semite than I have with the people that have been speaking today. <laughs> uh, She's referring to our good friend, Rad Kaczynski, by the way. Um, shout out, shout out. Uh, yeah. One thing that we older women discuss is how the younger women don't really realize how hard won women's rights have been. And maybe this is just how it should be. It's like, I've, I've been uh, really alarmed and sad about the demise of sex-based rights for women. Uh, a lot of women don't realize that um, sex-segregated spaces like bathrooms and change rooms were fought for really hard uh, by women, adult human females, and are still being fought for uh, in countries like India. Um, and we take them for granted. I grew up with all this stuff. Uh, all of these choices that, you know, the current generation is like, I don't like them. It's like, oh boy, well, great. Cause they're about to be taken away from you. <laughs> um, another thing I think about- Oh yes, they will be. <laughs> they will be. Uh, you know, when I was, when I was a youngin, um, there were what, like 4 billion humans on earth or three, I guess there were 3 billion. Uh, then there were 6 billion, you know, we're on our way towards 8 billion. I don't know if we've passed 8 billion yet. There's a lot of humans on earth. Uh, the birth rate has not been, you know, the, people are very panicked about something that's not happening and also a lot we're of not going extinct anytime soon well not specifically well, we are, about the birth not, rate well but not, not, not from lack of birth rate no There's no but the argument is not about the birth rate if i, if I understand the kind of correctly. people having kids and not having uh, never mind sure. i'm not going to get into that i'm not going to open up the let's let's get into that i want to say though that that when you have pressures right like animals if you take animals and put them in you know limited spaces and up the population of these animals, the behavior of these animals will mm -hmm. change. There have been studies of lemmings and other animals. We have Mice a lot in particular. of human animals right now. So uh, some of us are, you know, some behavior changes over large numbers of humans could be related to the massive population of humans on the planet 
uh, like when I was young and not wanting to have children, that was a really rare thing. I'm again, like about uh, 20 to 30 years older than most of the other participants here. Me saying I didn't want to have children when I was in my 20s was not accepted. Uh, everyone was telling me I should have children. I was, uh, you know, I could not get sterilized. Doctors saw a, you know, educated seeming white woman and, you know, would not permit me to be sterilized. Uh, so the fact that it has changed and that the younger, there's a lot of younger people now that say, yeah, I don't want to have children. Uh, that was not at all the case I had. I don't know what all pressures everyone is responding to. It could simply be that uh, the Earth's carrying capacity has been exceeded for more than a generation. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it is, uh, Nina. Again, um, I, I have a medical condition, right? And when I was twenty, I was diagnosed with it. They said it's the worst version of this condition that you can have, and the best thing we can do for you is a total hysterectomy. That's so weird. I and I was, get but that. no, I was denied it because they said you'll change your mind. Oh God. I, I got say, the same. I got the same message, dude. I got the same message. Is that you'll wait, change your mind? How old are you? I'm 30 now. This is 10 yeah. years ago. All right, so yeah, I'm I'm 22 right. years older than you. That I would say also. <laughs> with, it also depends on cultural things because um, like my mother's foreign. She's Latin American, and she very much was like, "Have kids, you know, get married to someone who can support you, have children." And so I'd say it all differentiates, and like I'd say more people on like my Latin American side were more like that. And then I have a friend who's a few years older than me and she, well, she's like 25 and she like, she's never wanted kids. And she like threw a party when a doctor finally approved her to get her tubes tied because they have to be like, well, no, you have to have a kid first. So it's all. It that all is a thing that they want. That is it. That is a real thing that they do want, uh, which I, I know from having dealt with the system is that very often uh, they will ask for women to have, why don't you just try to have a kid? before you, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. try to get your Why don't you try to have it, yeah. Uh, that's not what that's about. I, so I understand. So, you, so you're both, both so sides. then what y'all are saying is that you are both, you're experiencing pressure not to have children and pressure to have children. Yeah, I experienced both with like growing up. Like I would say in schooling, there's kind of like the don't, if you want a traditional life or if you want to settle down, absolutely not. But then I've also experienced um, from like a cultural thing with like a Latin American side, like um, have kids get married to someone, you know, just you don't have to go to college. Just get get married to someone who can support you. Go find a rich guy and get married. Right. And- so, then back, so then back to Lev's thing, it's like, well, what happened? It used to just be, you know, like, why aren't women having children? And then everybody talks about the money thing. It, it could mm-hmm. simply be, I mean, the economic issue is very real. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I do think like, like Hotep Sophia says, uh, if you really want to have children, that shouldn't stop you just as, because people use the same excuse for not making art. It's like, oh, I have to do this and that. And, you know, I can't yeah, before. Just do but it. Yeah. If you well, there if also you're a- about and having kids, you can have kids. Uh, how, how much do you attribute to things like, uh, and I don't know how much you attribute to it, but people are talking about advertising. People are talking about, you know, like uh, that Edward Bernays book, Propaganda. Like, how much does all that stuff work on people, and does it work on people to the extent that uh, they would give up certain things that they otherwise would do? Or is this just uh, a cope for not dealing with uh, why this is really happening, uh, like uh, economic factors and things of that nature? Or is it a little bit of both? I mean, there's economic factors. One thing I've wondered about is 
why advertising has to be pronatalist like why there is so oh. much natalism given that there is no shortage oh that's changing actually that's actually a lot of them are anti-natalist now i mean there's this uh Volkswagen commercial. Uh, never mind. I don't want to get in the thickets. But see, y'all are telling me it's <laughs> weird because like you're you're asserting these things, and then and then like the same people. A lot of it is like girl boss careerism type advertising now. So that's yeah. Girl but that boss is an interesting is thing. You're to call a woman than cunt, honestly. <laughs> oh, I don't know if the YouTube algorithm would make that work. But um, by the way, we we have Helena. We have Helena joining us, and she has a cat over here in the background. That is a great cat. So it's actually it's actually interesting that we had we had two cats here. We had Karina, and we had. I mean, Helena's there's a lot of cat. pussies here. Yeah. So long. Yes, absolutely. I can feel the, the estrogen level. Sorry, I, I can't help myself. And and what's it, what's interesting? This is going to be a bit of a transition over here. It's actually funny that I use the word transition because um, what we're going to talk about right now, oh! since Hel since, uh, since Helena is here, is you know right now uh, there has been way more talk about uh, tra uh, transgender and uh, a, a lot of things related to that in the last uh, last decade, and. Uh, I know that uh, Karina's experience is very different from Helena's experience. So I'm curious if we could step back a little bit and we're going to get into back into the birthing and all that stuff a little bit later. But right now that Helena's here, Karina, could you first tell a little bit about what you felt like when you were growing up and what led you to make the decisions uh, that you made today? I'd be glad to. I was that awkward kid who got bullied a lot. I did not like boys. I didn't get along with them very well. And as I was maturing into puberty, I started be, being very anxious about my imminent um, maturity in, into a man. And at the time that caused a lot of distress. I think that that's probably often uh, in young people, what is called um, gender identity disorder or gender dysphoria. I became somewhat fixated on the idea that if I could stop being male, if I could become a female, that that would alleviate a lot of the distress that I was feeling. I uh, did not like how my body was developing and there are certain parts that I felt very alienated from. And so as a teenager, and Helena, I, I don't know how much uh, this might be similar to your experience, but I really wanted to separate myself from my biological destiny and started taking steps so that I could do everything I could to avoid having to uh, mature into manhood. And I think part of that was developing a, an identity as a woman, even though obviously uh, if you're born physically male, you don't mature into a woman. But that, that, was, that was my youth and teen years. So by the time I was 18, I had already started transition and 19, I uh, had uh, an operation that's irreversible and um, the, the rest of it has just been, you know, adjusting to the consequences of all the decisions I made when I was a teenager. 
So how do you, how do you feel about your decisions now? Cause I've spoken to quite a few trans people who like their, their intent is not to detransition and they don't fully regret everything. But considering a lot of the times those decisions are made when you're very young um, and, and your feelings and your thought processes can mature over time. I'm just curious about how you feel about how everything has gone and if there's any resentment or anger towards not being given space and time to wait. It's so far in my past now that I don't really, I, I, I guess maybe somebody else could focus on it and see it that way. Um, it would be the way I kind of see it is like if you were in an accident and you lost a, a limb, you have to uh, deal with it. Or if you lost uh, functionality of some other, you know, ability like sight or or. But you see that as a loss on the same kind of level as a limb or sight. Well, the what the what I'm trying to say is that. If something happens that you can't change, you learn to yeah. adapt to it and live with it. Do you feel like you're kind of in between? Because a lot of the times when you talk to people, you either, at least me, a lot of the times when I talk to people who've transitioned, like I'm either talking to the, the happily transitioned person who like, they believe that it changed their life. It made them more able to be themselves, like yada, yada. Or I'm talking to like a, a person who completely regrets it and they feel very negatively about it. So do you feel like you're kind of in the middle where it's a little bit more complicated? Uh, uh, definitely in the middle. Yeah. How, how do you, cause for me, it was pretty clear cut. Like I just had the moment where, for those who don't know, I used to identify as a trans man. I was on testosterone for almost two years. Um, for me, there was a very clear cut moment of complete regret where I was like, I 100% made the wrong decision. I was allowed to do this when I wasn't in the right frame of mind, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I didn't really have as complicated feelings about it. So I'm just curious what your feelings about it are. I, so I, I was on IRC, which for anyone who doesn't know about that, it's oh, a- Oh, I remember, I'm also an old person. <laughs> old internet stuff. No, I, I, Jokingly. <laughs> so I was on IRC before there was a World Wide Web. So um, it, it's, uh, think of it as like Discord for yes. people um, in the over 90s. The age of, over the age of, of 25, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there are still thriving mm -hmm. uh, IRC mm -hmm. communities, but I, I got on IRC. I found a community of other trans people. And for the first time, I really felt there was a place where I was included and I was validated. Those sorts of feelings of belonging somewhere were very um, intoxicating. Mm -hmm. I and and what's uh, alleged with ROGD? I don't know how you feel about it, but it, I I do see that there's a good <clears throat> argument for yeah. social contagion. I really believe that social media right now helps to just like I was when I was a teenager where I became very focused on wanting to transition. I, I feel like um, social media and Reddit really help drive young people to want to transition because it, it just feeds into their, um, what, they, what they want to achieve so much. They get so much validation from it. So the ROGD study is kind of bunk 
uh, the, the main one that like, gets cited, there's some issues with it in terms of its validity and process. Uh, I don't think the concept itself is bunk, but uh, my, my question would be though, uh, it, it's related to this, is that there, there seems to be sort of a, a split uh, in the, the trans community in that people who, who truly feel as if, you know, they were born into the wrong body and people who are particularly male to females, as far as I've seen, were, were autogonophiles. Uh, and uh, I'm, I think that particularly social media has, because in culture right now, we so demonize men. And we say the worst thing in the world it can be is a white man. Then wouldn't it be better if you were a white woman? And so I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh, who sa who says that? I see, it, I see it promoted very much. It was because white women can get away with way more in society than white men can. And we need and to I, put I, a stop to it now. <laughs> well, well, white women are really the antigens of social change throughout society in the modern world right now like anytime you see any sort of cause celebrity it's like i hate to say it but it's like the forefront of it is white women so if i could um if i could add something because like with my generation when i was when i was younger i i i'm bisexual but when i was younger and i first joined like the lgbt like young kids club they like to slap a label on you so there was a point where i was confused about my gender and I was 14 and first personally I don't think you should be just like how you're not allowed to have a tattoo until you're 18 you shouldn't be allowed to transition like physically until you're 18 and that's my opinion because when I was 13 through 15 I didn't know um like how I felt with myself and you know most teenagers that age do that's why teenagers go through phases where they're eccentric and stuff and that's fine. Like, I think, um, like people that young, it's like, yeah, you can respect them. They could, they could cross dress. That's totally fine. But when I was, um, and actually Izzy knew me when I was in eighth grade, when I was in eighth grade, I looked like a full boy. And then I realized that I wasn't, um, that wasn't who I was and that's fine. And, you know, um, I just feel like it's <clears> kind of with the, with, I feel like the LGBT community is, um, kind of very, like, there's a lot of gatekeeping, but also if you're like, actually, this isn't me, they're kind of like, well, fuck you. But also I, I noticed it's mostly, um, people trying to fit in somewhere because I remember after the yes. Caitlyn Jenner thing after 2015 that's when Caitlyn Jenner and 626 happened if you don't know what 626 is it's um when gay marriage became legal everywhere in the country I remember that's when like gay became like cool like LGBT the, was the like dark a summer era. 2013 I remember it very well no it was, it was 2015 well, 20 well 2013 was the first um that's yeah. right that yeah, was, was when courts but um I'd say because that was before my freshman year of high school and I'm a freshman year because before that, everyone bullied me for um for being bi and thinking I was trans. Everyone bullied me, but then after that, everyone suddenly wanted to be my friend, and everyone like thought like, <laughs> being gay was cool. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it started to get to that point where a lot of people like they just or people just don't. It's mostly people who are biologically female. They don't want to be straight and they don't want to be girls. So like it's usually them, but like they think that they don't, but they still like they would still dress like me or like present yeah. like me and be like I'm gender fluid or I'm I'm non-binary, but it's like. Okay, in a like I think because it used to be back because my grandma's a nurse and she told me because I, I she was the first person I told when I thought I was trans, and she was um one of the first people who told me like it used to be that you had to wait like you had to live your life as the gender you wanted to be for like five years before they considered um doing like the full the full um the medical stuff and I I don't think that's all that bad of a thing but I do know I do know how um body dysphoria and anyone can have body dysphoria it's not just trans people like people who are anorexic have body dysphoria people yeah, um yeah. people who get cosmetic yeah. surgery it's body dysphoria like i wish um like i think and i also think a lot of younger people like my age um don't because i i was someone who came out as lgbt before it was like cool and i was like bullied but i experienced it in my <laughs> lifetime 
that um the change like the drastic change when like all of a sudden lgbt was cool rainbow flags were on everything and everybody just thought it was cool but no one wants to actually listen Wait, but, 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 to, but to be fair, though, isn't that not cool? Isn't that normie tier? Like, wouldn't you say that gay was cool? Exactly. Lev, this, this, is, this is wrong. Think, Lev, there. <laughs> I think this is, the, this is the problem, though, that, that we're looking at, which is that there, there are real people who have actual gender dysmorphia or dysphoria, and, mm. and they are kind of being sidelined for, I'm sorry, what I do think is, is the rapid onset gender dysphoria is shit. And the... <laughs> the um, uh, social media-esque positivity that's associated now with suddenly you get clout and really social credit. Social credit is something people don't quite understand. What social credit points are is that it, it, it's that you just get points that can be spent on other things. If you, it's, a, it's not even money. Social credit is something that exists outside of a financial um, uh, denominations. If you say, oh, I'm this or that or the other, Right now in our society, that will get you something that you can trade for goods and services, even if it's not fiat. Do you understand? So Especially when the, the majority um, of your social life is online, like that's what you have to understand with a lot of like right. the RGD crowd. It's like, yeah, they might have a couple of friends at school, but what actually matters to them and where they're putting all of their energy and what they think about the most is their social life online. And in a lot of these online circles where this is happening, there's very much that intersectional hierarchy that it, it's very warped. It doesn't really match up to the real world. I mean, maybe now it does, but back in like 2015, yeah. um, it didn't really match up to the real world as much, but there's so much animosity towards anything cis, straight, white, conventional, et cetera. So there's a lot of motivation to interpret anything that you could potentially interpret as a sign that you are trans or as a sign that you are bi or gay or mm -hmm. what have you. So I mm -hmm. think that's where the ROG comes in because it kind of for a lonely kind of awkward oftentimes depressed um and and you know mentally ill teenage girl um the trans label and and that experience that you get going into the trans community in that particular area of the trans community it hits so many spots in those young people's minds where it's like you don't like your body you don't like yourself you feel socially mm -hmm. awkward you feel different it hits all of those points and it feels like an explanation so um that's why i think like this group is very different from the more like yes and and, and, group yeah. of and to, be, to be go off of that too uh what you mentioned too about the teenage girls is that the rogd study found it was almost exclusively teenage girls mm -hmm. female to male not male yeah. to it is far more common to see male to female uh, in transgender people, but, but the ROGD study found, uh, as many of the issues that I have with, with its, um, the way it was conducted, and, and I have a lot of issues with it, its methodology, it was, it was teenage girls who felt the need to conform to something that was um, just kind <clears throat> of coming into existence in society that had never existed before. And they, they saw that they could get validation and social credit by claiming to be trans. And, and that is upsetting. And this study now is four or five years old. That's, things have definitely not gotten better. Yeah, it's only accelerated. And that's the thing, because traditionally you would see like a 70-30 split between natal males and natal females. <laughs> Um, but now around 2013, it completely reversed where now the majority of referrals, and this is all coming out of the Tavistock Clinic in London. Yep, it's yep. not as easy to get oh, this. Oh, Tavistock. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Tavistock group. Hmm. Hmm. Why but, else? 
Yeah, it's, it's completely flipped to where now the majority of referrals and the majority of people seeking these services are adolescent girls, which is traditionally the smallest demographic of people mm -hmm. seeking transition. So that's that's the number one indicator but, that there's- But are male to female have. still the majority of trans people or is that like a fifth even split nowadays? Not mm -hmm. as, a, yeah, not as, as the referrals, yeah. Females. In terms of my opinion, I think the majority is uh, male to female in terms of people who are le legitimately trans, but I mean, by that I mean people who have actual yeah. feelings of, uh, uh, of this dysphoria. And, but there's, we need to ask questions about why that is. Why is it that yeah. there are so many men, genetic men, who ha have this, this issue? Um, that's what we should really be studying instead of denying that the whole thing exists. Yeah, I yeah and that, like, just to clarify, I don't like, you Not know like what I mean, like, like hate anybody or shit, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just no, why, it's why just, happening? yeah, I don't want to offend anyone. It's just, we're asking, you know, open ended questions. Mm -hmm. And well, I feel like the thing is my problem is when people say that, uh, things like my existence is not up for debate. I, I get that, but I think throughout the majority of human history, people's existences have been highly up for debate in terms of class and social standing and just the notion of what is embodiment itself. So I don't know, I feel that I get the sentiment because of course, if you are trans and you identify as such, it must be tiresome to have your identity questioned, but it's still it's like- It's gotta be. Everyone politicizes it too, which has yeah, been I think, frustrating. Yeah, but I think, you know, again, I have my own uh, religious convictions as people know, but it's hmm. just, it's, yeah, I, this is but, what but I want to clarify. It's more of the idea, like, wasn't the ideal of the civil rights movement to be able to have everybody treated equally and not have any of these things matter? So it seems like to me that would also be the ideal as far as looking at a human being more as what are the qualities that they are giving out as far as love, as far as how they're helpful uh, to the people around them, all that kind of stuff, as opposed to any of these things that seem to have been weaponized. Like, the quicker a lot of these things have been changed the more it seems like people are looking for the Nazis under the bed as far mm. as, you know, like, who are the people that are going to be against yeah. this? We must have this enemy to fight as opposed to, you know, like, uh, you know, let's just treat everybody uh, yeah, nicely and that's it. Because it well, really does seem like they, they there is a there is a desire to be a hero fighting a dragon here. But oh, yes. that just seems to divide people that much more. And I but, think there there's certainly a sorry. sorry. Well, I, I also wanted to get to uh, Karina because uh, we've been talking a lot, and I'm curious uh, what uh, what do you think about all this? Broad question. What do I think about the discussion so far tonight? Yeah. Yes, well, not, ju no, well, not, wait, not wait, just wait. the entire discussion, but specifically about uh, these conversations about identity and uh, the, the points that people have been bringing up. Uh. I think that we're living in a time of grand abundance where because we don't have to worry about feeding ourselves or sheltering ourselves as much as our previous generations did, it has created a lot of extra bandwidth for people to try to find more self-actualization. To me, mm -hmm. a lot of these identity issues are related to their being excess wealth I see it as like we have a lot of material abundance, but we have spiritual destitution. And that's because there is no like 
your identity is formed through what you do. And when nothing that you do really truly matters, when you have no control over your sustenance, when you have no control over really yourself in a lot of ways, because our society so is interdependent to such a large degree. And so many of the things in our lives are just given to us by the society. You get a lot of people that they, they really feel purposeless. And it's not just because they, they haven't found their true calling. It's because literally the, the very functions of being a human being are kind of taken care of by society and replaced by society. So I think then you have people who they have a lifelong identity crisis because you're not really, a lot of people aren't doing much they're not doing anything that really matters and then the definition of identity in a lot of people's heads has become very warped where it's no longer the culmination of what you do in your life and who you are as an individual um, and who you are in relation to your society and your community um, and it's just become this kind of like building block situation where people are just stacking different labels on top of each other so no, Jeez. I agree completely. Oh, oh and I want to get to I want to get to Nina. Nina, she had her she had her hand raised, and also I just want to say oh, there sorry. was a super chat. There was a super chat before from DJ Sweets of five dollars. We've asked what are women, but are we ready for the question why are women? So uh -oh. why, why are women? Why are women? So that is the real that question. That is the real question. And by the way, all the people who are watching this, subscribe right fucking now. What are you even doing? Look at all these people who are watching this. I bet not all of you have subscribed to BTS. I'm outside your house waiting for you to subscribe. And if you don't, exactly. you this don't is, see what this happens is just next. A green that screen. is a threat. It's just a green Minecraft. screen behind him. He has this uh, chair outside of your house right now. There's pigeons that are going to start clawing at him soon. So if you don't subscribe, he'll get, he's going to send those pigeons your way. And What you start... see right now is being taped. Yeah. I am outside your fucking house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but like it, yeah, the wow, material... it's like really uh, advanced AI to be able to do that. <laughs> Give your free scripture responses. Sorry. Well, soon there's going to be a minority report of... Uh, Precog police on every corner after tomorrow. So oh, uh, get I mean, ready. That's, happen that's happening now. I'll get ready for the police yeah. state after well, a year of talking about how ACAB. But get well, ready for let's, the let's go to Nina. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, by the uh, way, speaking of police state, please go to my YouTube channel. I have a new video critiquing this very unhinged Hollywood actor uh, jiving about how all Trump supporters are terrorists that need to be dealt with. So please go to my YouTube channel, Jenner Productions. I have that. I also have a new uh, video where I break down the lyrics to the end by The Doors. And I relate it to like Apocalypse Now and, and Carl Jung. So shameless shelling, please go to my YouTube channel. After you watch this fire stream, of course. This is course. fire. Mm -hmm. We're having very interesting conversations. This stream's yeah. pretty fire. It's pretty fuego. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the material so, abundance question, that is a good um, jumping off point for a lot of explaining mm -hmm. like what like the exact pathologies of like why people um, are so focused in the age of anxiety. It's almost like we, you know, we're we're like way beyond the age of anxiety. We're at the age of like total self-effacement in some ways. We're yeah. being like, That whole Frank existential. Hassled. Yeah, but, we're being hassled all the time. But yeah, so. Yeah. The but, but whole thing Nina, about anxiety is like almost passe. Now it's like something else. It's like mm. something even more alienating. So who knows? Well, well right? Nina had a point she wanted to say earlier on. I don't want. I want to make sure we don't lose sight of that. So Nina, let us know. It's so on hard your mind. to keep the point in my head. I just wanted <laughs> to say that earlier we were saying like, oh, everyone has to work so hard. We don't have enough money to make to have babies. And then it's like, 
why are people transing? Because they have all their material. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. It seems so to be a strange mix. Well, it's a strange mix. Well, no, we have a, a social, like we have, our societies have a certain abundance, but in terms of personal wealth, that's just decreasing like every year almost. Excuse me, what, what's the difference? I, I, I have a difficult time understanding this. So how are people able to transition? Because they're relying on government funds? To, to fund them maybe in, well, Europe, in canada but not, maybe, but not in the united, not in the united, not united states, states not in the united states that's your own money that's paying for that well i know so. a lot of um like a, i've known a lot of trans people who don't have a lot of money because like every paycheck they're spending on the things that they need like their you know their their rent and their bills and stuff or their you know every every new paycheck new parts i guess so to speak or you know the the bills you know adds to your expenses because they feel like this is something that needs to be done this is something i just got to take care of and I know a lot of people also with like other body dysphoria is like people who are addicted to plastic surgery. It's the same thing. Every new paycheck is new parts, so to speak. And it's like, that's a terrible thing to, to relate to one another because plastic surgery is an addiction that we've found pretty definitively within psychology. Yeah. It's I an think addiction it's much as with, uh, with alcoholism or anything else. And, and to conflate that with, with, a transgender surgery. Well, no, I feel like, cause it adds on top of it because some, well, some I, 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 they start with the basic you know the basic transitioning and some add to that but that is some who just have abundance of 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 of, of income or stuff but i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that's all the, i just say that's anyone with body dysphoria who has addiction and that's anyone i think uh, anyone with an addiction will spend their money feeding yes. their addiction right yeah uh, that was i wasn't saying let like me, all um, let me give a, let me give an oppositional sort of anecdote not much anecdote but i mean like in terms of we have research to back this up uh, let's look at anorexics, right? And people who have uh, eating disorders. Uh, when you tell them negative things and you say, you look disgusting, you look so thin, you look gross, you don't look like a real thin person. It actually feeds, sorry for the word, but it feeds into their own uh, dysmorphia. And they go, oh, they're just saying that because they hate me because they're jealous. And I think that we're seeing kind of the same stuff where people are looking at any kind of negative comment that's made towards them or made towards what they're doing and, and using it to bolster their, their identity or whatever. I don't think, again, I think there are people who are legitimately trans, but I think this ROGD type stuff, people who are doing it maybe more for social clout and they don't even realize it. That's the thing. Like we have this perception that everyone who is doing this is doing it actively, intentionally and logically. No, they're not. Yeah. It's, it's subconscious and um i think it, it's the same thing with the anorexia stuff where when it, it actually when people get, say oh you're so beautiful oh you're so wonderful it's so great that you're so thin that feeds into it but the thing that actually feeds into it more is the negative comments those are even better because that shows that you're about, doing it for a good reason the weird thing about my experience with nudge feedback is how much the way you give negative feedback determines how a person absorbs it because people never respond to the content of information they only respond to the way the content of information makes them feel so if i were to have like an abrasive jarring voice and were to say something let's just say for geo like I, geo i hope you never think i'm demeaning you when i like i've made joking comments about p90x and like oh geo never wants to lose weight and he never wants to get a girlfriend <laughs> right Holy you know, shit. You know I'm not <laughs> right you know, you know that's yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly so so the thing is 
But if I did it in a way that was kind of cold and prickly, like a lot yeah, of- it wouldn't work. It it's wouldn't, like with, yeah. It's like with procrastination. Procrastination is not a time management issue. It's an emotional regulation issue, right? So if you think about like, oh, because we're talking about identity crises, right? So people that go, oh, I'm a girl in a boy's body, therefore I need to mutilate myself and transition, you know, that, that's an that's a identity crisis, you know? And if you had an anorexic person that identified as a fat person, you wouldn't then encourage them with a broad smile to go get a liposuction, right? Because they might they kill themselves, right? They just like suck their organs into a vacuum. So how, how come you don't want to validate people? Excuse me? Wait, what? How come you're not validating people? That's so judgmental. Well, <laughs> I, well I, don't it, I don't know what you uh, mean, but I don't want to be flippant or glib. I, so. I, I, I was being, so I apologize. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Nina was drawing, so I am now drawing. I'm just doing nice. some practice with the- Is that a mouth? that you're drawing is it a ball no no you'll see what it is it's a woman with this uh with a memento mori skull oh so I'm, I'm sorry. trying to uh <laughs> yeah i'm not oh. don't let do not spoil i'm not done yet don't worry about it i I'm thought so it was like trust a the plan. The butt. trust yeah. the plan trust the plan i have a question for izzy izzy could you talk uh, can you tell us about the outfit you're wearing here because i was wondering what this was so it's like half of uh what, what's going on here <laughs> it's like a it's a big set. This is a blanket, and then this is like, is, that, is that, like I have it's really Kuma. It's really Kuma. <laughs> yeah, it's really Kuma. <laughs> Those overalls are really uh, having oh, a just... fight, having a war to uh, stay up there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, 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 I know now. I know why Lev uh, put away the chat for this episode. I could just, I could see <laughs> the screen now. problem no this is for real this is just the gods you know aligning themselves to us because for some reason youtube messages were not going into the discord so i just had to improvise and now i just have no no the youtube chat is still here you guys just aren't seeing it it's still here it's just it's on obs so fyi yeah there's such a nice cat happening right now i know it's amazing It's such a good Nina, cat. Nina, what, what's this cat's name? Can we know more Lola. about this cat? She's full Lola. loved. Oh, she looks just like my kitty. We have two cats in the chat. Well, we have three cats in the chat. Well, it is the woman. I wish my cats were upstairs. Again, you gotta have pussies. <laughs> so, oh, I wanna, okay, I wanna find out, because I'm gonna regret if I don't ask. Dumbo, why are you called the Jazz Man? I I feel I feel like I'm gonna disappoint you, Lev. I feel like you've been hyping that question up for like the entire stream, and I'm, I've been thinking really, really hard, what the hell I'm gonna answer to it because there really isn't any any backstory, bro. There is no you you set yourself up for disappointment on this one. I I I felt like I well my last username um. Fuck! What was that actually? I, th- I think it was. I think it was something like that, at least. And it, it's people. People are having a hard time pronouncing it. As Scott, Scott Brand. Just, 
Yeah, as was just proven. You're the Swedish girl, right? No, I'm Norwegian, but basically. Oh, Norwegian, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I like your yeah. ears, Jules. Mm. Yeah, Jules oh, looking good, boy. Oh, wait, by the I'm way, do you, know, uh, do you know Shabana Rechman by any chance? Uh, I don't she's know. A, I don't... She's a Norwegian comedian who was famous because she's, uh, she's Muslim and she... Uh, was famous for picking up Mula Krakar, who was like a short guy, but he was like this Mula with the big beard. So she picked him up to show people how inoffensive he is, but it ended up creating this whole brouhaha, and uh, like people were like uh, firing bullets into her sister's restaurant, and all kinds of crazy shit ended up happening. But uh, she's very interesting. We had a uh, we had people here uh, like Martin Kay, who was talking about how uh, uh, you know she's becoming very base and red pilled over time. Uh, so I, I, I would love for her to be on the show as well. I've actually, uh, Nina, you've met her, you know, Shabana. Do I? Yeah. We went to the Japanese restaurant that time. You remember? Oh, I remember. I, I, okay. So I'm a bit anomic. <clears throat> no problem with that. I certainly remember going to the Japanese restaurant. I just don't remember the name. <laughs> that's, that's fine. God. That, that is absolutely fine. But it was a great Japanese restaurant. It's called Matsuri. They replace it now for all the club goers. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's called Tao. So when New York gets opened up, we should all go back to Tao, which was once Matsuri, and I really enjoyed that place. But anyway, Shabana Rehman, she's great. And that's like a whole different thing. Like when you grew up, like when you came from Pakistan to Norway, and you're like in this immigrant community, kind of like what I was saying earlier with that movie I recommended for Jules to see as well, uh, series, Unorthodox. It's again, like, it's so for people who want to get out, there should be an open door, no question. As far as though people, uh, people who, well, let's say are looking for a way to fit in. Do you guys think that today there's just less of these vehicles that people can go into to fit in where the most interesting ones like seem to be almost like i want to show everybody how different i am but by being but by being different in a way a lot of people adopt the same style of being different so they're like all different together and so again it's like mm. you're still going into a bigger vehicle than yourself but the only question is is this the kind of vehicle that's going to uplift you as opposed to being the kind of vehicle that will make you feel like you're a part of a victim group so, well, it's also like, yeah. it has oh, yeah. always been thus it's just they're upping the stakes i mean in my generation getting a tattoo or a facial piercing was a big deal mm -hmm. and that was how kids did it and now it's getting medical interventions but it's always well, then i also i think um people just because you know there's the whole i'm not like other girls but then like there's 500 girls that look exactly the same doing it and also depending on where you go because if if i like dressed the way i dressed walking through portland or walking through la i just look like everyone else but then like if i looked like this in the middle of like iowa it was like different but it's like i think now people just like crave crave to be unique and it's like it's like oh man that person stole that from me it's like i want to do it first i want to do it first but it's like at the end it's like is anyone really unique uh, <laughs> i am there is no one like me there's it's never been anyone like me, and there will never be anyone like me after me. So yeah. that's very no, disconcerting. We, we could, I think we, it, 
we can actually see that. Like, we do see people who end up being very unique as far as them bringing something out to the world that has not really been either seen before or done in specifically that way. You're not really going to get another copy of a Beethoven or a Mozart or, you know, or Coen Brothers. You know, like, you can't just emulate... Like, you can't just emulate being that, but at the same time, there are, like, gradations of people that do go into, like, uh, larger and larger niches, where the niche ceases to be a niche. But the weird thing, like, this is what I want to ask uh, Lida, the weird thing to me is that uh, when it comes to this idea of being different and being rebellious, today it seems like the rebellious culture has been co-opted by, you know, big capital, by the banks, by, uh, you know, all the big companies. So in a way, isn't it kind of lame? Isn't it kind of like, why would you, why would you do things that the banks and all these big corporations approve of? Right. I don't, cause like, I don't know my, I guess my generation is really weird of like, what's the, everyone just wants to be unique, but it's like, what, what is the cool? Like, cause I'll meet some people that will just like, they have like two traits that like totally like contradict each other because they're like I want to be the different person with the two things that totally contradict each other. But I don't know. I don't know exactly how to answer that. <laughs> but, but do, you, do you see what I mean? Like I think it was back in the day too, like in the '60s. I'm sure that there were fashion companies and other brands that tried to hype up the whole hippie movement and try to you know like uh, wear our you know whatever here's our dream catcher here's our that's, you know that's true um i would say that because i meet so many girls who are like oh i don't like fast fashion but then they're like they'll have stuff that like they'll buy that it's like the same thing because in the end it's like the rebellious stuff like where the the more unique people buy they still buy it from like a corporate company or like it's not something totally unique like they'll buy an outfit from like forever 21 that has the whole like hippie tumblr vibe but it's still it's still from there, you know, or people are like, I don't support corporate companies, but still go to Starbucks. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird mix. Cause I meet people who like, they have their morals, but their morals always contradict each other. Like, um, yeah, I've met a lot of people who are like, Oh, I don't like fast fashion, but they're like, fuck, I need clothes. Or like, that's the big mm. thing I've noticed with like people around my age is the whole war on fast fashion or, um, you know, supporting small businesses. And so I, I think supporting small businesses is super important, but at the same time, it's like, I know South Park did an episode about this where it's like, eventually they do grow bigger. It's like, it's like, you can't always, it's like, you're not a, de you're not a demonic person for shopping at Starbucks or shopping at Walmart. Like you're not like the worst human being ever, I don't think, but it's like, I agree that you are totally demonic if you shop at Starbucks, but that's <laughs> for ideological reasons that maybe we won't get into, or maybe yeah. we will. So See, the, key is, <laughs> the key is to just not have any morals at all, and you're good to go. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, no. But there, but there is another side that I have noticed, as I'm sure a lot of people have, where it seems that, I mean, look, we had Donald Trump. And the reaction to Donald Trump, I think, has been this upping the ante of wokeness. But then the reaction to the upping of the ante of wokeness has been for a lot of people to go, you know, like, uh, you know, for them to go very reactionary. And so we have a lot of people on Twitter who are in that mode, who go all the way to the other side. And like I said in the very beginning of uh, what I want to do with BTR is we want to bring in people here from all different sides to be able to talk because... 
whichever side thinks that they're right and end up going into these echo chambers. And I'd say that for the reactionary people as well. You know, like everybody kind of like they made up their minds about what the conclusion is. And it's difficult to get in touch with people who think otherwise because they're in their own echo chamber. So this stream is the echo chamber breaker. And I think that is absolutely important. And uh, uh, what I want to get here is from the perspective of some of the people who did go a little bit more towards the reactionary side. Uh, I mean, Geo, would you consider that to be, I mean, you know, you are a lot more based in red pill than a lot of people here. So <laughs> would, you, would you, would you be able to elucidate a bit on what I'm talking about here and whether like, I don't want to you... well, I don't want to go full, uh, Paul Joseph, mainstream meteor Watson, and conservatism is the new counter uh, is the new punk oh, rock. God, but, oh God! Oh, that's yes. terrible. Oh. But, but but do you terrible. still see something of a like if people like young people, Gen Z, are noticing that hey, all these businesses and these banks and the corporations they're all supporting these movements where you know they're made to be like rebellious, but they're all supporting these movements. So some I'm of them, do the opposite. I think, like Gen Z like from people that I know that follow my work who are part of Gen Z, they hate it. They think like the most people in their generation are like basically they're, they're worse than millennials in the sense that millennials still have. Um, and you know what? Ironic enough, like logo dead Alice uh, said this recently about like the, the problem is that people who are millennials, they still have like this romanticism about like the time before the internet. So even though they were like, you know, I was like, I could still remember the time before like the internet like really took off, but I was still like a kid. But Zoomers, they like are totally immersed in simulacra all the time, every single day. So therefore, wait, wait, can, can, can you define simulacra for those who don't know? Like, you like, oh, okay, like they are, there is no separation between the virtual and the real, between uh, what is a concocted event of simulation and sort of, um, I, I don't I have to reach for my copy of Simulac and Simulation, but like basically the simulation is taken of the real. Like there is no such thing any of the real, like apart from a simulation, apart from hyperreality, which is like the digital nowadays basically is like the internet is basically like real life to put it like very, like I'm butchering it. But anyways, they, they don't have that separation between like the, the mythic like pre-internet time of childhood, like millennials do. And like what their uh, worldview, which is largely informed by happenings on the internet, in particular social media. So it's very strange, like the different pathologies that Zoomers have, because their politics are hyper politics. They are like enmeshed within like the the, uh, the spectacle all the time, because just the nature of things like social media gravitate your attention towards the spectacle, towards what is an event that isn't like merely a fact of the matter sort of thing. And it has to have this like fabulation of reality. So all the time, everything is a spectacle. Everything is like this, you know, you're canceled, you're this, you're that I'm this identity group. So zoomers, they, they don't have, um, the, and, and you know, the other side of it, the, the few zoomers who are like based in trad or whatever, they have this very like performative aspect to their politics as well so then it's like they it's like you know i'm a based fashy uh nasball third position uh <laughs> you know what i mean so it's it's all the time it's like the simulation of what a ideology really is it's something that is performative 
as well as you know the real so that's the thing with um i don't know like what was your question love i'm getting lost here i'm getting my my question was pretty much whether these people who are young and uh going against a lot of these uh brand approved qualities like oh okay so them... you mean like yeah. the ones who aren't like woke tards they're like i don't know it's it's really I don't think that they have very healthy world. Like, I mean, as much as I'm inclined to say, like, these are the people that are going to like, you know, read my articles, list my videos. These are the people that I you know, agree with. Well, I the... think that it's not like they don't have a healthy approach to any sort of worldview as well, because well, they've already also... made their mind up. That's the problem. They've already made their mind up as far as what they consider to be uh, correct. And I don't think life works well, that way. I think that no, it's a I lot mean, more nuanced. So No, I think like, I, I don't mean to offend younger people, but like, I think that you really can't have like a coherent worldview, like outside of the age of 25 years old, in my opinion. <laughs> like, I just, I feel Figure. that like, so, so if we... Oh, and Sophia. Doing a disservice, yeah. like for example, like religious trads. It's like it's doing a disservice to like buy into a certain aesthetic image of what tradition is and not like taking your principles seriously. But then later on in life, like you treat it like it's some edgy, like like back in like when we were millennials, like the edgy, like new atheist like fedora thing was like that was the what what it took to be edgy like like the reddit type of edgy but like later on like that's you know now it's like when you use politics as a way to be like an edgelord i feel like you know that's only doing a disservice to these principles that you claim to hold dear because now it's like about it's about a performance of politics rather than like an actuality of like okay i have someone who takes my you know whatever it is uh trad like cath uh trad orthodox principles seriously so i don't know it's just like but who's doing that uh, i'm wondering what 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 politician is mainstream doing like oh i'm into your trad stuff oh what no none of them even like the ones that claim to be they're just like they're like conserva grifters pretty much yeah, i don't know it's like they are. yeah mm. That, well, that would is you, not would you represented say, at any point whatsoever in American politics, and it certainly won't be now. Well, would you say a military so, junta? Yeah. Well, by the we way, have I think Jugs I'm done. Here. Way, so. Let's see. Let's see at this. Let's take a look at this beauty over here. Did you, yeah. Nice. It's just a rough sketch. I mean, it's nothing special. Is this like the uh, female Hamlet? Yeah, kind of, I guess. Oh, very nice. I believe this pose is from my good friend, um, Joan Pope. Uh, so follow her on Twitter and mm -hmm. Instagram, Sex, Death, Rebirth. Oh, she is an amazing visual artist and musician. And I believe she is the one that took this photo of herself. So, uh, Oh, and yeah. let's let's go to Hotep Sophia. Hotep Sophia, you had your hand raised. Yes, I had my hand raised. I have to go on baby oh. duty. But I oh. just wanted to... Um, make a, a quick comment about uh, what I had raised earlier about um, people saying that kids cost a lot of money. I like to say that parents cost a lot of money. If you have five white onesies and literally like five um, footsie pajamas to put them in, that'll get you through like the first two months. Like you don't have to dress these kids with a bunch of stuff. You need a car seat if you have a car. That's about it. Like, there's not a lot of stuff that you need. And a lot of it is consumerism, you know, the advertising that goes towards parents and tell them they need all of this stuff. And I mean, just stuff and stuff and stuff. You just don't need all of this stuff. As a matter of fact, I tell people every day, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. 
don't bring me anything. I went into the hospital. I had nothing. I came out of the hospital with nothing. That was fine. When I got home, I got Well, you came out of the hospital with something else. Well, with a baby. (laughs) With a baby. But I didn't have any stuff for the baby. And it was, it was fine. Like there was, it's not a huge like expense. I just wish that that whole meme of kids cost money would just go away. It's parents that cost money. Kids yes. are very, very cheap. They don't care. I, I mean, they just, I mean, I have a 13-year-old, I have a five-year-old, and I have a newborn. They don't care. They just don't. Like, it's the parents that care. Like, it's, it's you know, everybody else is telling well, them they need well, all this stuff. What about stuff. the 13, 13-year-old girls uh, who want all these fancy products and all that? Like, Yeah, you tell age. them no. You tell them no. <laughs> That's what I my mean, parents and, or I don't understand. Is. In two years, you can get a job. It's not a big deal. Right, you get a job. You make your own. You get a job now. Telling your kids no? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, right. You can't tell your kids no. My my five-year-old asks for stuff every single day, and I'm just like, no, I'm not getting that. I have a rule. If you've (laughs) seen it on TV, I'm not buying it. I'm not. (laughs) And so don't ask me for anything that you've seen on TV, because I'm definitely not going to buy it. And everything is delayed gratification. I don't really mm, do a lot of stuff yes. for Christmas. We don't we don't do like huge we do stuff like my five-year-old, we had a birthday party for her. We went to a, the bowling alley. We do stuff. We don't like, oh, I'm gonna buy you a hundred presents and we're gonna have this huge party and all this stuff. No, like I've never been like that. Like you get presents or you get a party, and that's it. And most of the time, of course, they'd much rather have a party. Parties are more fun. Same thing with Christmas. Like, okay, you can get some stuff for Christmas or we can go on, like, usually we'll go on a cruise or we'll go out of town or something. Much better. They'd much rather have that. So really, like, literally, it's it's the parents that cause money. It's yes, what's, a, what's the, the big kids. difference there? It's that, it's that it's they're spending time with you. And I think that's the most important bet. That's what Which they'd much want. rather have. Yes. They'd much rather have that. Even then you working... Even, I mean, I went, I wish I had time to talk about some of this other stuff, but even with your work, they don't care. They, they don't, they just don't. They'd much rather have you around to talk to and, and to be there than anything else. So I think that that whole meme should, should go away. I wish it would. I know it won't, but I'm, I'm just hoping that people will, will think that it, it just doesn't cost as much as you think, literally. And if you go to the thrift store, it costs next to nothing. And the stuff you're only gonna wear yes. it for a couple months, and then, and then you had to th- get rid of it anyway. So why yes. buy a bunch of new stuff that you're gonna have to get? I mean, this is a tangent I, I often go on, but I, I I do need to get to my my baby over here. So uh, you guys oh. have a great night, and I'll see you all next time. Bye. Congratulations. Everybody, don't forget to subscribe for the great Hotep Sophia. She is a friend of the show. She is a regular on uh, Break the Rules. Subscribe right now and also go to patreon.com slash break the rules. It is very important that you do so. Why? Because we are breaking new ground. We are bringing You know that if you subscribe to Break the Rules on Patreon, you get the cure for coronavirus? Lev is holding the cure. I don't think you're allowed to say that word. Or no, no, you're you're not. No, no, you're not supposed to reveal behind the, the paywall. That's that. Yeah, behind the paywall. This is behind the paywall stuff. <laughs> okay. So for for those who become patrons, here is what you get. Here we go. I'm cure the whole first spiel. off. Oh yeah, cure for a certain stuff. Here we go. This is, this is what you get. Trove. We got the trove now. We got the percolators in Discord. Mm-hmm. 
So it's a, a secret Discord chat group. So you are going to be invited to that. You are Ooh. going to get magnets. You are going to get beautiful woodcut magnets created by my father, Alexander Poliakov. Magnets out of the God, stole my joke! Oh, uh, yeah, it's not like we haven't heard the same joke every fucking stream! <laughs> Next. Next, you are going to get a very beautiful uh, print from uh, Giovanni Pennicchietti. Here is the print in action. Look how fast he goes. And uh, this is going to be for $30 patrons. And for $40, sorry, $50 patrons, you are going to get not only this print, not only the magnets, not only the uh, percolator bonus, but you are also going to get a completely custom uh, magnet. So whatever design you want for a wooden magnet, you're going to get that. And the wooden magnets, both of them, you are going to get every single fucking year that you are a patron. And not only that, you think I'm done. I am not done. Not by a long shot. Jules is going to be painting very beautiful figures from the... <laughs> from the what? <laughs> war? War? 40, 40 war? <laughs> 40 war. What did you say that to... Warhammer 40k. But Warhammer have 40k. No, but he yeah. has some confused. Yeah, but Lev, he screwed it up. He like Oh, said, it's 40 war. Okay. 40 war. That's what he said. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Aiden, I have a drawing for you that I did a few a year ago. Uh do you you know Mattress Girl, right? What's her name? Oh yeah, I forget her name, but I know okay. who you're talking about. Emma Sokowitz. Apparently she Thank became you. a performance artist. So she, I thought she was a performance artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, but Mattress. she did like this bondage thing. So I like Oh, of course. I drew okay. this uh let's see if I could do it here. I drew this where she is being tied up by a groiper. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's very good. So very she uh, good. apparently she had like a, a based in red pilled um, boyfriend recently. So oh. or, this was a year ago. So this is why I drew Emma Sokwa. I think I called it um, Groping of Mattress Girl. That's what I called it. The Groping of Mattress Girl. You're a sicko, G.O. and I love you. This is before Gripers became. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to alienate that's, people. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Speaking, uh... <laughs> speaking of Gripers, there was a Peppy the Frog face that was drawn on the face yes. of Bernie Sanders. Yes, and, and they, they called it hate crime. Can I explain <laughs> how many issues I have with that as someone who has supported uh, hang on, hang on. This is a woman's dream. So fuck that. Fuck the politics. Yeah, I have talk. issues with that. <laughs> I do have an issue that I think needs to be brought up, which is the issue of birth control and hormonal contraceptives. Um, that is a women's <laughs> issue, which is why I'm bringing it up. Um, I, I will just open up the floor to everybody here. Uh, do you think hormonal birth control and contraceptives are a good thing or a bad thing? And I will then explain some science behind it. But I, I'm interested in the general consensus. Um, I I think that it kind of depends on the working hormone and the amount of it. I I feel like there are some types of birth control that I I mean inherently I personally believe birth control is not exactly positive thing no matter how you look at it but i feel if you're gonna go with something like that anyways i feel like there are definitely at least varying degrees of how bad it can get and i feel like for example estrogen based birth control is probably one of the worst offenders but if you take something like uh, let's say like an iud a hormonal iud um, they're, all, they're all hormonal. All, all IUDs are hormonal inherent. No, there is a. I mean, are you considering like a copper one? 
a copper IUD still affects the hormonal state. It, it affects the chemical composition of, of the vagina. I mean, yes, yeah, I but that's, um, I mean. Really? Holy yes. Copper IUD, it's, 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 <laughs> it's not just like, I mean, what do people think? Like you just put like something up in, inside of, of the uh, cervix and that stops you from releasing eggs that are microscopic. <laughs> oh. No, but I mean, like in the context of like the definition, you know, something that is actively labeled as hormonal, you know? Um, I, I think, I think, for example, like a progestin like based IUD or something, I think that is, if I feel like, because it, it honestly, it's such a, this goes to such a broad topic, because like, at this point, we have to, we would have to bring up so many other things like sex and teenage pregnancies, and if there is good and evil and stuff like that, because I feel like at this point, we're young marriage isn't such a you know thing anymore i feel like i feel like birth control in a sense is needed to a certain degree and um, as sad as it is um oh, why why is hormonal birth control and again even iud insertion is is affects the female body um, yeah. in ways that that barrier methods do not barrier methods have pretty much no yeah on yeah anyone's biology so why is hormonal birth control not only considered the norm? Because I'll put it this way. At this point, most girls, by the time they reach puberty, are put on birth control just for period management in the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. That yeah. was also different when I was a youngin. I know. Weird, <laughs> isn't it? Weird how that's changed. But that, that's now the norm. Like, you hit 12, 13, you get your period, you go to an OBGYN and they put you on birth control, even if Holy you're not shit. actually active. Yeah, um, no, I, yeah. I, I'm probably one of the youngest people here. I turned 18 in September and I, I see that in, well, not even just in my grade, but like in the grades underneath, almost, almost there is at least like five girls in every class who is on birth control, either for sex or because of that period or acne management it's absolutely yeah. horrendous yes the acne stuff they'll yes. tell you it's, it's to it's to deal with acne which yeah. is so um, interesting yeah, bella, <laughs> bella it looks like you wanted to say something yeah um it's really interesting you brought this up aiden um today uh, this is, might be too much information but i actually went to the the gynecologist so i got my iud taken out uh this morning um because i'd been experiencing so many issues with it um, and I had the Mirena and for the first two yeah. years, ago, it was great. Um, I didn't have a period anymore. I was ecstatic. I could just do whatever I wanted. It felt like, and then I felt like my body was starting to reject it. You know, there's this foreign object in my uterus. Mm -hmm. I started yeah. awful cramps. I, they, they were nothing like menstrual cramps that I remember having before. This was like on a whole different scale. And they were so bad. They were so debilitating. I would have to like hunch over and like groan. And I, it was just so bad. So I finally got it taken out today and I'm very, very happy about that. But I- Congrats. How long did you- Their form of birth control. <laughs> and the thing is it all, it all is to some extent with the hormones um, because if your body starts relying on an outside force or something to produce the hormone for you, you know, once it gets mm -hmm. taken out, you're going to I'm expecting to have some severe. Uh, it will. Yeah. Uh, uh, As a trans incel, I'm mortified right now. <laughs> how long did you um, have it? Bella? How long did you have it? Uh, three years, just over three years. 
So I, I just decided, I was like, I need this thing out of me right now. I, I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I want yeah, it. Yeah. One that so. they implant in the arm. Are you familiar with that one? I yeah, that's yeah. That, that is again though, that, that is that a hormonal one? birth control. It's just, it's just long form dispersal. Yeah. Um, what is it like yeah, a, the reason, I, the reason that there's the all this stuff. hormonal birth control for women is that men refuse to tolerate hormonal birth control because there was yeah. women experience well, tons men, of pain. No, but the, yeah. no, 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 hang on, no, no, no. hang on. It's because God, all the ones that they've come out with have basically made men sterile or they have uh, have other debilitating consequences. It's the other debilitating consequences. So these have really debilitating consequences on women. Yeah. Oh, it's and true. No, do, no, no, it's true. They but do it's just... have really debilitating consequences on women. That's what I'm trying to get into. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, I don't mean to like be like defensive, but it is. Right. No, but women end up end up taking it, right? Why? I think we should get that... rid of cat. Like, again, I hate to say this, but all of this would be solved if we had a traditional family structure where we didn't have like fucking casual sex and hookups. It's just. I agree with you. Know? Yeah. Oh, by the way, why get Jack taking done... crazy pills? Oh, by the way, welcome Jugs. Society. I tried to talk, talk for one second. So I was I was gonna make a joke. Gio wants to live in M Night Shyamalan's the village. I think yes! it's <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, base? By the way, by the way, Jules, when I was younger, my whole like uh my family, we went to see that film and we were like at the time I was like, Oh man, I don't get it, right? But now I look back and it was like it, it was kind of stupid, but I could kind of get like, I don't know. I just don't like M, M. Night Shyamalan as a director. I think that he Ooh. does the whole like Vince Ooh. Russo swerve thing at the end. I don't know. When he's I, on, he's on. And when he's off, like Lady in the Water was one of the most unwatchable garbage films I've ever seen. <laughs> I love sure, really Lady in the Water. I love But the Village is pretty good as a film. That's one of his good mm. ones. I love Lady I really in the Water. want. Sorry. Hold on. No. <laughs> it's a terrible film opinion. I just said. Don't apologize. We will have a film stream soon, so don't worry about it. Yes. I really and, do want to make a comment on, on the, the birth control. Moss, before the conscious yes, moss. Sorry. Comment over, on the birth control. I'll, I'll Jules. Myself again. No, seriously. I will mute myself. Okay. Again. Yeah, yeah, mute if there was a movie, an M Night Shyamalan movie that was like the quintessential parallel to the rules, it would be Lady in the Water. There's literally a guy in that movie who just like lifts out with one arm. Okay, comment about birth control. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about birth control. Yes. That was incredible. Well, um, no, dude, yeah, talking about M Night Shyamalan movies on the women's stream is pretty based, in my opinion. <laughs> 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 we're colonizing women's spaces. You know, right about honestly, you know what? Honestly, I'd rather critique every single movie you've ever baby. done than hear the word vagina or uterus on a live stream ever again. <laughs> Just one last time. True, to and, be honest. And, but... and personally, I, I'd rather that the men <laughs> would stop colonizing women's spaces. That's the job of trans women. <laughs> I will not use the, the term vagina. We use the term okay. yoni. Quiet. <laughs> hey, let's get to... I, I, let, let me just get my words out, okay? Before any M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> any more of this. Is this conscious so, moid? Shut, shut up. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Shut your mouth, Gio, immediately. All right. So I also think that a lot of the time, one of the big shot. Shut up. So I think that. Shut up. So. Um, I think that a lot of the time, so I also have endometriosis and, um, 
a big thing that they do with endometriosis and many other illnesses, like you're mentioning acne and other things like that. Not that that's an illness, but it's an, it's a health issue that people use birth control for. Um, so a lot of the times they're using, um, birth control is band-aids instead of finding yes. actual yes. remedy mm. for yeah. that women are going through. So with endometriosis, I have been told many things, which is get a hysterectomy. Oh, wait, yeah. don't get a hysterectomy. That won't work. It won't cure the disease. Oh. And they're telling yep. me, just have a baby. It'll fix everything. Yep. Oh, wait, that won't fix everything. And then what they've done is, oh, well, if you're bleeding every day here's a birth control that will make everything about your life horrific but instead of finding a cure for your disease um just put go on birth control um it has made everything about my life worse emotionally physically but it stopped some of the symptoms of my disease i would say uh this is unrelated but have you talked to a doctor about a laparoscopy I've I've had two. Oh shit! I've had one. All right. Well, if, yes. you, if you're past, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, then they I remove don't... it and it grows back. Yes, and... I know. I'm well aware. Okay. So yes. To the we're, we're in the same stage of the same disease. Yes. For uh, stage Funsies. four. Yep. Funsies. Yep. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, I wanted to say something the... about birth control, like as far as like it being, because I know a lot of girls, even like I, I was where they they try to talk to you about it when you're like 12. Those 12 year olds. Should, I mean, 12-year-olds shouldn't be sexually active, first of all, but I think they prescribe it because it is a business and they're selling something, you know, the, the oh, pharmacies good. are selling this. Yes. So that's one thing. I, <laughs> and I know they'll say it's to control your period. And it's like, irregular periods are normal when you're first hitting puberty. It's a normal thing where they'll say it's to regulate your acne or your hormones, but it's like, they don't, and they also don't really tell you what's going on. So then you'll have like the parent who, you know, is just like, oh my God, you're telling me that there's this problem and there probably isn't a problem at all in the first place, but you know, they're freaking out. So they're going to put the kid on birth control because they have no idea what to do. And they think, okay, here's this doctor, but the doctor is being sold a new product or being pushed a new product to sell. So, I mean, it's all, it's all a cycle. Cause, um, I mean, the pharmacy industry, the pharmaceutical industry is a whole big, it's all just, you know, they're all just selling it. So, and then, and then a couple years later, it's like, you hear about a medication it's like oh by the way this medication's bad so every couple of years it's like this medication's bad don't use it anymore and it's 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 like this whole cycle but it's like they're using birth control as like something that it shouldn't be used for birth control was pretty much being used at this point to treat every single um gynecological issue from yeah. endometriosis to polycystic <laughs> ovarian sy- syndrome to everything it's just if you have a gynecological issue you just give that girl um, birth control it, because it is a hormonal treatment and they think it will fix everything, but that's mm-hmm. not the case. And in fact, <clears throat> what I can't get into here. It's also is that evil, but it is evil because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really help. They just, no. it, it's basic. Uh, it is astounding to me that, that women's health is basically medieval. I did not have this happen to me. My best friend throughout my entire life also had some gynecological issues when she went through puberty and she went to a doctor who told her to shove i'm not joking rags dirty rags up into her lady <laughs> okay. area oh, and that would fix it oh, I yeah. know. yoni <laughs> dude i'm put that i mean like i'm a little bit older but that was like 2008 so that i feel was happening like then. I, I now that you're talking oh. about this aiden i feel like 
in a lot of in some not a lot of like in some ways no actually in a lot of ways a lot of the like you know you being a prominent youtuber in this space uh, uh, although the movement is pretty much dead let's face it now like bread tube has their like moment in the sun but like a lot of the like anti-sjw youtubers I, I feel like a lot of it was just a, like a reaction like a sort of lizard brain like dudism of like well you're saying the medical establishment like hasn't been like attuned to women's issues oh that's just sjw bullshit man like i feel like you can discern the actual legit issues as to like why the medical establishment has by and large been like a focus of like male anatomy like i know the first like i would say the first 50 years or 100 years of psychoanalysis for example has been largely like freudian male centric in terms of like the model it, of the unconscious it, it, it wasn't actually even freud was not male centric no, no, but in, in terms of like the biddle economy, it comes off as being like the male equivalent of like energy that needs to be released sort of deal. But like, you know, it was a male center. Then like you could argue like, you know, for example, Young had like by far a lot more female students mm -hmm. who took uh, his model of the collective unconscious. But like, in, but in terms of just like raw Young, medical Young, science. Young's research has at least some scientific basis more so than Freud's does. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, the, yeah, like, but in terms of the issues of like the, the medical, like um, why is it that women's issues are so fundamentally like um, up until recently, relatively recently, have been well, like, not ignored. Just, the but, shit like, I just know. mentioned is not being isn't this interesting shit, right? As feminism has become ubiquitous, the stuff that we have all just talked about in the last ten minutes has not been addressed whatsoever. There is right, absolutely right. nothing that's being said about like uh, dealing with um, hormonal birth control and its effects that has been dealt with. Uh, the, the actual issues with with trans like, women not and even trans like, men, none of yeah. that is being addressed from a medical or sociological perspective. It's all just, like, what just I mean, like, do what alone. thou wilt, Satanism type mm. shit. Oh, uh, 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 Nina's it's got true. her hands up. By the way, Nina, I want to thank you and Hotep Sophia for encouraging me to look at the hand things. I completely forget that Zoom has this ability, and I think it's very useful in the stream where there are so many people. Again, everybody I'm so subscribe. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Every no, no, yeah, I'm nothing to be sorry about. Everybody subscribe right fucking now virgin I raise your hand the chad cut people off and this is the equality of an alpha just uh so you all know Yo, fuck just chad. Chad cut all right i just off. wanted to say please shut up uh that no feminism has not become ubiquitous feminism actual feminism has is extremely rare now it's been replaced by liberal feminism which yes. is actually yeah that's true yes what, based what, point wait, wait, hold on. no i i guess i'm sorry and you're completely correct in that real feminism which is wanting equal rights rights for women that's not what real become, feminism is you don't think so no. what is real feminism then are real you a radical feminist no I, I, no, I'm an anti-feminist and a men's rights activist, so I'm actually I'm a, uh, feminist. I'm a radical feminist. Old radical feminist. Wait, wait, Nina, how would you? And I want to get to Jules because I know Jules. Yeah, had Jules. A question, uh, yeah. But, wait, wait, but before that, Nina, how would you? Uh, how would you define? I'm feminism? interested in your in your in your categorization. Li of liberation of women. How do we achieve that, and what does because that entail? We don't really. We're women and men are not the same, so we don't want like equality of murder rates, which is what. Oh as men identify as women gotcha. we and also since uh uh i mean it varies but like i don't really give a shit about um 
the fucking workplace. Like that's my personal thing. Wait, Other- Nina, you don't want to mix cement like I just did today? <laughs> Actually, I might. You know, oh, but, but not every day. <laughs> and and being ruled by like to have money be the primary measure of everything. We've already yeah, talked about yeah. that. I, you, you know I, what I'm talking about here. And so and also there's just like there's so many uh differences that uh, so, need to so be we, acknowledged. So no, I don't I think that I think that's a very like neoliberal right right yes okay. yeah Assessment, see right yes this is that why is, feminism was funded by the ford foundation no but i mean that's like right. uh, that's why I, liberal I, feminism which is yes not yeah, yeah. feminism or so, so, wait, wait, wait. when i say when i say equality what i mean is equality of opportunity not equality of outcome and i think that's what you're describing right is that you don't think that women should have need be necessitated to have the same outcomes as men Right. I mean, there are obviously some uh, opportunities that men are not going to fucking have, like having a baby. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Where, that's the whole thing. Actually, right. that is what that is what people are are working actually, for, right? Like there was an article in the yeah. New York Times. And yeah, you're right. About you know, men, gay, if a gay couple is entitled to use a surrogate because they're entitled to have a baby, and it's like, what the hell? Or like, it is it is funny how for trans women. Yeah, it is funny how like back in the seventies you had like Shulamite Firestone talking about exo wombs and how technology will liberate women. Then you have like really crazy MGTOW people who have come along later, of course, being ignorant to like that brand of feminism, saying that yeah, when people have exo wombs, it's going to liberate men from like these terrible, disgusting holes that we have to put up with. Oh, by the way, spe- like... <laughs> speaking, speaking of holes, I just remembered what Chris, what Chris Chan calls vaginas. Tom Tom. His comeuppance? That's what comes out of it. It's the <laughs> okay, and uh, we had uh, Dumbo. You were holding your hand. Oh, wait, Jules. Oh, and that was Jules, Jules, Jules. Jules. Yes, Jules Dumbo. first, yeah. then Dumbo. For what? You had a question. Oh, he forgets it anyway. No, I, <laughs> when I try to speak, I'll try to speak, but otherwise. Okay. Are those cat ears doing Jules, like I said, you have to be a chat and talk over people like this. <laughs> All I heard, I just remember Nina said something and then Aiden started putting words in her mouth and was talking like a know-it-all. And then I was just <laughs> chatting how much I disliked Aiden Paladin. <laughs> And, oh, uh, I fucking love you, Jules. Yeah, I'm just trying to like Aiden Paladin, but it's. I've, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That effect on people. <laughs> rude. That's rude. Yes. Okay. I think certain. I, I mean, I understand that that research and data and like numbers hurt people's feelings, but go ahead. You just suck. That's all. No, Jules. You have to respect our guests. How, what, how, what, what, no, 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 no. He doesn't have to respect am, me. Fuck you. No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He no, I might scream. Excuse me. I, I, I like respecting. Okay. No, excuse me. You don't have to respect me. You have to explain scientifically and with data why you don't like what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, Vouch. <laughs> I think like, it has to do with okay, the data and the data was gay. You know what's retarded? I remember this? this one stream where Vouch was like, Aiden is like the worst Nazi pseudoscientist. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, Vouch has okay, Aiden actually went through a PhD program, and Vouch has a fucking small ba- not even with honors, bachelor's degree in sociology. <laughs> and it's I'm not and to Vouch say that also has a hard drive full of child porn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not 
to say that I'm like explain. I also went through grad school, but not to say that it matters if people went it through grad school. But literally it doesn't rich. matter. It's a piece of paper, and you got yeah, like. But when Vosh makes the more you go through, the more it you than become. anyone, That's and literally fact. no one no. cares. I don't yeah, know no, I know, cares. but it's just it when Vosh makes it the metric of like worth of a scientist. And Vouch is saying that because Aiden doesn't agree with like what his experts, that she is invalid as a scientist. It's like when he his brings it to the level of yeah, I, I personally don't oh. I don't fucking care that I like have Listen, like a degree, I don't really you know I don't I mean? really it's give just, a fuck. I'll, I'll tell yeah. you, like my videos, what they are is that I read published scientific data and I just say what it is. And if you have an issue with what I am saying, then you have an issue with the scientific academia uh, complex such as it is. Because I don't even... I, by the way, I conducted a study last month and I am not reporting on it because I'm not going to do that. Holy shit. So if you have an issue with what the fuck I'm saying, then I'm sorry, but you have an issue with quote-unquote science dude that's no i don't think it's the issue with that i think the issue is the way you relay that information kind of the way kind of the way you're talking to everyone right now a little bit (laughs) i'm like talking to everyone right now I just think science is their science. After I was just told that I'm like a piece of shit. Well, no, so. you're demanding. You're demanding that Jules explain himself because you are a professor. Like you know, this like this. I don't know. Oh no, 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 no wait, he's, he's started. You have a PhD. Let's yeah, all but just he started. Yeah, like he started the shit though. He started the shit by no, saying I don't, like, I don't fuck you. What, I don't think that's what Aiden was uh, talking about though. Like uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you're saying that these scientific things have already been written down, and you are merely the messenger. Just of reporting on this shit, things. man. So it's not Holy so much fuck. as saying like like look at me I'm so and so I'm this professor but it's more about like these are the pieces of data that I've looked through so I am just transferring these pieces of data to you That's either take them or don't take them. So, if you don't want if you don't want to believe in the shit that I'm saying I think you shouldn't by the way I think you should question all data I think you should question question all research including the shit that I report on for fuck's sake. Oh, wait, d- I think okay, we Dumbo. should jail scientists. Huh? Dumbo, you had a you had a comment. This is the worst thing ever. So, and you did. Oh have no! Up earlier, oh god! So... You're, you aren't supposed to read that out loud. What the hell? No. Um. No. Just ignore that. Just I'm just waiting. No. For well, you trip. did have a question you wanted to ask earlier, so I, I don't want to forget that. Oh, it wasn't so much a question, rather that I am a self-identified turf. I am unironically a radical feminist. Good. In every sense of the word. I am not joking. Oh, look how happy Nina is. <laughs> and I, I feel I feel that it is our duty as women to go back to having that healthy distaste and slight hatefulness towards the male gender. I feel like we really, really need to go back to that. But also... It, it it should go both ways, you know. I feel like I feel like right now, um, and like when I say I'm a radical feminist, you know, I don't mean it in the sense that like, you know, I, I want to like kill all men, because I, while that is based and red pill in its own way, uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm not completely there yet. I mean it in the sense that we need to retake the word feminist. We really do. I feel like it's come to a point where why not? I, I feel like we, we, we I feel like everyone in here has a slight idea of their version of you know femininity, of what the ideal feminine is. You know, the maybe not everyone is completely there where they wanna like 
turn to tradition, but you know, I feel like I feel like I feel like we all have a common agreement to a certain degree. And I, I think everyone here who does not self-identify at this point as a radical feminist, it's except based. the man. No, opposite. What, what opposite. are you talking about? You, so you think you, all the women here who identify as a radical feminist? No, I wish they were. What, I what wish they de- were. What would you describe us as? Simps? Stupid? No. I think you're all beautiful and really smart women, and that's why you need to retake that word. You need to join me in a self-identifying fest, okay? Join me as a trans-exclusionary radical feminist right now. Come on, Aiden, come on. <laughs> Please, come on. I am... Oh. I am no. really feeling no, I, I feel like I feel like this is a weird style. But no, <laughs> come on, no, come on, baby. Baby, I'm waiting for you. Come on. I am waiting. No, I, I am I am both trans inclusionary and uh, not a feminist. I'm retarded. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I radical hear... retard. That's what I am. I, I, I want to hear more from the uh, chicken lady from uh, Jesse. Uh the chicken lady. <laughs> By the way, Lev, why isn't your video on? Yes, it is. No, it's not. Mean, it's... No, it's not. No, Lev has two things. Yeah, well, I have two things. Whenever yeah. Lev speaks, the oh movie. yeah, yeah, that that's because my computer is in repairs right now. So I've been using my laptop the whole time to do the streams for the past couple of weeks. This is why I'm using my cell phone as my camera, and this thing is just there for uh, you know it's being blocked by the chat, which. Uh, which is the only way I could do it right now. But anyway, I want to. But when you chi- speak, when you yeah. speak, we just get a still. We don't get the video of you. I know. Uh, there's nothing okay. I can do about that. Oh, yeah, right. one of those things. It's it, it's just that this one is connected to my um to my uh mixer. But anyway, um, I want to go to the chicken lady, uh, chicken bird, uh, Jesse. <laughs> chicken uh, lady. We haven't, we haven't he- heard from you for a while, so. Uh, what do you think about, uh, are you a radical feminist? Are you, and you answered the question before about what a woman is. I just want to make sure I didn't skip over you when we were doing that. My mind is just hazy right now from the beginning. I've got amnesia. So help, help me out here. Um, all I have to say is I wish we could get Camille Paglia in on this stream. Based. Hell yeah. <laughs> My um, and uh, what is it for those who don't know about Camille Paglia? What is it that resonates uh, with you about her? Well, she identifies as a feminist um, and she considered herself uh, a sort of 60s brand of feminism. And really in the 90s is when she started to uh, kind of diverge away from it in the way that it was becoming with um, uh, the colleges and everything. And when you look back, it really hasn't changed much since the 90s. It's, it's gotten worse. Yeah. But uh, I I like her because she she'll, she'll call out the bullshit from you know fellow feminists. Um, I think that's really cool, and I think there needs to be more people like her. Mm, yeah, I like well, that I definitely... her. I like that yeah. her appreciation for art and the the interesting dynamics between human beings. Um, she just has like a very earthy. I don't know really how to describe it, but kind of like down to earth uh, way of looking at the world and. She's been really influential to me in that way. Just yeah, she. Uh, it's funny because she actually speaks like a female Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> like, so she says the N word a lot. If you listen to the way <laughs> speak the, if you listen to the way that they both speak, they speak in sort of the same rhythm and the same pattern, and they're both these fast talking American Italians, and it's very funny. 
Interesting. <laughs> I wonder if she would come on. Like, if we do a petition to get Camille Paglia, I really, I really want to get her on. I think that would be a great stream. And Nina, I would love to join uh, for you to join our future Camille Paglia stream when we do it. Did, have you ever met her? Like, I don't know the kind of circles. Like, you know, the creator of The Simpsons. I mean, you know, people in animation, but. I've got a Camille Paglia story, but it's long and we shouldn't use it right now. But uh, I've, where did I talk about it in public? I talked about it publicly. I mean, I was one, when I was like 23 years old, I was on a radio show in San Francisco following Camille Paglia. But I, that's a long story. I have to talk about that. So I don't want to derail everything. Interesting. Well, BTR is known for derailing, but in the best kind of ways. I see somebody else has a cat. Kitty. Helena, can we see your cat? Look at this. Look at this beautiful creature right here. Uh, oh. Meow, meow. <laughs> I love you, Helena. Thanks. I think about you. I think about you so often. I know that I, I haven't been. I haven't told. I haven't taken contact yet. But I think about you every night. Ever since you blew me that kiss that last dream, I just can't get you from my mind. It is. Yeah. Oh. I was looking for your Twitter the other day because I just recently came back to Twitter. I took a pretty long break for like three months. I was looking for your account and I couldn't find it. I was like, oh. Yeah, I also took a little bit of a break because I was being a female and spending ten hours a day on that fucking app. Same. Same. Yeah, so you know how it is. And now that like I, I literally spent months not going on Twitter and now that I'm back on Twitter, it's just like the same goddamn thing, tweeting everything that comes into my head. Mm. <laughs> I, I want to actually ask uh, Skog Brand, aka Dumbo, aka the Jazz Man, what is it like being a girl in Norway right now? Like, I know in Sweden they've had girls who were like, I don't know, like thousand percent rise in girls who want to be trans. But as far as what are the winds that are kind of like swaying a lot of uh, trendy girls in uh, in Norway? L let me know <laughs> what, what's up, what's going on. Well, the thing is that okay, so. As, as, you know, as epic and uh, trad-pilled as I might seem, as you may say, I, all my friends are traddy-loving e-girls, all of them. All of them in real life. Like, I don't have a lot of friends like that online, but in real life, I have them in quantity. They come walking into the door. Like, I, it is, it is an epidemic of... The e-girl epidemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Letta. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's like, I don't know, I feel like Norway has always been a little bit more on the liberal side, you know, like, I, I, I mean, as far as you can say with that, but, um, but it's, it's really show, showing now, um, and I think that this is, I, I don't, I don't know if it's just like, because we're more like used to it already, you know, like, I, I remember sex ed for me, for example, you know, if we're going to go talking in how to some other countries we we talked about homosexual like anal sex you know like i remember being 15, 12 years old and them telling us if you're gay you gotta wear a condom otherwise you're gonna get AIDS. you know it wasn't like you don't have homosexual sex it have safe sex baby you know and i i think i think that is really reflecting at the moment in how everything is and i don't know if it's just it seems like it's more than it is just because of the sheer fact that I am friends. Have you, have you talked to like your, let's say, grandmother or great grandmother? Like what I'm curious about is, again, going back to this idea of what it was like back then and a lot of trad people looking at it through rose colored glasses. Like, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, it seems like if there were some vehicles 
that people would climb into where they would feel more of a sense of ease of kind of like being part of a certain tradition, not necessarily going out and, uh, you know, being as independent. Like, I want to make sure that people who want to be independent be independent, but giving that, like I said before, that chance to, uh, you know, for people who don't to not. And maybe it's going to go that way with the swing of the pendulum the other way. Like, that would be my second question about the swing of the pendulum back, but first about like your grandma or great grandma or, or anybody oh. like have you talked with any of them and that goes for everybody else here like have you talked with them and found out what life was like uh, for them growing up i i feel like well the thing is that i'm i'm probably just gonna hop over that question considering the fact that my grandparents are all dead but i've talked to some other older people and it's uh <sighs> <laughs> they're not exactly the ones that are supporting it i guess at all it's it's very i've, I've heard some very genuine like active criticism from the older generation and i don't know if that's just because of like the the, the political party that i'm like invested in is pretty it's old people it's fucking old farmers and stuff like that so i don't know if i'm biased in that context but it's it's very much there is a huge divide between the younger generation and the older, and I, I it's, it's almost funny how hard that divide is. It's, it, it, there wasn't like a smooth transition, it was like a hard, cold cut neck. And yeah, I don't know, I, I find it interesting, but yeah, I don't know. But, but among the old people that we're talking about here, like the counter argument would be that, oh, just like some creature in a cage they got used to being imprisoned within the family structure and otherwise they would have been free and I, I don't know like no there are people who like i said before my great my great great grandmother she was in that state like yeah. you know there was an actual fucking bearded patriarch guy who was you know I don't, again, I don't know if he beat her up. Like, I don't know if, if it got to that extent, but it was pretty much like his way or the highway, or in that case, like the Russian back roads, you know? So, like, that, yeah. is, con that is concerning for me. And, like, Gio, I understand where you're coming from, where you're seeing, like, what if we return with the V? But, oh, yeah. yes. But again, like, what about that counter argument of a lot of the people who today have the chance of you know not uh, you know n n not being trapped back then they didn't have a choice they were trapped and there's nothing they could do about it but then how about the people today who let's say are trapped by uh, other culture are trapped by advertising are trapped by this idea that they have to this be an individual is, again yeah that's that's oh go ahead Jules. sorry sorry just have to make traditionalism cuz i think there's a lot of people on this stream that are nostalgic for a time they didn't grow up in or they wish to have a slice of life that's a little bit more vanilla or traditional and not so slice of life anime like all this surrealism and all this modern politics and is there an the issue with that cat ears and i think you have to make traditionalism sexy if that's what you want to do like you have to make it no you don't appeal i i, I it, highly disagree oh, essentially well i think traditionalism is in of itself sexy and by the way sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna leave i'm gonna leave i have to leave now because I'm, I'm tired but i'm gonna leave that as my leaving statement i think traditionalism is sexy your chat hates me dude so i gotta go uh, well, I, Aiden, I haven't I just, been paying I, attention do they hate no, you yeah no doubt. no no, no, no. Oh my God. I think uh 
Like fuck the hate. Fuck the yeah. haters is always. No, I don't care. About, I don't care about that. I do it anyway. It's a self indictment, not an indictment of the culture. So that, I agree with you that traditionalism is sexy, but if you're feeling like you need to indict the culture, what you're really indicting is yourself, right? Because traditionalism is still out there. You can still attract people with whatever energy and whatever will you put out there. But if you're constantly <laughs> putting out like a Chris Chandom and <laughs> kind of, kind of, like seeping negative. This is not. This is not nostalgia. And there's a reason is... why you keep proving yourself correct. Because wait, 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 wait hold on. I want to. By the way, I want to give a shout out in the to. chat. I want to give a shout out to Assman V2. He said, "Bath Bronze Age Privet would never reduce himself to arguing with a woman." That is so true. Like clearly, so, clearly I want I, I want have, so bad wait, for Bath to come wait, on the show. I have I know severely it triggered your chat. I've triggered them to a degree that I can't even understand. No, but, that's great. Uh, I, I love it. No, no, but but I but I am really curious Andy. about that. But I am really curious Real about your point, Aiden, about the sexiness, the inherent sexiness of traditionalism. No, but putting labels on it like sexy isn't, uh, I feel, like, apt. It's like when Paul Joseph Watson says, like, oh, conservatism's a new punk rock. Like, it's, you you know, the reason that you have to transcend... Oh, sorry, Aiden has to go soon. I'm sorry. It's like fucking... It's like, what is it, 12 in England or something? Like, yeah. in it's 12.42 here. Yeah, oh, it's oh, okay. Aiden, you are, fucking, you are a fucking trooper. Here's the thing, guys. I just want to say... Why the fuck is everybody so mean to Aiden? Aiden, you're great. You're always respectful on no, the no, screen. No, no, no. I don't. Listen. I know. No. I know. I'm simping here listen, a bit. Listen, listen. Listen. Aiden loves the fact that the chat hates her. Okay? Yes, I Aiden, do. I, I, Aiden. No, I kind of do because here's the thing. If, if 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 you're hating the things that I'm saying, it means that I'm saying truth. I'm speaking truth to power as I always have. And the fact is that if you hear some shit that I say and it offends you. Think about why it offends you because maybe you know? it's something inside your own fucking head that's that that's fucking you up and not what I'm saying. How about that? Oh! Aiden, Aiden I, 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 okay, so I just want to come out on board and I want to publicly apologize right now for the stuff that I said inside. How would you apologize? The, the truth is, Aiden, I love you so much. I just, <laughs> all I want to do right now, I want to, no, I want to, I want to come, I, I, not like that. Over, Helen. Like, I want to react to something. No, I, here's the thing. Here's the I thing. know I've had our troubles, baby. Please. Let me, I'll, I'll, let me say this before I leave. If people get upset, and this is not just for this chat, but any chat, if sometimes you hear something that upsets you, you have to understand and think about why it upsets you. Why did it upset you? Did it upset you because it violated the beliefs that you previously held, even though it was backed up by science? If that's the case, then you have to think about why did it upset me? <laughs> it upset you because of something called cognitive dissonance. And as we have between your huge tits, please. Give me the facts. Give me the hard facts. <laughs> It upset you because wait, 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 by the way, those, those hold on, Izzy, anyway, Izzy, those claymation, those claymation tits may not be safe for work. So please change the background right now. No, I mean, if it's, if it's like an art, I think they like it. Yeah, it's probably fine, but I, I, I don't want to risk it. It's, it, it's fine. I did, I, did not ex, I did not expect that to happen.
It's it's kind of cute though. I I respect. I love it. how every time Scott comes on, she like creeps on these uh these other fellow women we have, and it's amazing. That's all I good. Think. I'm all, I am also a gay lady, but here's the thing. A gay lady. <laughs> I gotta head out. It's there. It's used, there used to be a word for that. Being gay is a country. <laughs> there used to be. It's true. It's funny. There is this article. Um, so, wait, sorry, Corinne. You you should talk. You haven't talked. Yeah, I long. I just wanted to to. Oh, did Aiden leave? Of course. I just wanted to, to, to uh, react to something she said really quick, which was that I think people too often, and not just her, but everybody tends to do this, say that if you're reacting negatively to something that I said, that uh, justifies my having said it. Right. Like you, you have to think about why it upsets you, whereas somebody um, might actually have a, a completely valid, uh, non-psychotic reason for being upset about it. But, yeah, that's true. I yeah, but Aiden is being provocative. I mean, Aiden, I I'm very appreciative that she comes on the stream. So, uh, anyways, yeah, but that's no, it's a good point. I feel like what I wanted to say. You you guys were talking about Paglia. I feel like there's a there's a valid criticism. Uh, as much as I'm inspired by her work, I mean, f feminine um, sexual persona is such a big backbone to a lot of my art criticism. But uh, you know, there recently uh, again, Lev and Jules, you guys, we should we should reach out to this author. Her name is Helen Andrews, and she writes for First Things. Uh, and I know First Things, like if you're a trad Catholic, uh, First Things are cooked out. But like, First Things does have a lot of quality writers. But she wrote this book recently called Boomers. It's about boomers. Boomers. <laughs> boomers. She like totally what about the coolers? And boomers. Uh, well, boom, well, she she argues she is a based tradcath. She argues that boomers were the original coomers. So they were um, the original coomers. Yeah, oh my Whoa. god! Oh. Linda, is that safe for work? I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. That's anyways. Oh my! We have the now blue man just, here. We got the blue man in the red me. shirt. Um. So. <laughs> so uh. So anyways, got my Helen boy Andrews. in the red shirt. Not oh my god myself. So um here use that the the problem with Pagli is that she's still very much attached to like the boomerish like sixties oh, idealism of like free love and uh the oh. sort of proliferation of like that sixties sort of um like very much like Herbert Marcuse, one dimensional man. Although I would say that Marcuse is given a bad rap. There is some uh there is some jewel kernels of wisdom in one dimensional man but the whole like free love thing i feel like paglia she has this conception of feminism as this like dangerous femininity of like you know like oh my god you could go down the alley and get raped but it's like that's part of the fun it's i feel <laughs> like that's <laughs> i feel like that's kind of like the uh like the very much like a idealism of the a, a sort of radical fugitive femininity as opposed to what the later like liberal feminist movements actually manifested in in terms of like now the femininity becomes a like supplicant for capital itself because now like you have the corporate experience being like a, a replacement for meaningful uh, fulfillment in like family life so now you have like the corporate family you have like the office who's the woman i haven't watched the office but who's the woman in the office what's your name the Damn. woman in the office there's a few Damn. there's a few the, the one that looks like she's like disappointed all the time 
Angela. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Angela, there can you I, go. <laughs> can I, um, I, I just want to say that the, the woman we're talking about right now, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Can someone do it for me? Camille Paglia? Yeah, I want to. Camille I wanna, Paglia. 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 I want to come out on record to say that I do not support this pedophile-loving piece of shit. Okay. I did not. Paglia did have some sus takes when it comes some to some uh, sus. Inter- any sus takes in an, sus. in an October 1991 issue of Esquire magazine, Paglia stated that she sees pedophilia to be perfectly natural. Okay, I want to talk about that. Oh God. Oh. Y'all want to talk about that one? Because I, I honestly don't. I'm done with this. No, hey, Dub- Dubbo, we should get you on the stream. We should get you on the stream with Alexander Bard. I think that would be a fun, fun little adventure. Who, who is that? Who is that? How big he's is Swedish. See, I thought I thought you'd know him because he's Swedish <laughs> and you're Norwegian, but I guess no. Oh, I, I don't know. G- I mean... Geo, G- Geo, how would you describe Alexander Bard? Uh, the only. The last futurist in the world right now. He is, uh, his books are becoming real as we speak. So, and you're yeah. gonna tell me Sam Hyde's not a futurist? Come on now. We all Sam, yeah, Sam ever. Hyde is an archaeo futurist. Uh, so, um, trash no, economy. Yeah. Uh, but let, let, uh, but Bella, you had a point you wanted to make. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is probably very controversial, but, um, I I don't obviously I don't agree with Camille Paglia's takes on pedophilia and men and boys or whatever, but I respect mo- all almost all of her other views. Um, I think that she's brilliant, and I I I love her to, to be frank. So I think she's a very valuable person um, in uh, intellectual society, and I don't think that some view that she had that was very like obviously repugnant i don't think that should discredit everything she says about feminism about men about women um i think she's still worth listening to but Mm -hmm. by the way by the way bella you look almost like from an angle you kind of look like butticelli's venus a little bit maybe it's the greek that's what it is mediterranean like mona lisa (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of people tell me i look like the portrait of madam x oh yeah oh my god i could kind of see it that was you know that painting that that was like one of the most scandalous for singer sergeant at the time that was like one of the most scandalous paintings because it was of a uh lady of the night if you know what i mean so exactly she was a whore in high society (laughs) yeah a high society version yeah, they're seeing so many beautiful women on one breaking rules street. I know. <laughs> you're here, especially Nina. Yeah. So I put oh, wait. This, this, Seriously, uh, you should see those pictures of Nina when she was a dominatrix. That oh, was yeah. fun. I wish our Discord oh, the works. flag shirt I put on just for this. I thought I would confuse you all. Oh wait, it, it, Lita, Lita, did you know wait, wait, that she's like she Jules? I think she and Jules are oh wearing the same thing. Oh my god, the they have thing. the same shirt. <laughs> yeah, Nina and Jules are wearing the same outfit today. Yeah. Oh my god, besties! <laughs> so, so just just for the record, the two other times I came on this podcast, I was wearing different sequin dresses. I remember, so, like mixing it up. So Jules this, will wear a sequin dress. They could probably trade shirts. Mother and son. Mother and son. <laughs> Jules mother is the mother, son. and I'm the son. <laughs> oh, she she's yeah, she could be Jules's mother. You never know. Son. I want to be Jules's son. But yeah, Lita, did you know that Nina was a OG like 
back when this was like totally like legit authentic underground she was an og dominatrix and well, she was badass, on jerry dude. springer and she was on Jerry Springer. That's Thank right. You for yes. Yeah. That's that's oh, Back no, when Jerry no. had actually interesting guests, then like hired actors that play rednecks from the South. Oh, I feel so. like I feel like with a lot of those shows, like My Strange Addiction, the early series. I don't know why I yeah. thought about this one because me and my brother were talking about it the other day. Like the early series, they were legit people, but then people saw it on TLC and started emailing them, and they were making up shit. They'd be like, "Hi, my name is Karen, and I like to." I like to eat plastic. Like it was some dumb <laughs> shit like that. Like they I feel like <laughs> I feel like 90 Day Fiance. As much as I love it, a lot of that shit is probably staged. I gotta. Well, like I feel like the 90 that Day Fiance after because um, I, I was into that show <laughs> since like I was I would say three seasons back. I'd say like this one's like the big one, but you could tell with this one, some of them, it's like you could tell they emailed it. Like it's gotten popular, but like probably next season, everybody there is like. They, they, they either have to end the show or everyone yeah. there is going to be so like um like it's all going to be people pre-COVID well it would be people all COVID so they can't even do it actually I they'll just probably that- have some like they'll have a virtual one like they're trying to do like they have yeah, spin-off that's shows like, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I love the other way because like I love it. The other way is the best. It's simply the best. Yeah. No, but like, I love it when Americans go to third world countries and complain about the third world country. Ah! It's like, dude, it's a third world country. Like, I love, um, I love baby girl Lisa when she goes to Nigeria. Oh, God. She thought or she was gonna be Big like Ed has to go. or something, and like yeah, you know, Big Ed showers in the with like the bucket, like, the but, like you know, and that was a nice place in Nigeria, but it's kind of like um, she was expecting to be like in Soldier Boy's crib or something, like I'm, like Jay Z's crib, like someone like <laughs> like like really fancy, like and she's like, this is not what I expected a rapper's house to be. And it's like who who the hell do you think you are? But she was the like, best. The, the best I was um, girl Lisa. Soja Boy. Yeah, the, no, that's the, that's what he called himself. He called himself. No, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Don't worry, I know, I know the. Lore. Wait, Jules has to go. So, uh, real quick, is that Jules's girlfriend? Yeah, no. who's about to get pegged? It's no. all right. <laughs> get pegged. Fun, Jules. Brian O'Shea. <laughs> who's Brian O'Shea? He's excellent. He's an unbelievably elevated human being, and he'd love to talk to you guys about. You know, politics, a little PI, a little razzle dazzle to be continued. Be continued. All right, I have some money because I'm in debt because I love this show. Love you. Please subscribe. See you, Jules. Bye, Jules. Bye. My figurines. I love you. By the way, I posted my drawings. My drawings are up. Let's see those drawings. Where are they? They're at ninapaley.com. All right. Ooh, oh, I we would don't love the, to. I love we don't have the Discord. We don't have the Discord anymore. Well, we do have the Discord, but we don't have Discord chat right now. Yep. Working for some weird Sorry. reason. Would there? Is there any way you could show them to the camera? Uh, I could do a share screen, or anybody could do a share screen, right? Yeah, anybody could do a share screen. You know, you do it because your your screen. No, is I I cannot do it because OBS <laughs> doesn't let me do that for some reason. Everybody else can do it. I cannot. It's a weird. All right, thing. all right, I'll do it. screen sharing, I press the screen share button, and nothing. I know how to do. I, I know how to do it. God damn it! I, I can't do it. OBS. No, I'm saying it's disabled me. for me. That's what I'm saying. No, it's not. Try it out. Yes, it is. I press share screen. Hold on. Post disabled participant screen sharing. Okay, try try it again. Okay, I can't. I don't want to. Oh, I can do the whiteboard. I don't know what that would do. But, but okay. I want. I wanted to bring up 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> oh, here it comes. Wait, are you gonna draw something for us? 
Oh, boy. I don't know. I'm just saying hello. I don't know what we're gonna. Hold on. Is this speed drawing time? Hold oh on. God. Am I gonna have to speed draw? <laughs> what is uh, going oh, yeah. speed draw? Okay. Uh, <laughs> is uh, this the blue man? Are you gonna draw the blue man? Yeah, I'm gonna draw the blue man. I can't tell the disc resolution. That, oh, because no. because it wouldn't took took it over. That that's why oh. it's not letting you do it. Okay, yeah, so right, I can't. Uh, uh, I yeah. can't. I've got to okay. draw this quickly. Hold on, this is very <laughs> important. <laughs> and but, but, but Nina, maybe. Uh, okay, there maybe you Nina, you can learn a thing or two from this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's look, that's still drawing. Still drawing. Okay, there you go. Stop video. <laughs> that's got my video there. Oh, good. Someone else. Okay, Nina, it's you. your it's your turn to share. <laughs> really? Okay, so first I have to make an incognito window so that you don't uh, see everything that I. That's true. Yeah, so. you gotta hide hide all the porn. But, uh, <laughs> hide all the porn. Maybe I know you have some weird shit. window. It'll be like porn Which next still to has uh, my bookmarks Stormfront on it. That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. How do I? I have to hide my bookmarks now. You do have to hide your bookmarks. What are you trying to hide, Nina? <laughs> just download a whole new browser. What did you say? I said you'll just have to download a whole new browser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just to use on but I feel like oh, I recommend Brave. <laughs> Wait, are you using it? Or you can just stop being a Thank coward. You, Karina. Just Nina, just go for it. I'm sure nobody's gonna care. Are you using All a right, Nina I wonder what her, her bookmarks would be like fucking uh... my, my bookmarks are insane. Okay, uh right. So I go to my own. The top of, on the top of my screen, I just have like uh, Twitter <laughs> info wars. All right, y'all are gonna see my. Okay, now I have she to go back. To the, wait, I have to go back to. Well, and it's on the laptop. My laptop By the way, is, my latest video was based off was basically using Zoom screen share. That's like my cheap yeah. way of like recording the fucking video. And, and I'm gonna right, share, I'm gonna share screen. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Share screen time. Everybody, subscribe okay. right now for. Oh, I can screen. just share one window. Experience. Look at that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. But you're still going to see my bookmarks. Okay. That's so fine. Cool. Great bookmarks. No problem with the bookmarks. Can oh, you I see love that? that. That is adorable. That is. <laughs> Blake, stop. <laughs> that's so like. <laughs> What? Oh, the bike snob one. This is fun. This <laughs> oh, is yeah. Fun. I've got bike snob up there. Well, this really wasn't oh, Bitcoin. Your Bitcoin. <laughs> it's a whole folder for is, Bitcoin. Is Bitcoin just like, is Bitcoin no more or is Bitcoin still going strong? Bitcoin is worth like $36,000. No, but there are these articles where like Bitcoin's over, guys, but it was all like people from Forbes, like, you know, real. So it, it had oh. never been, it had never Those passed $20,000 until yeah. December. And then it went up to 40 and now it's down to 35 and people are like, oh yeah, Bitcoin. Wait. It's $35,000. Wait, Lita, please do refrain from posting feet. You don't oh, want to know what that the rabbit hole <laughs> that you're going. You don't want to know the abyss you're going to enter by posting. Oh, feet. oh, Izzy knows about my foot. How how I used to be the foot bitch. <laughs> That's how it all started. Oh man. Anyway, the here's the other drawing. Oh, I like that drawing. Library oh, futures. Oh. <laughs> nice. Oh, and by the way, we have alternate version of library <laughs> futures because it seemed more realistic. Nina, you're going to be happy about this. We got a $5 donation from Athena Hyatt, friend of the show, dear friend of the show, who says, so happy to see Nina Paley on here. Sita Sings the Blues was the first film shown in my religion in South Asia class when I attended the Technical University of Munich, and I was so mesmerized by its beauty. Much love to Nina and everyone. Wow. Aww. That's so sweet. 
Sorry. Yeah, she's a, all right. She's now a I'm going to stop girl. sharing. There we go. I did it for you. I wanted oh, to you. like, I brought up 90 day fiance. Cause why is it that like these women, like, why do they go to like third world countries? By the way, and the, they Dumbo, pick up... Dumbo, stop, stop that. Stop that. With the, uh... <laughs> really? Do I have to? Yes, you uh, have to. We gotta, we gotta show some respect over here. Wait, what, what happened? Oh, please ignore Geo. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's I, wait, no, I don't have any other so images of my, wait, what? give me a second. Nice boy. Nice foot, bro. See, is that a Jules tweet? Don't no, worry it about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Give it a second. Okay. Yes. Oh my God. This Anyways, why the stream it... is quickly deteriorating. Yes, we need to go back yes, to a real is. topic. Look yes. at the chat. About oh my God! Post feet, feet, post feet, please, please feet. <laughs> hold on, oh my hold on. Feet time. Whatever you do, whatever, please. Oh this is God. A, whatever you do, do not Google. <laughs> do not Google Lita Lotharia. Please do not. Do not Google Lita Lotharia slash porn. Do, don't do it. Just please don't do it. Anti porn. Did, did you guys hear? Gio, about, don't advertise um, porn. I'm not having it. We're not having advertising porn. Here. Did you guys I'm hear about when uh, when Sonic the Hedgehog fans printed out a bunch of money and almost ruined the U.S. economy? Google. Oh yeah. <laughs> Google Sonic Inflation. You know, uh, you know he's about gonna fall. No, don't, don't. Well, I would have shown off the inflated Nala, but lucky for you, Gio, we don't have the Discord enabled right now. Thank look God. at the there. look at the, this is a work of art. This is something that Nina did. So Nina created Whoa. eyes on high heels. High heels. Is that, that how you say it? Cool. It's like I an Alex Gray painting. Since everyone's showing their feet, I thought I would show foot related art. <laughs> I would totally yeah. buy those. Dude, yeah, I really like your art. Like, um, I would totally buy it. <laughs> for how much? Put I your put money for your Let's go! Nina, now's the shilling opportunity for you to tell everybody how they can actually have a custom drawing. Oh, $100 drawing is easy. It's only $100, and you just go to uh, my blog and click on the $100 drawing link. It will take you to the page with the rules. You get two words, and you pay up front, and if you don't like it, too bad. <laughs> yes. Nina, By the way, Nina. the chat is asking for my feet now. I don't think so that, that's not very good. Oh. Oh. You see those piggies. Geo feet. Geo feet. Geo feet. I want to see some geo feet. But oh, I wish I could share. Um, I <laughs> I wish we had the chat so I could share this photo oh, of um. Afina's joining us. By the way, I'm gonna send Afina the link right now. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm so happy that she got she got to join today. Fina, she, she she's wonderful. So hold on one second. I'm gonna invite her in. Everybody, subscribe. Yeah, so what I wanted to ask. Thing, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Nina. It's the woman's thing, so she should be on it anyway. Absolutely. I feel like um, there. You know, 90 Day Fiance. I brought this up because why is it that these women they feel the need to like go to third world countries and get like like let's face it, a lot of these guys are like total man children, like uh, like uh, Jahoon. Uh, well, mm -hmm. Michael's all right. Uh, one of them Sinjin's is always ugly and desperate. Yeah, a lot I... of them are like a lot of them really don't have like decent living conditions, and they yeah. don't really get the option. Well, then I would also say with um ninety day fiance because it goes both ways. Because I've known a lot of people who like like there'll be these really beat ass ugly dudes or beat ass. Like ugly it's mostly women it is or... mostly men, but it just yeah. Let's but like face I will it. say either way, like it's usually like you gotta wonder how um how shitty they are that they have to they have to like because like there's a lot of people in third world countries who think all americans are rich so they usually usually it's always a thing in 90 day fiance oh, yeah. where they're always like lying like they're like you told me you had more money 
And it's like, you have to wonder how those guys, why those guys can't get anyone in America or why those girls can't get anyone in America. Like, sometimes I always wonder that. Like, why can't they get anyone in the U.S.? Right, they're always, like, messed up. <laughs> like, they're always messed up. Yeah, like, especially, yeah. like, I remember the one where it was a guy, he, it wasn't, this wasn't Big Ed. This was, um, this guy, he lived in, like, Michigan, I think. But he had um, a girlfriend who was younger than his daughter from the Philippines. And he would kind of be like, don't touch the window. I used to tell my kids that. And then, like. Uh, oh, God. God. Oh, God. Was it the and guy like, with the girl from me Thailand? used to watch 90 Day Fiance in the school library. And I remember also the. The, the one girl who had um he, he was also from my nigeria his name was like michael and he was like you're yeah i love fat. michael <laughs> yeah i love him oh my god i want to hug michael i feel bad for him because she's always yelling at him because angie's like totally like an abusive type like i hate to say it, yeah, she's an abusive person part where they're about to have sex and she puts all the trump like stuff on him and he's like I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit on come town by the way Dude, where nicole was, was like, like explaining it <laughs> yeah she was like i'm gonna trump you up and he's like no i don't want that <laughs> Uh, oh god she like, oh, baby this is so good i like this stuff <laughs> well like that show you can see a lot of where there's desperation because usually yeah. um usually it is american guys that look like big ed or look like or they're like right. old and gross they're losers you can just call them losers it's fine don't worry well, like or they're um some of them some of them are incels mm. or some of them are just like their neck beards in the, cl- in, the in the basement who still listen to their mommy and they go after like these like uh hot... like colt like colty <laughs> yeah or like um there was do you remember that Colty. one who lived in vegas with his mom was that the one yeah, Cole, where, um, that's cool yeah yeah so. yeah that was the one that lived in vegas with his mom and then like the, the girl was from Brazil. like somewhere in central or south america yeah, I haven't seen yeah that one in a real. long time or i remember um Oh, you know what? Do you remember the girl who went to India and the guy there, like... She was, Many people she here have actually like seen 90 Day Fiance. I yeah, and I love it. And <laughs> I want to get it. Yeah, Fina should. Oh, wait, wait, before before we get to Fina, just real quick. And the Fina, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, Helena, you had your hand raised. Yeah, I have to go. <laughs> so, oh, Helena, thank no, you so much I, for coming in. Thank you so much for coming. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. I just have to do my laundry because I've been putting it off for a really long time and the laundromat's going to close. Well, so. Scott, will, Scott will lick it clean for you. Oh, <laughs> shit. Did I say that? He's not hey. wrong. He's not hey. wrong. It's cool to talk to you. Come on. Come on. Give it to me. Baby. Come over, babe. No one's home. Really? Well. All right. Oh, it's my been God. Fun. Thanks for having me on again. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Fuck you guys. Bye. See ya. I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. But, but a serious point would be that like we there's it's really funny how even globalization is like influencing people's decisions in terms of like relationships and how like the third world is sort of like the dumping ground for like um American like North American and European like fem cells and and uh, and incels. It's really like. I don't know. Well, I'd also say, do you remember? Um, her name was Danielle, and the guy was from Tunisia, and yeah, she like chased yeah. him down and threw this shit at him. But like, he was yeah. like, "Leave me alone!" And apparently, like, because you know, they, you know how they always do the talk show at the end. There was one yeah, where he was yeah. like, "You peed on me. You you said all this stuff." And then like the lady who was like the host was like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> the the uh, best part was uh, when uh the 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 couple from the guy from uh, Moldova what's his name uh he like they had like a chat with like everyone like on zoom 
and he said to um what's her name uh the the brazilian one larissa the one that was with colt she like had like she spent all this money like her boyfriend spent all this money on like a boob job and like a other like a, a nose job and he's like what what about your kids you have three kids in brazil do you send money to them and she's like fucking going crazy and it was oh my god Me like just total eastern european joke. chad like <laughs> one of my friends she had we have this joke because um the one girl was foreign and she was from i can't think of her name though but she was from russia and she came to the u.s and the guy he was like a heavier dude and um they were with the family and, and they were having burgers and it's like would you like a bun with your burger and she's like what what's his bun and i was like, <laughs> <laughs> friends were like we were like wasted and we're like did this bitch just say what is bun so that's always our joke is like we'll be like what's bun bitch <laughs> uh, although for the chat press one in the chat if i should go to russia or uh eastern europe and find a base trad gf stop it or, you know oh what God, I used go to find press two if i should girlfriend they're they're so wholesome and they're so cute and they're beautiful obviously because east european women are so beautiful but oh my God, Gio, if you could find an Orthodox Christian, oh, like be Ukrainian great. or Russian, that would be amazing. They they say you should stay away from the Russians, though. You should go more for like the other satellite states because Russian women they 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 have this like stereotype that they're like you know aggressive and uh, well, Alev, you know about Russian women. I I, yeah, I, I really no, Russian, love how uh, Russian women are kind of crazy. This yeah. this stream about women. Uh, and female identity is is turning into how to shop for a wife overseas. You have an issue with that? So, okay, no, no, I, it's I, I so true, though. It is. I noticed, I noticed we're getting off topic. topic. I was at, no, well, this is this is related to the topic in a way because I was at a sushi restaurant pre-COVID, and I remember <laughs> looking around and I saw all these, you know, more or less uh, wealthy young guys. And they were with girls who looked like they were from another country, you know, or like girls who were like non non white girls. And I wonder if there is something to that decision, like uh, as far as why they went with other girls like who are who are not uh, not regular, like white or European or whatever. So I think it's I don't know. because they're so sick of how Western women have become. This is what I hear, because. Um, when I lived in Sweden, a lot of Swedish men were married to these women from Thailand and the Philippines. And when you would ask them why, they would say it's because Swedish women have become so masculine and so aggressive. And they don't, they're not, they don't do their feminine duties, I suppose. Um, so they're just sick of it. And they go for these like Thai women and Filipino women who would cook for them and give them children and who are just easy to be with. Can I ask you something, Athena? Yeah. Are, are the men in question like really old or like are, are the young they're, ones? Too? They're like the ones that I met in Sweden um, yeah. were in their late 20s, early 30s. So they're, they're really? like old. Yeah. There, there is like an epidemic here of old men like divorcing, like getting divorced, and then jumping to Thailand to like buy a wife or something. And they're always like really old and like really shaggy, and it's really horrible. And yeah, I hate but it. one of one of the guys that found Pirate Bay, um, he's Swedish, and I watched a documentary a few uh, months ago, which is a very good documentary. It's on YouTube. But um, he moved to Thailand and he married a Thai woman. It's so common in the Nordic suite, like European yeah. countries. And now it's becoming so common in America. I mean, my husband is American. I'm not from a third world country. Like Kuwait is very developed. Um, yeah. But 
women in Kuwait are still very different from women in America because it's obviously a Muslim country. So there's a huge cultural difference. Yeah. Hey, is, is that you in your profile picture? Yeah. You have beautiful eyes. <laughs> go to go to Fina's Instagram. She is Thank an Instagram you. fashion legend. Oh, definitely. Oh, well, I just for... might for reasons. That's so <laughs> <laughs> Horny alert! It's, not, it's called appreciating the feminine. Yeah, okay? like us loving the divine feminine. Come on. Yeah, when us women compliment each other, it's James, like... you've got beautiful eyes. There you go, James. Give one yeah, for the bros will as well. Do we'll Don't never, leave like, the bros stay. behind. We're always so pretty. I would they always be married to for that. But is it the same? Is it the same reaction with women though? Like when women compliment each other, is there like? Is there like a hidden conceit of like, oh, why are you doing this? Like, cause I know like female competitions off the chart, but like, or is it the same as like, I don't know. Cause men don't do that. We don't really like go out of our way. I guess no, if, you're, like, nice. gym bro, if you're a gym bro and Pussies. you're like working out and you're like, oh, you look really cut today. Yeah. I think, I like, think it's because if a man says that to another man, then it can be, it sounds kind of gay. But if a woman says that to another woman, it's different. I don't know why. Um, but I'm I'm straight, but I like complimenting other women and making them feel good about themselves. I just think it's yeah. But, but it is yeah, true I'm... that women do seem more comfortable with that. Exp- like there isn't that immediate hermeneutics of suspicion in terms of homosexuality or like in terms I think of a like, lot of it is like lesbianism. toxic masculinity too. Because like um nowadays like men are expected to act masculine. Men um men get like are afraid to act in a way that could they could be perceived as being homosexual because like it's still kind of looked down upon but it it is funny i I think as a straight man it's important to grab the dick of your fellow bros i don't think it's (laughs) toxic masculinity i think it's a lack of masculinity we've totally camaraderie and brotherhood but i think totally no but see i had this there's this great thread on twitter i should dig I, i wish we had the chat i could dig it up but someone sent this to me where he was saying about um, the, what toxic mac- masculinity means, like how, and I'm thinking about how ironic it is that in the age of like true masculinity, there was like people, there was like men who were willing to like sleep in the same bed and hold hands with each other and do things that nowadays would be perceived as homosexual. But back, but now it seems that there's a decline in masculinity at the same time, there is what I think what they mean by toxic masculinity is the sort of performative de- degradation of true masculinity. It's become a like caricature of what masculinity is. And I think that femininity right. is different in that it's almost like with the social discourse, the, the quite, and I could be wrong because there's academics that talk about this, but it seems that what, in terms of what femininity is, it's almost become imperceptible because now that there is so much of a focus on the affirmation of women and the promotion of women, it's almost like the deep question of what mask, like what femininity really is, is often overlooked. Whereas now that masculinity is in crisis, it seems that people have a quantifiable thing of like, okay, masculinity is like this thing that we talk about that we think is bad or is like something that we lost. Whereas femininity has almost become like a majoritarian discourse where people don't really question it because to question it opens up 
a can of worms, whereas uh, question masculinity is almost like the norm now. So uh, I don't know Nina, if that, Nina, I'm just oh, becoming, oh, oh, I'm oh, a theory cell right uh, now. Uh, Nina, hold, Nina's got her hands, hands with a guy sounds gayer than fucking a guy in the ass. So, <laughs> what? But, but don't, don't homies oh. kiss their homies. Good night. Yeah, there's nothing gay about that. No, but men used to kiss. Men used to kiss. Nina's got something to say. Nina's got something to say. Sorry. Nina, you've got something to say. I do. Um, So I am noticing that uh, other than, yeah, that most of the women here are a lot younger than me. And there is a lot more performative femininity here than I am used to among real life women. And so I would like to ask the women that are performing femininity, why? Especially when several have said that they're not actually heterosexual. Boomer, boomer, boomer. No, sorry. I don't see it as performative when I compliment a woman. I I feel like No, no, I don't I don't mean you're complimenting the woman. I mean like your picture, right? All I have to look at is your picture. Which is, oh, it's because I usually don't have a picture. I'm usually on video, but no, no. What know, I'm I saying is that your picture is like a lot of makeup. And... It's because I'm an I'm a model. <laughs> it's my job. <laughs> I like well, but, but also, as far as our everyday lives, I mean, like, what about the soy boys? I think who Nina's are trying to Star say Wars? that everyone oh, yes, here in the chat soy looks boys. amazing. I mean, you look amazing too. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. It's not any sort of judgment. There's different ways to look amazing, but there's a particular way. I think all women in the chat right now look amazing. amazing. It's like, oh, thank you. And by the way, Jugs looks amazing too, but she doesn't. She doesn't want people to know that. You're all doing particular things, (laughs) right? You're all you're all wearing makeup. You're all, um, I would say, uh, taking on what I might call submissive postures. Really? Um, I think well, it's I, don't, I can't see you. Yeah, I mean, I love that you are an exception. Dumbo, yes. They immediately Dumbo. become defensive. But the ones who, who are, like, do you ever think about why? You're I actually it? do, because when I um, record videos for my YouTube channel or when I post Instagram pictures, I always feel the need to make myself look better and to put on, even if it's just eyeliner or, li- or lipstick or something, I feel like I always have to do that. And I feel weird without it. The only time I'm not wearing makeup is when I'm not recording or when I'm not taking pictures or when I'm not going out. And I have had those questions before. And I think it's just something that I'm so used to doing. And I feel like with my Instagram, there is an expectation from my followers because it's how I make money that I have to look nice because for me to be realistic I have to say that 99% of my followers follow me because of the way I look so I feel like I always have to look a certain way yeah like what would happen if you if you didn't what do you think would happen um no I always uh I have posted pictures without makeup I've done makeup videos where you can see me without any makeup on um, I don't think I'm confident with myself without makeup, but I feel like I look better with makeup on. I, I, I don't know how to explain because it's so weird. It's it's like weird. I think about those things as well. So it's a very interesting question. Yeah. So why is it weird? I mean, it's a it's a it's a really touchy subject. So I'm, I mean, I apologize if my bluntness. No, would, it's OK. Like seemed aggressive, I, but I am really curious. Yeah. Question. Can I just say something really quick? I. Nina, I wish you were my mom. 
<laughs> I wish you gave birth to me. I'm not going to wear wet. Gave birth to Jules. That's it. She didn't give oh, birth like to me. Like, maybe we can work something oh, God. out. Okay? Please, God. Please. There's no one that's going to wet my ass when I'm too old, and maybe it could be you. Anything oh, for you, honey. <laughs> anything. See, my, my horrible mind was... I was thinking, like, war and then reverse war. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, Lev. I am, I'm trying to have oh a moment here, okay? Yeah, have a moment. Oh moment. What moment. the fuck? I'm touched. I'm really touched. That's so great. Lev likes inflation and war and furries. I That's thought just it was going to be something stream. horrible, but then I didn't even predict, like, the actual horribleness that would come out of Lev's mouth. <laughs> it was this milk. I'm drinking raw milk and it does things to me. Activates the... It's calm. We all brains. know it's calm. <laughs> okay, the men can shut up. Are you recycling? Ben is going to speak. Yeah. Oh, anyway, someone's someone recycling. Cat. I would like to answer her question too. Um, I I think like I might come across as like quiet and submissive and demure here just because I'm nervous. I don't know how to really assert myself in a lot of social situations. But honestly, in real life, I I'm not very much like this I can actually sometimes intimidate people because I look so like weak and feminine and womanly and like small but then I, I assert my opinion very confidently and that really like can turn a lot of people off I've actually had troubles dating because men don't like that I have my own opinions and they don't like that I freely speak them because they're confused about my appearance versus my personality and what I believe. And um, I think that they can coexist. You know, I love wearing makeup. I love looking pretty. I love feeling feminine. Um, that's just the way I've always been. But more in my personality, I feel like myself um, more challenging um, and being subversive to gender norms. Is that so, a challenge, Bella? That I'm willing to. Never mind. Never mind, Bella. You don't I promised I wasn't going to creep on anyone. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, I in the past, I wasn't men, going have to creep on me, <laughs> men have told me, like, I don't like that you, like, it, it kind of freaks me out that you're, like, so much smarter than me on this topic, or you have so many opinions on this topic. Like, just, you know, I've, it's, it, I've, I've actually it's had those difficulties in the past. Honestly, but, that is a beta trait. I know. Yeah, I know. exactly. So you need a stronger man, man baby. <laughs> I wish femininity wasn't um like I wish people didn't see being feminine as being weak or yeah. not having or not being intelligent. Well, tradi like, traditional femininity was never strong. seen as weak, by the way. When I no, feel not that's, at all. that's purely not a at modern all. bourgeois invention, in my opinion. Traditional femininity was never seen as something inherent. It was seen as something more yielding, but in terms of the strength of character rather than yeah. physical strength. Fem traditional femininity was never something that was seen as like a weak or inferiority. That's like a modernist yeah. like misconception. Um, Camille Polyus says Sorry, I cut you off, Izzy. I'm sorry. violence is rooted in men's sense of inferiority, like psychological weakness to women because women are seen by them. They're afraid of us being more uh, psychologically, psychically, or whatever, dominant and strong. Yeah, castration fear. That was the yeah. Yeah, so that would be afraid of that. All right, guys. Um, um I'm sorry, I don't to get my lost, but I have to go. Okay. Lita, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're great. Of course. Great you outfit. My guys are going to take care. Bye bye. Bye. She had nice tits. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wait, by the way, Izzy, Izzy, could you tell me a little bit more about how how you know? Well, Lita, Scott, cause... you're in luck because you oh, yeah. can Google her name. Not that I would recommend you. But... <laughs> I've Never known mind. her since I was in eighth grade. <laughs>
we'll I wanted see. to but actually what? ask now that we're on. I wanted to ask um, Karina a serious question though, but I don't want to be. I, I this isn't offensive, but like we're talking about um, femininity in terms of appearance. But as a trans person, what does that mean? Like, do you subscribe to like the Judith Butler like performativity theory, or is it like what? What do you mean like? like this discourse about like, okay, passing or whatnot, or whether that's wrong. Well, like, what do you mean? Like when your relationship to femininity and appearance, like, what is that to you as a trans person? That's a, that's a good question. Mm. Um, my family. So I, I grew up in Nevada. And if, if you know, uh, the grapes of wrath, that was, oh yeah, that was my great grandmother literally moving, not like the book wasn't about her, but she was part of that movement from the Midwest into the Western states. And so I've, I've come from a, a family of uh, people who are hard scrabble, working with, with their hands. Um, my mom used to tear apart our uh, small engines like in the um, lawnmower and the weed eater and rebuild them uh, each summer just to keep them in good working condition. So growing up, I didn't have a, a strong model of what femininity was. And uh, when I transitioned, I wanted to blend in, but I didn't really um, want to stand out very much as, you know, feminine or beautiful or anything. I just didn't want people to, to pay me undue attention. I wanted to assimilate. So my background, just coming from uh, a bunch of people who uh, have worked with the earth and, and their hands their whole life, there's, there's not a, a lot of uh, modeling for me of, of fashionability or, or beauty. That's very, that's very interesting because I know like, um, I think with different trans people, it's obviously different, but there is an, in a certain subsect of trans people, there is a sort of, um, and again, this is another thing Paglia talks about. There is a subsect where the, the stereotypical appearances of and markers of femininity is like very highly accentuated, but you're different in that. It's not so much about the signaling or appearance of femininity. It's something like, I would say, you know, deeper or what, whatever, like, does that make so. sense? Yeah. Ben is not an autogonophile. <laughs> you, I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You said it, but no, no, it is. I, I, I think it is like, um, it's a fascinating subject on an intellectual level. Um, despite my moral disagreements, I feel that uh, it is sort of like um, interesting how nowadays with with certain trans discourses there is this question of embodiment and how much appearance relates to embodiment and it's like even women i feel like men don't really i think because men don't have a strong sense of like rites of passages nowadays we don't really think about i mean we do in terms of our appearance as a man but it's like almost like a background thought whereas i notice with women and with uh, trans people, there is a emphasis on like the actual appearance of what that thing is in terms of embodiment. And I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just think it's an interesting topic and uh, yeah, that's well, if we look at it the other way around where 
let's say we'll have the technology to go into vir virtual reality and to be whoever the fuck we want to be. The question is there, like, if we can be whatever we want, eventually wouldn't we grow bored by just having, like, an infinite amount of choices without there being any... Uh, any difficulties within cho within being a certain thing. So, I know, I think everybody has their own lesson to kind of learn in this life, but this is why, if you are some form that you want yourself to be, I would rather the decisions you make within that form, how you treat others and uh, what you end up contributing to the world, be valued way more higher than anything else. And I think, like, until that happens, until we're able to see people from that way... There's always going to be this back and forth of identity politics. Like, I don't think anything else will cure the identity politics except for just, like, what do you have to bring to the table? And I'm not finding that to be that much present within a lot of these different uh, new, uh, you know, subcultures that, that are there. Like, you could have even, like, the reactionary people subcultures where, you know, like, they talk till the cows come home about you know returning to the old and stuff like that but how many of them actually build something how many have actually go out and pursue what they want to uh you know what they idealize you know like it, it's almost like there's always going to be way more people who long for something as opposed to doing it and i think that there are also people who long for their being like a validation and uh to whoever they are but it's like that's not enough and what i don't get is is there a sense, like, from the people that make it, kind of like, uh, this is what I'm curious about, Karina, like, if you hang out, like, within, like, the trans community, quote-unquote, or anything of that nature, like, whether there is an emphasis on how could we do something to actually spiritually fulfill us uh, versus we're just concentrating on our identity and this is who we are. Because it seems like if it's all about that, if it's all about the pronouns... I'm not sure how fulfilling that would be for uh, for a lot of people at the end of the day, but l let me know well, what you think. Yeah, that's a that's a really good insight. Um, I'm not really part of the trans community anymore, so uh, I'm not a good representative of what the trans community thinks. But um, from the time that I transitioned, it was very much about um, shallow appearances. Um, and I, I think when you have people who are sort of spiritually deprived as, as I have been, and you know, I'm still an atheist, but you can still have a spirituality as an atheist. Um, but, but if you are otherwise deprived, there's still a hole in you somewhere that you wanna fill up with something. And I, I think the whole trans experience is one way of, of filling that hole because um, as, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of validation, but there's also, a uh, ritualistic element about it, right? Because you are transforming yourself from uh, one reality to another reality or, or one identity to another. And, and so that gives you a feeling like there's some meaning behind what you're doing, even though at the surface level, all you're doing is taking uh, hormones or having some surgeries. Um, I don't know if that well, answered your it, question. No, no, it does kind of. It reminds me a bit of, especially if we are talking about uh, some like rebirth. In the old mystery cults, what did people used to do? They used to 
go into an experience where it would feel like you're you're dead it would feel like you died and you were reborn again and you had to go through some either through the means of psycho psychedelic drugs or through the means of some other you know technol spiritual technology or whatever you would go through this spiritual state and come out and you would then be one with this uh you know with this community of people who have gone through the same thing and i could see that being similar like probably like in the gay community if we're talking about people who have hiv for example like something that you know is really dramatic and i mean now thankfully it's better but um still it's like a gay there are community these... yeah well there are things that sorry that was zg styles <laughs> yes there are, there are things that people experience that bond them together but my only thing here is it's kind of like um it's kind of like that um, that uh, series, The Twilight Zone. There was an episode there where there was a gangster who loved gambling and loved, uh, you know, just being a gangster. <laughs> oh, that he, one, he, yeah. He, you know what I'm talking yeah. yeah. So so he went to what he thought was heaven, where he got to bang all oh, the girls he wanted to. Yeah, and he gambled, but he won all the time. So that was like hell of an affirmation all the time. Everything was just going his way. But eventually this kept going for years and years and years. And, you know, what makes you think this is heaven. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the, for the me, final. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, it's like with any of these mystery schools, it's like th there's a pressure that you're fighting against. I understand like there was a pressure of like in the beginning fear where you would be afraid of something, uh, something that would be occurring to you and then go through that fear, come out the other end. After that, though, after the fear has subsided, what then? What other pressures can you put on yourself? And this goes for everybody. Like, what kind of pressures can we all put on ourselves to grow? Because if there's no pressure, then it's kind of like we're, we're degrading over time. We're just, you know, slowly melting unless, uh, unless we put some pressure on ourselves. Mm. But if, yeah, I find it very interesting, like... Karina, what you're saying, and by the way, Bella, thank you for coming, friend of the show, chaotic, chaotic girl. Um, I it's interesting the way you're framing it because a lot of like trans activists they would look at that they're like that's evil, dangerous transphobia because you're equating trans identity with like a ritual and and it's funny like for example with like post colonial studies they talk about um, oh all that stuff like twin spirited stuff and uh, a lot of other indigenous practices that had um what the symbolist painters and writers called the um androgyne the mixing of the genders it's in alchemy as well they're like oh that was all just uh them trying to express their trans identity but really that is in a, in a way a like presentist like appropriation of what used to be um rich ritualism around like they didn't have a conception of gender the way that we do. So it's funny how the way you're framing it in terms of the more intangible aspects of it, almost like you could say um, a Gnostic element to that trans identity. Whereas nowadays they would view what you're saying as like transphobia and it's not like the liberal definition of trans identity and they're like oh that's dangerous because now it's like you're opening the floodgates to people saying that it's like i don't know um you you know what i mean obviously you've had pushback i'm assuming i mean if you're friends with nina paley i'm assuming that <laughs> you've had some pushback uh yeah oh why 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 would that matter i thought uh nina is really popular in the trans community <laughs> yeah okay, i've got i've got a question because i'm kind of like trying to put some of the pieces together in mind about like how i feel about stuff and like what i think 
So for men, I feel like there's this ideal, this like I'm, stereotypical- I'm sorry, your background is really freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, I'll give <laughs> Oh my <laughs> god, Lev, that's even more creepy. <laughs> <laughs> You should see the years. The years look like Batman. This is like some Batman cat that I found somewhere. Uh, <laughs> anyway. You should have the like home video camera. You know the pig, the Pigman one, where it's like Pigman. Yeah, the low grain like uh, security camera, where it's like the Pigman. Did you see oh. that one? I yeah. thought you were talking about Oinker, but, but no. we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> <Oinker>. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Like a pig boy. Boy, swell like a pig. Anyway. So with this, like Lev was talking about ideal states and like, you know, you could go into the VR state, you could be anything you wanted. But in in the world we have, in the world of the flesh, I feel like for me, it's fairly obvious to what I want to be in, like in terms of like body wise and stuff. And like, I feel a lot of men want to be muscular in some regards, you know, like, you know, not quite like this, but you know, like there's like an ideal that men have. But I don't really understand what like the general stereotypical woman version of that might be because i like i know there's like the idea of having a big breast and big ass but i don't think that's true i don't really understand that like females view as their version of the male weightlifter kind of physical <laughs> aesthetic i don't know if like anyone here could like help me out with what you see as like what you kind of want to be body wise and general <laughs> idealness if that makes any sense like if you can transform yourself like men can do push-ups and stuff but like i don't really know what a female version that would be or whether it's even important to you so i'm curious well there okay yeah i think that for women it depends on what is um i don't know what the beauty standard is because it changes like every year which is proof that it's bullshit for me with my own with the way I look, with the way my body looks, I'm happy as long as I'm healthy and I'm concerned more with my health than the appearance uh, of my body. I mean, I'm naturally thin and I have a fast metabolism, which I'm lucky for, but what matters to me is my health. For other women, it really depends on the beauty standard. Like, you know, uh, in the early 2000s, it used to be like yeah, flat chested, very skin, like um, very skinny, like Kate Moss. Yeah, and, and now it's like Kim Kardashian where everything is huge, but your waist is tiny and your stomach is flat. So girls that I know of, not, not everyone, obviously there are, there are exceptions, but they aim for that body type now. It really depends on the beauty standard. But do you think yeah. that maybe there's like, the same with the men, even though I feel like there's something with fashion and men and it changes over the years and some bullshit ways, do you think there's like a base spiritual kind of like goes back to like ancient times that females have strived for body wise yes, or something I, I like. think so i think that um if you look away from the beauty standards and you just focus on what men or what the male and the female want it's all based on fertility and uh you know the man the man has to be strong the woman has to have a body that it that seems fertile like the big hips and whatever so if you look at ancient paintings, you can see what the ideal female body type was. And it's so different from how it is now. Because, you know, a big ass isn't an indicator of fertility. So it wasn't like that back then at all. Does that make any sense? It's kind of hard for me to explain. 
I kind of get it. Big ass is an indicator of fertility. I don't think it is. A lot of, I think it's actually pretty interesting that because like, um, just like Afina said, when I was in high school in the early 2000s, as someone who was always naturally built as what people now call thick, but in the early 2000s and the 90s was fat, like having wide hips and, you know, no matter what I would do, what diet I would go on, I was always like wider and built different. And now that, now, sorry, sorry. So now it's interesting because I actually think that, you know, when men now make compliments towards my body, they make comments about fertility and stuff like that. And I think it's interesting that we're actually going back to the fertile woman body type being what is in the forefront of beauty standards and neither of you sorry neither of you believe it's stable like carry on in a second but neither you believe that it's a stable thing so i do believe there is a stable beauty standard i think somewhere in there well i think that there is but i i think that you know society will always push it so even if that is what people think is attractive they're afraid to say it so uh I think that the fertile woman, like the childbearing hips, the big breasts, the big, you know, just what people consider a fertile body type has always been very attractive in the base for what men find attractive. But I think what's pushed in the media also makes men feel afraid to say that that's what they were interested in. In a way. Yes. No, no, I know yeah. I'm interested. I love it. Well, when I was ass. when oh, I was this is younger, street fire right here. I don't really. So uh, when I went, so this is a story, um, if that's okay. Um, okay. I remember in the early 2000s, a lot of my friends were, you know, very small, very petite girls with, you know, small breasts, small everything, and it was something that made me feel very insecure about myself. And one of their boyfriends got really drunk at a party and approached me and said, just so you know, like, girls like you are what I'm really into, but like, blah, 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 blah. And I it's think that... And he didn't want to have, you know, yeah, he really liked I, you, but he went off someone else. Exactly. And I think that it's interesting how, you know, a lot of what we see in the media, a, a lot of what we see in society is the beauty standard is what men feel like they have to find attractive or they say it to their friends or, you know, and I can't speak for men because I'm not a man, but um, it, it, it seems that a lot of men are naturally attracted to the fertile woman body type that oh, yeah. instinctually it's like, I'm going to put a baby in that. Like, <laughs> She can carry my babies like her hips are wide. Oh, like, I definitely like, feel instinctually, that. Instinctually, you're just like that needs to that woman needs to bear my children. Yeah, that, and see, that is amazing. That. That's amazing point because it's an version of the like classic Naomi Klein no logo argument of like beauty standards oppressing women. They do oppress women, but they don't oppress like it's. I think there was a very brief period. I would say I w- maybe from the 60s till the 80s or the 90s of like the archetypal beauty standard that was largely, um, let's face it, a controversial take, largely concocted by gay men in the fashion industry. But it's there was a very short period where femininity meant, even from the 19th century onwards, you had a, an introduction of the like small waist and the small breasts and the like 
then like culminating in the 90s with heroin chick but nowadays we're seeing with the baddies this like return to form but yeah. un- unfortunately i would say that it's a performative uh it's not like the true rough and tumble body type it's more of a performative aspect of what femininity is the like very exaggerated chloe Kardashian. like is it who's the fashion one chloe the, the big one you know I the think baddie. They're all big, like I, the ones I've seen. Like uh, Kim Kardashian is the only one that I know because she's everywhere. But she, her body does not look realistic. It does not yeah. look like a woman's body. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, who is the the one when you talk about the baddie aesthetic? Who created the baddie look? Was it Kim or was it Chloe or? I think you're thinking of Kylie. Kylie, Kylie Jenner. The there the you makeup go. Line. Yeah, yeah. So that not that. Caitlin. And, and here, the thing is with the baddie aesthetic, there is a lot of like the globalization of, of like beauty standards and fashion because there's a lot of like Afro American culture with that. And right, exactly. Uh, and, and so, yeah, exactly. So you have this like exaggeration of the like feminine fertility goddess form. So you have like a polar opposite, which I would say is equally as unhealthy as like the like ridiculous pro Anna, like borderline anorexic type of beauty in the high fashion world so it's really interesting how the feminine form it's like a postmodern like inversion of the true fertility cult uh hourglass body type but it is true i think deep down men do uh, appreciate like and now you're seeing this it, like you're seeing it in meme culture like mommy gf booba mm-hmm. Um, return to the mother, the sort of like mm. the Where's really the weird and, and, and you know, pornography as well reflects this as we've talked about this on the show. Uh, it's like really this very strange return to form that I don't know, there's a lot of different pathologies. It's a maladapted, uh, it's a maladapted, yeah. re- exactly, a maladapted return. Well, I, I think that our vehicles, like the ones that we are in, our skin, our body, our bones, that these are all vehicles and the drawings that the Japanese do both of like the anime and back in the day, they drew the Oni demons. That's actually who they really are. They're literally these entities that are speaking through these machines that we are. And I think same thing with other works of art. I think like when the people draw works of art, they're showing who they are. This is literally them. And this is just like the meat machine that these ideas are riding inside of. So when we're talking about all these archetypes, what does it go back to? It goes. Well, that's back another to like, question. Yeah. Like in terms of art, like I wanted to ask Nina this because me and my buddy Verse Loon, I don't know what happened to him. He was supposed to be on the show today, tonight, but um, we we talked about like how um, a lot of like a lot of art driven by women, uh, they can't, they don't have the same like level of separation like a lot of their art is more intensely personal and i wonder if that's your experience as a woman yourself like do you agree with that take or do you think like there's no separation or do you think that like art that is created by women is like inherently personal in nature or is it like just a projection of a man saying that like as a male artist myself so it's it's like i wonder it's not inherently like that but there aren't the same Evan? It, there, it, it's not the same 
opportunities, should I say, social opportunities, like everybody gets rewarded for certain behaviors and uh, sort of punished for others. And I think that, I think socialization is sufficient to explain what you're talking about, uh, hmm. where uh, like when I was in my early twenties, I was in the alternative comic scene and there was this, you know, the only women that got published in comics, there were, it's changed totally, but there were hardly any women in comics and that includes underground or alternative comics. Hmm. And the ones that did get published tended to be sleeping with or married to famous male cartoonists. And the like subject, Robert Crumb's wife? <laughs> yeah, as an example. Uh, and the, Wait, when we're talking about comics, do you mean like drawn comics or stand-up comics? Drawn comics. Oh, okay. yeah. Paper printed print pre-internet. Uh, and yeah, the personal stuff was like a, a real thing. And I actually did a parody of that type of comic, uh, <laughs> which nice. was published by Dark Horse. And I read a review of it where, and it was just like this obvious parody. I did all of the things that women were rewarded for. All the tropes. Yeah. And all of the tropes, uh, including drawing badly. Uh, if you drew well, you weren't, people were not interested, publishers were not interested in that. They wanted, Is it because like, they wanted to like patronize you and say, oh, you, you know, you can do better. Here's some tips. Is that like the kind of reason they wanted bad? Like, what they kind wanted of reason bad because, because it fit their idea about like women are supposed to, I don't know, but it's like, like women are inherently comics sort of. Or the like women are inherently like, outsider art that's like exactly the, yeah. exactly right and there's and a long history changed. with that and it's yeah thank, um, thank god it has changed i guess yeah. although well, well what would be an example weird, like but, um yeah i did this parody and you know you're supposed to like do this super confessional stuff and you know my own weekly strip nina's adventures was plenty confessional but it wasn't grotesquely confessional <laughs> like that was really you know they, they want, you know, menstrual blood and stuff like that. So this parody, I just had everything. And, and this reviewer, the reviewer was like, well, you know, she tried to do this parody, but really she's quite talented at this. <laughs> you know, this like horrible art style. <laughs> that, but that's actually genius because I love those movies or general art forms where it's like satirical and it's a parody of things that exist and they're just using that they're ridiculous, that they're real. And then people create these satires of them and they're just so brilliant. So I think that what you did is really amazing. Well, thanks. I wish I could dig mm. it up, but I don't know if it's online. But is it, is it similar to like, I remember I was at this uh, art studio for, uh, you know, like these young trust fund kids in Williamsburg. And I noticed oh. that, there was, that there was a women's gallery there. And I noticed that there were a lot of paintings that weren't really well done at all. And a lot of them were paintings of vaginas. And yes. like- That th is exactly that, what my yeah. comic was. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's sort of like a stereotype of the past. Like I would say the 1990s onwards, like there is like like feminist artists, like, uh, like uh, what's her name? Grupper or like uh, Laurie Simmons. But that's like, in the world of fine art, it was different because there were like female artists, like a lot of them, let's face it, they did like kind of sleep their way to the top. But even the ones that did, there was like still a recognition that they had like 
a talent that was their own style. Like for example, Agnes Martin or Helen Frankenthaler, like they had their own unique thing, but it was like, it was kind of like still underground. It wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, like that. It is kind of like a superhero those? mask. I actually love those shoes. Well, thank you. I'm very pleased with them. I'm still developing the eyes. I've got a whole it, box. It reminds of me of the uh, the Pan's Labyrinth, like the, the eye hand guy. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah. like something that would be in Pee Wee Herman's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Truly. It would. Is there, is there I anywhere... had a dream about a shoe like this with a big eye on the heel, so I've been trying to recreate the thing from the dream. Is, is, is there anywhere them. where we can buy these? Like for those who are interested in purchasing Yeah, you should shoes. sell them. No, I'm I'm developing the eyes, really. it's I've been spending weeks with this spending tons of money on Fimo clay and glass cabochons. I am developing my eye thing and then I will sell the eyes which you can attach to your own shoes. Developmental process. Yes. Oh my Love. god, that's if, brilliant. If I subscribe, can I can I get some eyes? Can you get some eyes? I wonder. <laughs> we could do yeah. a Patreon thing, yeah. The yeah. eyes have it. Yeah. But anyway, development phase. And, and thank you for subscribing. Progress. And thank you for everybody who has subscribed and who is still has not subscribed. You better fucking subscribe now. Look at the amazing people we have. We have Karina, James, Nina, Geo, Dumbo, oh, yeah. Jugs, Conscious Moss, myself, Athena is back with us. And uh, I love the fact that we're able to bring everybody here. One last thing that I wanted to touch on before we all go is... I mentioned that I think a lot of these very radical things we're seeing, whether it's, uh, you know, with the male-female dynamics or whatever, like, I think that it may be just the pendulum swinging all the way to the other side, because for such a long time, pretty much the entire history, and pretty much the history that people have been still, like, people are still alive now, who lived during a time when it would have been much less possible for somebody like Nina to do the kind of things that you do. I mean, maybe still possible at that generation, but still harder to uh, do that. So it's like, great, now we have an open door. Could we get to the point where people wouldn't have to pretend to enjoy certain art or certain things just because it happens to be made by victim group A, B, or C, and instead have much more of an actually, like, equal meritocratic way of, you know, raising the bar really high so that uh, someone like Nina, you know, there is no doubt that she is incredibly talented uh, of an artist. You know, anybody with half a brain can fucking see that. But I think people would also be able to judge those who don't, don't move the needle up. So, Karina, you were shaking your head no. Uh, I would love to start with you and uh, and bring everybody else into this as well, as far as where do you see the future going here? Um, well, first of all, I'm not sure that the pendulum is moving. I, I think that the, the pendulum has a, a lo much lar longer arm on it than we think. So it could be the pendulum is moving from 100 years ago or more. And it hasn't turned around yet, so I'm I'm not really sure about that. But what I see right now that has happened over the last 12 months is a lot of social signaling. Mm. And as long as people can increase their social stature by saying the right things without having to even really think about what's right or wrong, uh, as long as they can benefit from it, that's just going to keep happening. I'm not going to put my money betting on the vast majority of people having an intellectual awakening. I agree. I hate to say it, but that's true. It's true. 
Oh, we have a comment from Buff. If it was normal for all the time, then it's not a pendulum. I mean, I guess I don't know how far to stretch out the time that we are aware of even. I'm one of those Graham Hancock weirdos who believes that human beings have been around for way longer than we assume. So... Yes, certain things, let's say, are Lindy, but then again, people were living in a lot of shitty conditions for a long time, too, and they adapted to those conditions by instituting certain ways of going about life. And when we are at a level where it's like, you know, there is no reason for us to deny somebody the opportunity to do something if they're really good and really passionate about it. Um, like, there I don't are there reasons was... to deny them, though. There are. Like your personal insecurity. I mean, my experience in the '90s as a young artist was I didn't I didn't you know what Bella was talking about earlier, right? Where she's really pretty and she displays herself in a conventionally feminine feminine way and wears makeup and all that sort of stuff. But she opens her mouth, and <laughs> you now then the men don't like it. <laughs> and my thing is, I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't do any of that performance when I was that young. Um, but I drew really well and the men did not like it. Like it was the, the alt comics industry in the early nineties was a, a hellish place for me. It's gotten way better, way, way better. It was such a nightmare back then though. Um, and, and the mere, like the mere fact that I could draw bothered them. It genuinely bothered them. And I would see men, you know, I would just like see other men who drew well and the way they were treated was so different from me. And again, it's not, you know, the industry is different now. And I'm really glad that there are so many talented women that are in it now and that have careers now. But back then it was like these freaking insecure, the insecurity was, was just a killer. Well, I, ag I agree with that, Nina. I see that in my field of work now, where for on Instagram and YouTube, 95, over 95% of my followers on both are actually women. And when I make videos that are not based around how I look, when they're actual videos with discussions and just general discussions about spirituality, all of the women comment on how they love those videos and they're helpful. And then the men leave negative comments saying, oh, these are complete crap. Just go back to what you were doing. So Yeah, but I bet the women that follow you, I bet they fucking see that how good you look, though. <laughs> I, I They're scoping and seething, Athena. I've definitely <laughs> come across women like that. But yeah, there, sorry, are, there are a lot of them who are extremely sweet. If you look at my YouTube comments, I mean, it's in Arabic, so you, you would understand it, but... I would say 99% of the comments from women are so wonderful and sweet. And it's just that as much as people say that women compete against each other and are horrible towards each other, which is true, there are women who are like that and it's usually because of insecurity, but there are women who do love supporting each other and seeing each other grow and they actually admire each other and compliment each other's physical appearance. Um, yeah, women like pretty women. I, I think I want to note on the fact that even though what you're saying is totally true, I think uh, I don't know if your case is the best case considering the parasocial relationship that you inherently no, no. have. You are you are correct, and I've like men generally 
Evan. nice things about me but it's not the the women who go after me and who do really horrible things to me like doxing me on websites i don't go on like 4chan and lolcow like they dox Holy me they write shit, things, you're they not really no one cares about me on there but it's just women who who come from um like the mde fan base and they like post like dox me right horrible yeah. things about charles and they're american western women arab women never do those things to me the most the the most extreme thing they'll do is just call me ugly that's yeah. the only thing that they'll do <laughs> But, but why do you that think that do you think... was an actual thing like recently? Because some of my, uh, yeah, my femfos were posted on it. And I couldn't believe that like literally femcell 4chan is a real thing. It is. Right. And they go it after is. jugs all the time, by the way. They go after jugs all the time. They, they're they, honestly, they, go off the they, they, they are more the pathetic than any of the posts I've seen on R9K, which is like <laughs> insane to me. Which is why I couldn't believe it was a real thing. I'm like, how are they worse than fucking R9K? If it, like, it's really if bad, yeah. If you're literally worse than R9K, I don't know what the... Like, women are not all right if you're worse than R9K. It, it really right? is, they're not. Uh, wait, 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 they're not. Nina's got, Nina's got this look. She doesn't know what R9K is, nor do I oh, think Karina knows. So, Where to begin? Where to begin? R9K the robot is essentially... It's a board on 4chan that is like the incel community before incel was even a word, pretty much. I guess that's the best. Well, way. R9K was okay. R9K was the board that were were for more sensitive people that wouldn't get along with people. Nina, I've got a really good way of doing it. Okay, Nina, me. name a bunch of negative buzzwords about men quickly, and then that's that's R9K. No, yeah. but R9K started <laughs> off as the feel thread. They call themselves robots because they are disassociated from like ordinary experiences of like living in Western civilization, like the way it is. Like they're basically you could call them like losers and failures and incels or whatever. But R9K was originally the thread board. So, like, for people that had personal experiences and personal stories, they would do their green text threads. Um, and R9K was, like, around, like, I would say from 20, 2015 before that, they had, like, a lot of high-quality, like, story posters about people's personal experiences. But, unfortunately, R9K became known as, like, the incel board for, like, people that, like, either, like, they were into, like... Um, like they were failures at relationships or they were incels. And a lot of them have this like thing with uh, like, like trans, they have like this trans thing going on as well. Like they, like the femboy stuff. So like R9K is like this really weird, like incelish, um, like containment board on 4chan. And there's still some like good posters, but there's like, it's terrible. It's just like, it's don't even bother going on RNK anymore. It's just, there's no good stories anymore. It's all just like, uh, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I can't have the girlfriend of my dreams. So now I'm becoming the girlfriend of my dreams sort of deal. <laughs> so, yeah, like, and then, and then you have Lol Cow, which is pretty much. Lol Cow is more extreme than Kiwi Farms. Yeah. And it's, it's like mainly women who, are very unhappy and insecure women who post about other women, usually women who have some kind of fame, and they just, it's like insane. They pick at yeah. every little thing that they do with their physical appearance, with the way they talk, with everything. 
And with me, make up really weird story, really insane stories, narratives, things that I do and things that I'm doing. And it's like, it's just, it's so creepy. It's very, yeah, apparently, white nationalist. Um, apparently, Juggs is a a Nazi that slept her way to the top of podcasts. (laughs) They they say that that about, about girls. They say, like, oh, she's, she's like with this white supremacist. How can he be a white supremacist when his wife is Middle Eastern? It just doesn't make sense. Well, I think anyway, that's that the, to be to be brutally honest, it's probably oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, hold yeah, on, Nina. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's just the, the thing about being famous in any way, even in a small way, is that uh, that is a service that you provide to people a little scapegoating service. So, uh, it is open sea, that's mm. part of it, that is part of being known, and that is and, why. And you were a literal scapegoat in the uh, Seder masochism. A very cute yes. scapegoat. Yes, and I've been I've thought a lot about uh, the role of the scapegoat, and people really mm. need scapegoats. So I I see it as providing a service, among other things, because mm. uh, they need that. <laughs> like, and by the way, there, there's me... a quote. There's this quote that I uh, said in the previous stream, but I'm curious what uh, everybody here thinks about it, and I don't know if I agree with it, uh, but uh, it's. Uh, it turns out to be difficult and unnatural to replace a system of prejudice with a system of real equality and respect. It's a lot to ask of people. As Friedrich Nietzsche understood, it is far easier for both perpetrators and former victims alike simply to transvalue the prejudices so you wind up with the old world turned upside down. Mm. Transvalue? Yes. What the values? Yeah. Oh, by mean? the way, another thing I missed about R9K is that, and uh, Wong Kar Wai superfan alerted me to this, R9K was set up because every post had to be unique, like it had to be original, the way that the, the coding was, like it was required of you to make an original post. So when B became like this toxic bullshit, like basically porno thread, people, they set up R9K to be like the quote unquote savior of 4chan because RNK would produce like basically original content no matter what post. But unfortunately it became like the board of like incels talking about how much they like, I don't know, hate women or something like that. Like it's really mm. I sh- I could browse R9K right in it's, like, it's a live. shame because honestly the concept of R9K was good because I mean everyone yeah. you know that's like us, Geo, was browsing B back in oh, yeah. the, the late two thousands and stuff like that. And that board, you know, quickly went to shit. And it's not been good since, you know, we were in fucking high school, so. No, yeah, B is, like, a a wasteland. It's just, like, local, like, local area porn threads, like, in creep shots, and, like, um, like, FUDA, and, like, stuff like that. It's just, just, it's like the pervert board now. It's, like, B no longer has the power it had. 4chan is basically Paul. That's what 4chan is Mm. now. 4chan is politically incorrect, and politically incorrect is, like, every other board. So like yeah, I'm I'm browsing our R- R9K and it's like first and post steeps into I feel... every fucking board too. It's like people just need to fucking shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're so fucking. Annoying. Well, there it's funny because there's this term called Paul 9K, like Paul meaning like the the sort of like weird incel misogyny of uh, R9K has bled over into like Paul, which is like basically like you know reactionary like white nationalist politics right so it's like paul 9k is like this weird mix of like hating women and hating minorities 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> by, by the way, I completely remember. I will do calf races for money. Uh, by the way, I love the Sonic 2 background that uh, myself has going on. That is quite lovely. But yes, I completely forgot about this. Before the stream ends, and I know it's going to be ending soon, but before it ends, I will do calf raises. How many do you think I can do? Write in the chat and write in the amount you're willing to bet that I will do those calf raises. Because <laughs> I got to work out. I was doing some. I know that right now I am as skinny as a wire, but I am working out. I was doing a P90X today, shoulders and arms, great exercises. So this is the process. It's the process I'm going through. But real quick, uh, Nina, <laughs> to your question of what that means, trans value, just switch from one to the other. So the idea here uh, in that quote is that the prejudices ended up getting switched around and again not for everybody oh, i'd like, call I that under... inversion inversion yes so that yeah, inversion okay. would work too and i understand karina what you're talking about as well that uh, it's never like a clean slate type of pendulum and yes with social media that exacerbates a lot of feelings but uh i don't know like what exactly we are going to be looking forward to in the next uh you know not century, but let's say in the next 10 years, as far as relationship dynamics, as far as how we see each other, because I'm not sure if we are going to have these vehicles of the past where people are all going to be like around a certain tradition that's been passed on from, uh, you know, family to family. Like maybe that's still going to be going on, like with the Hasidic Jews or the Muslims, but uh, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure when you take that away from all the cultures, what is left beyond just like soy boy fandom and uh you know like i mean there are going to be great artists regardless but it almost feels like if we don't have the masses engaged in some tradition in some ritual then it's going to fragment things to such an extent that it's going to be really chaotic and i'm not sure if that's uh for the best uh, going that, to? that is oh sorry what corona i said it's going to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, um, I mean, I think we can look at Russia for some tips about how individuals relate to each other since the U.S. is a, is a declining hegemony. Well, Russia's not a good example because a lot of Russians were serfs back in the day, and you're not going to be able to change that overnight. Like, the mentality of being, like, under somebody else's boot, you know, like... Well, That's, I was thinking more of like narking on each other and not trusting each other and not trusting the state and not trusting um, the media. Can I, I, since we're on the topic of Slavs and stuff, I just wanted to say this is kind of a PSA. Like, I'm sorry if it's inappropriate, but I have lost my dog and I, I feel the need for everyone to go look for him. He responds to the name well, definitely, de I think oh, definitely, definitely legit. legit. Yes. Um, so please, please, I need, I, I haven't seen him for months, dude. The last <laughs> thing he told me was that he was going to go, um, go sniffle in some Sami pussy, but I, 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 I don't know what he meant by that. So please, someone just. Oh, God. Uh, definitely legit. Definitely but, but, legit. Yeah, by the way, wait, you, Nina, have you met, have you you met definitely legit, Ned? We need to have a stream with Definitely Legit on. And Nina, I think you guys would get along really well. He is a beautiful dog. He is a, a lassie dog. He is a, a Kali. He's a Kali living during the Kali Yuga. And I think what we are describing right now is the Kali. <laughs> yeah, you know oh, what I'm talking God. about. He it forced <laughs> me. He put a gun to my head, okay? He told me to say this. By well, the way, I before I forget, yeah. uh, 
the next stream we're having is free for all Friday. I guarantee yes. you after tomorrow, uh, whatever happens, that stream is going to be fucking interesting on Friday. Whatever happens, maybe we'll yes. do it on Thursday if things are extra spicy. I'm not even. I, well, I'm not even. Well, on Thursday there is an eight o'clock rehearsal that I have to do for a virtual reality stream. We're going to be doing at the National Arts Club. For those who are not aware, I am the chairman of the Art and Technology Committee at the National Arts Club in Gramercy Park. Nina, you would be a fantastic guest. By the way, speaking of like, I would love to have you in there because art technology like you know you do stuff on the internet so that the technology part works itself out i think but I, I went to the the physical national arts club once and i think it was like really fancy it is yeah it's very fancy schmancy and uh i've been there since 2009 and i would love to once we open up take you back there take everybody there james and like anybody who's in new york i would love to take you guys out there and uh i'd love a to come as well love. I'd love please, to please get the ticket. Like, when I can, when I can, man. When I've got yeah, you guys surrounded, they got there. you guys surrounded by walls, and uh, I don't know what's going nah, on. Nah, I'm there gonna break. Right <laughs> I miss fancy, spirit, man. I'll break swanky, out, man. fancy, swanky New York places with mm. delicious food. Yes, no, it's no the food. The food's good. The galleries are great there, and um, you know, nice, nice people there. You know, it's a good place that I really want to have as an infusion of these different worlds within. So, like, we have this stream over here. Think of the diverse amount of uh, views that we had in this stream alone. And I want to continue this. So, I want to have on more classic li liberals. I want to have on more, more neocons, if you can find those for me. So, basically, I want to bring people of different views together on this stream to talk. And this is what I'm going to try to do for Free For All Friday as well. I really want to try to find a diverse array of people, bring them together. Because otherwise, I think it also gets boring. It gets boring to hear the same mm. thing and to think that you're right, you know, every single day. So, there's always gonna, so many... I'm going to say something unwelcome yeah. now since i know okay. this is the place i can do it go for it go for it <laughs> flirting is boring and one of the <laughs> things that hijacked today's conversation was uh like the men uh flirting uh, oh, dudes rock and, uh -huh. and the women Simping. some Sorry. of the women wanted that but i was like jesus this is boring <laughs> Sorry, dudes, rock, dudes, rock, dudes rock dudes rock Nina meant to say geo flirting with all. No, geo not just geo. The it's girls. just like, uh, and then you know, like, it's just boring as hell. And I've really enjoyed uh, these other podcasts here that I've been on. But it's like, Jesus, I don't want to go through this again. <laughs> it's just so well, dull. don't worry. Lev's version of The Bachelor. What did you expect? We've got. Honestly, I'm sorry. I'll say it. Talking about women is fucking boring. Okay. Men talking about women. This is fucking boring. The thing is that I feel like with every stream like that, it goes back to like three things. It goes back to like horse, capitalism, and trannies. And Christian. Every fucking time. And Christian. Yeah, like. Yeah, Christian. And Gio talking about the spectacle as well. I swear that comes up every stream where it's like somehow <laughs> yeah, Gio that is like, sneaks that yes. in there. By the way, I what love do you the, expect uh... from a bunch of esoteric retards? No, I like <laughs> it, man. But there's <laughs> there's exactly patterns. What I there's expect. patterns in the We're seeing patterns in the numbers here, James. We're seeing one one zero two seven seven six five four. I've been seeing the patterns. We've been I've been seeing seen the patterns. Them. 
Me and, me and you have seen the patterns. It's all right. It's fine. Mm. But I love the Newgrounds animation behind you. I saw the it's Kenya Weebles, one. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's all the... Weeble stuff. It was made for something else that it ages ago. I'm just like fucking around, basically. If you can already tell. I, 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 I have enough. a question. I want a question I want to ask you off stream. But uh, anyway, okay. guys. This I've got a question I want to ask on the stream. I'm, I've got like a curious question. Here, so Alchemy is... says... Wait, wait, here Alchemy says, okay. Lev, you and Geo are out of control today. <laughs> I still have the boar thing in my mind right now. It's not Stop! gone. <laughs> I had just forgotten. Jesus. Oh, wait, wait, oh, by the way, Nina, Nina, did you see the cover of this? Uh, I mean, did everybody also see the cover, the no, thumbnail for this video? don't look too closely. Yeah, crap. what the hell? Unfortunately, so, I did, Lev. Don't. Yes. What the hell, Lev? You, okay, James, can you describe what's on the cover? No. I, I I refuse. Nina, can you describe what, can you describe what's on the cover? Uh, well, it was uh, there was a weird cartoon of looked like a woman and a man, and the man was cuddling the trans bugs bunny. No, was... wait, you completely forgot about Animaniacs. Have you ever seen Animaniacs? I that was not part of. I'm older okay. than you. Okay. I'm much well, older than you. For Sorry. those who have seen Animaniacs, there was a character named Slappy the Squirrel yes. who was one of the uh, one of the stars. I'm not and this. She was. And has no, two terabytes of Slappy Cancel. the Squirrel hentai Cancel on his computer. Undo, Control Z, stop this, lad, please. And she's like, and she's like a grouch. She doesn't like other people coming over her, uh, you know, her her hole in the tree, you know. And then we have somebody like Hang Hill, who, I don't know, like, uh, you've seen uh, King of the Hill, right? So you know, like, what Hang Hill is. And I just love, like, that somebody drew Hang Hill rubbing the belly of Slappy the Squirrel and Ace. them just, like, you know, having some kind of romance. Because I'm thinking, like, they could probably get Whoa. along. Like, Hank is, even though he likes hanging out with his buddies in Arlen, Texas, <laughs> he's not much of a partier. He's not much of a, you know, like, um, a extrovert. So, you know, he likes the simple things in life. And why wouldn't he, you know, at a certain point, fancy uh, Slappy the Squirrel? Lev, I have Lev, to say, even so though Lev... Around, right. I have to why, say, even why would it? So projecting something, Lev? <laughs> what? Oh, God. These are, are, these are you projecting just references something? that I, like, no, I didn't watch I think Lev is. He's, okay. You should <laughs> hear the response that Lev gave to me on Twitter. Um... <laughs> Like let, let me let me pull it up for you. Let me just he he like I said, oh my god, I, I think I replied with a gif. Um let's see. So Lev, this is on the break the rules um <laughs> uh, the post. And sorry, I just got distracted by a picture of Leah that also replied. Uh let me let me find it. it. It's is it here, Lev? Uh where is it? I'm trying to find it. It's by it's a picture in the of what? Here we go. It's the one all or okay. Here I could send it. Well, it's the one with the dolphin, right? That's the one you're talking about. Yes, it's the. Uh, let's see, women's stream starting soon. Starting soon. Uh, I'm finding it. I'm trying to find it. No, it's no, no. Women's stream tomorrow. It was the other one. Yes, one that, that one. Oh yes. my god. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, so uh, I'm sending it to you as a message. By the way, all the people who are still here, I think we have 80 something people still here. Subscribe. Wow. What the fuck are you doing? Subscribe right I'm now. I'm outside you your fucking never, house. You are never going to get outside your before. fucking house. This is all so green love, screen. So I said, I mean, I could imagine Bobby, but one episode, Peggy did say that Hank had an unnatural attachment to the dog. And, and Lev posts the picture <laughs> of Hank when he was uh, sexually assaulted by that dolphin. In one episode, 
Recall Hank and the Dolphin. Slappy the Squirrel is a welcome alternative fulfilling the relations he secretly seeks after experiencing that sexual trauma from the Dolphin. Imagine Hank and Slappy in bed smoking cigarettes Wait. in the refractory period saying yep. And I, and I had to reply with Don't like... Don't ask any questions. Yeah. <laughs> I replied with that video. I just... I, I, I'm stunned. I, I can't... Um, <laughs> And, and painted world says remove it. So, oh my god! Uh, Why is left bringing us such unrelenting horrors? <laughs> like, god. it's traumatizing. It's you got you got to go through the muck. That's what I think. I think you got to go through the muck and the weirdness. I feel like we violated these... conscious Moss's pure soul. We violated, destroyed me, we destroyed her inside. I was so quiet. That that on that Twitter. bird that bird on her shoulder <laughs> might as well be barbecue by now. No, that bird is all of you whispering your degeneracies <laughs> into my ear and the bird's me. like the bird's like falling over dead. It's like the canary. The canary it's the canary for this. Lev needs to stop now, otherwise that more birds are gonna die. I was so more pure and quiet and then I met all of you and it's just exactly. terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, well, we got, we by the go. way, Moss, what is that anime that is your profile? That's Naruto. Uh, baby. Haku Naruto. from Naruto. Oh, that. I, yeah, sorry, you addressed. Yeah, I forget. Yes. Verse recommended a shorter version of Naruto for everybody no, to watch. watch. No, 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 no. What's no. the shorter version of Naruto? No, shorter just version. Watch you, it. Just don't watch it. it. you just don't watch it. You just watch something. Hold good on, instead. cat. It's All cat right. time. Hold on. Here we go. It is cat time. <gasps> Look at this. Marina, your Andy cat's Wolf. so beautiful. Yep, this oh, is Harley. Oh. What's her name? Harley? He's Harley. Oh. Harley. Did you Hi, just Harley. misgender my cat? I what just misgendered your cat. I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> uh, so soft. What a, what a beautiful cat. What a fluffy baby. Yeah, he's a Turkish fan. So his oh. his fur feels more like a, 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 a rabbit. What? Sorry, Turkish van. Turkish van. He doesn't have van. Uh, oh, the little in hairs that, oh, that okay. make it so you can't oh. pet a pet, cat backwards. What the hell? Like How a old is rabbit. He? Oh, he's an old man. He's uh, like 16. 16. Uh, well, he, he, looks, he looks very uh, very young and spry, and uh, this is the purification we need. See, it's all about bringing us down into the netherworld and then bringing us back up again through the power of these felines. <laughs> this is how it works. This is the pressure we need. This is this is me moving the stream through these waves of consciousness in order for us... There we go. One more cat, and then we're done. Here we go. Look at this. Look at this beautiful feline right here. <laughs> So beautiful, so beautiful. Nina, I love you. Face I love everybody right here. <laughs> I was gonna wait. Are we are we stream ending? Are we? Am I gonna we get are, my? Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. Last yeah. question in. And please oh, yeah. come for free for all Friday. I don't know what's going to happen at the Capitol tomorrow, but it it will be wait, spicy. Geo. Yeah. I'm I'm supposed to be sending a message from Legit, telling you that Haku is a guy. Do you Wait. Know... Wait, is Haku a guy? Hold on, let me let me check real quick. Yeah, Haku <laughs> is a, Haku's a guy. <laughs> oh, a very, very, a very, very feminine. Man. That's a guy. Yes. Um. Okay. Did you just misgender an anime character? What yes. The fuck? Oh, yes, so... I did. Oh, Who but cares? his character—it's my fate. It's it's incredible. Yeah, Haku. I thought it looked a like a, a woman. Yeah. yeah, Haku does look like a woman. He's extremely oh, wow. feminine. 
Wow. <laughs> That's what I say about who cares. The more you know. Yeah, anyway, he's, get... he's prettier than Sakura. He's prettier than almost every woman in the anime. Mm. Oh my god. How do you what? feel Sakura's forehead's like five feet long. There are women in Naruto? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not Haku, though. There, there's Haku, there's female Naruto, and then that's it. There's female Naruto? Yeah, when he does the sexy jutsu. Is that just Lee oh Simpson? God. The sexy jutsu, yeah. I, I guarantee you there's been a few, uh, uh, at well, least at the master's the level, a few academic essays about the, the female Naruto. <laughs> I'm just at the Shunin exam, though, so let's not spoil me at all, because I'm not... Wait, you're watching it for the first time right yes. now? Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's a, re- it's a really good... Exam is what's considered probably the peak of Naruto, so... No, just uh, don't say anything. So, so enjoy it peaking. <laughs> okay, thank you. I will enjoy it. <laughs> just don't spoil me, please. Just keep that one pure thing about me. Naruto okay, well, beat one, one last thing. Not, not, not to bring this back into the muck, but the one thing that I wanted to say that I wanted to do with that cover, with that thumbnail, is you would have uh, Peggy Hill, who would be very sad oh, looking at Slappy and Hay. But God. then, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Oh, my Let me finish. I have out. a point. I have a point. <laughs> this is very important. He Above, has a point. You see where he has a toy. He in, loves furries. You see where I put in where I put in Sita and Rama. You saw that Nina, right? Like I put Sita yes, and I Rama, did. and right next to them is Bobby Hill meditating. So Bobby Hill decided to cut himself away from all these male female uh, slappy the squirrel dynamics <laughs> and just go into the state of oneness. You know where these two states of uh, being are combined together and. Uh, you are one with the universe, and that's Bobby Hill. He decided to uh, go down that road. That's why he's alone. That's why he's the only one in that in that. Well, except for Peggy Hill, but that's a different. That's a love triangle. But he's the only one who is alone um. and going his own way. So, there we go, guys. This is the end of the stream. I love you all very much. Please don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe, motherfucker. Make this Patreon, also patreon.com. Free for all Friday coming up. And uh, we are also going to have next Thursday. Inauguration devastation. Owen Cyclops. Owen Cyclops is coming in next Thursday. So that's going to be very, very fun. I'm very excited for that. So So there we go, guys. Yes. when When you say join us, do you mean like just watch the stream? Watch the stream. Come in the stream. It's all. It's all good. I can only for, come in free... the stream if you send me an invite. I. Yeah. I definitely shall. Absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a fun one. So let's see what happens tomorrow. And uh, guys, that's it. I am ending the stream. I love you no, all. No, we're not. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Question wait. myself. Well, it's myself it's a really. Well, it was just a silly one, but it's just like. So here, here's the deal. Here's the situation. Now it was okay. like. 11 at night one time, I was around a friend of mine's place, female friend of mine. Now, I don't know, would you do the same in my position? Because she's, she's special me. So I asked for a snack, and then I was like, oh, you know, Chris or whatever. And then like, I was thinking, you know, Chris or whatever. You know, something plain. And then she ended up making me crumpets. Now, would you females, if I was in that position, would you make me crumpets? No. Or would you say no to that? Yeah, you wouldn't. No, I didn't. So, <laughs> is no. this the Is this the female friend you've been spending time with? Yes. Yeah. Maybe that, she really that's... likes crumpets. Uh, well, no, she made them for me. She didn't even have any for herself for some reason. She just so, like... Yeah, that's oh. clear. Yeah. Okay, All so right. no, no one else would make crumpets. But... I'd, make, no, I'd make crumpets I for you. 
if I if, <laughs> well, if you were the female, oh. <laughs> if someone I considered, if a guy I just considered my friend said he wanted a snack, I'd pass him a fucking bag of Doritos. Like, yeah, there wasn't any of those. There was, yeah, but like, I, I'd give okay. him just any snack. I wouldn't bake for him. If he it wasn't was bake, they were like pre-done crumpets, but you put them in the toaster, and then like you have the butter and then a little bit. You of oh, said you made them. You have to. You have to be clear. I thought she was like baking. Yeah, making it no, scratch. no, not from scratch, but like uh, you know, yeah, she made it's... you toast. Mm. Well, yeah, but they're crumpets. <laughs> they're nice. <laughs> I love how like myself is being devastated right now. You being like, devastated. Just took him from like the highest high. It's still high. It's oh, still okay. high. I mean, it's better than just handing you some crackers. She put a little bit of effort in. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Would you do that? No. Yes, I would make someone toast. (laughs) I wouldn't make Corinna toast. No. (laughs) Corinna is all keto. 